Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Craft brewers, beer lovers, beer drinkers. Get ready for an all-new experience in information exchange and beer culture. Your only source source. for live beer radio that brings expert brewers from around the globe right to your home. You're not just listening to broadcasters. It's the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Good afternoon. It's the Sunday show, the Brewing Network, the session, some other things we like to call it. JP's uh, training grounds for his game show hosting career. Smother? Is that what you said? Smother. You're going to smother people? What are you talking about? We're starting this already. What are you talking about? (laughs) All right. uh, So JP will be off for most of the show. We've learned already that he's not prepared to be here yet. But he does come prepared with games, and that's really all that matters. Man, people have been talking. Guess my number. Yes. People have been talking about that game. Lots of... In the chat, people like it. I was playing just a couple seconds ago. (laughs) Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Did anybody win yet? Yeah, Apex Brewer won. He he, he guessed 12. (laughs) And the number was 12. What a ridiculous piece of radio that was. Uh, But people liked it. uh, Not everybody. Hey, it served a purpose. Yeah. There were some comments that, uh, that people weren't too happy with it. But, uh, hey, whatever. I think it's going to be a regular thing now. We're going to let JP just come up with games every couple of weeks. <laughs> I, I'll, I'm, I'll get better. I'll get better. If you guys don't like that, I'll, I'll, I'll figure something out. Okay. I like the one with the rock and roll nursery rhymes. That was kind of cool. You know, I really like that too, but nobody else yeah. liked it. We were talking about that at the show, or you guys were talking about it at the beginning of the show. Nobody. I don't Listeners know. hated that game. Nobody got it. Oh, it, it was tough. Yeah. It was a hard game. Yeah. Shat's back in the studio with us this What's week. What's happening? Hey, Shat. Oh, wait, wait, you got fired in your absence. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, well I'm back. To, yeah. to be fair, you got fired, rehired, and fired again, actually, throughout the course of the show. Wow. Which is why we're four minutes late starting. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Welcome back, Shat. We're going to be talking to uh, Shatty about his East Coast trip here in a little bit. Brought us back a, uh, a crate of East Coast beers, Doc, that we get to drink all uh, show long. How'd you get those back? So, we threw out uh, all your clothes and just packed them all. Pretty in. much, a lot of socks. <laughs> he used a lot of socks. Actually, I saw his packing. They're 
he had his all his dirty underwear on top of the beers yeah. that we're going to be drinking. <laughs> you did, didn't you? It was you? clean. It was clean. Really? Oh. Well, he just came right from his out mom's house. Yeah, ah, of course, all his underwear is clean. Oh, yeah. You can't go home with dirty laundry, Shad. Oh, yeah. What if you get in, a, in an airplane accident? <laughs> then you won't be wearing any clean underwear. Everybody will think that my little boy's a dirty, dirty boy. But he's not. He's a clean one. <laughs> it's a clean one. Can you use a clean one? Who's my clean little boy? It's a clean little boy. Oh, he's a clean one. Now go get come your Shaddy. Now come rub uh, my bunions. Man, did I want to get your mom on the air last week so bad? She was already asleep, but uh, I thought it'd be fun. Talk she to says, her. "Forget it. <laughs> She's not calling in." She really? Yeah. Did you tell her I want to get just her on wants the air? To listen, and that's it. Let's call I, her right now. She'll I, have no choice. She'll answer the phone. She should not listen at all. She's going to start thinking ill of me. That's a bad idea. She loves you. (laughs) Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, We've been bantering for a while. This is the, uh, I've decided it's the, uh, it's the no cursing show. What? No cursing today. What the? Yeah. <laughs> In fact, there's going to be sit down, doc. There's going to be leave. there's going to be consequences for every curse that's said today. Drink a beer? Uh yeah, should we make you want to make it a whole beer? Or uh, yeah. uh, for how- everybody who's <laughs> driven here, yeah. you guys have to drink a beer if you swear. <laughs> On the way here, I was thinking taxi cab. Oh, I thought you were planning that anyway. Didn't you bring the old car so no, you could no. leave it? No. Yeah, leave the Hummer, dude. I'll get it back to you tomorrow. Take a cab home. Chat and I will take care of the Hummer. All right. I can do that. Yeah, I don't know. Should we make it up? It's going to be tough to not curse, so I don't know if it should be a whole beer. Nah, it's... Plus, we have a lot of good beer in the studio today, so what a waste. Uh, How about a half? You got to chug half a pint if you curse today. Yeah. (sighs) It's come to my attention that uh, some people dislike our potty mouths. Well, who? I don't know, just people. I got people everywhere. They report back you have to people? me. People, what are their names? I want them. Uh, I never reveal my sources, but I do know. And, and so, is this, is this the, just to train us so we don't do it, or they, yeah? Because uh, when we do our GABF broadcasts, it is not allowed at all. You think? Like I, <laughs> I'm just gonna be so dying to drop f bombs up on that stage, but I can't. I, I'm a professional, and I have to act accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did they now? Did, did so we're in training? Was that did that come down like and Justin? Just so you know, what? No, or is, well, it, is, it, is it your professional thing that you're gonna do? That you're building this this persona? I, I got a talking to. Uh, it wasn't the, an official talking to, but when we were in negotiations for the programs I'll be doing at the GABF, it, let's just say that it was c- casually mentioned more than twice ah. that I <laughs> I should uh, clean it up a little. Yeah, so, just you know that I can't. That it's a you know uh, it's not really a family event, is it? But that no. is what I was told. And also, I'm not allowed to. And I wouldn't anyway. Come on, like I don't see why people think I. Yeah, do we this. don't want to right. offend those five years old five year olds over It'll at be the forty out. But we're also I'm not allowed to offend any sponsors. And oh. if, but actually, I only offend my own sponsors. I don't right. go attacking people that aren't no. sponsors. Yeah. I only, you know, I go right for the ones who are already with us. So pretty much, you you can you can pinpoint down the road when they actually heard one of the shows is is probably right before they said, and that's kind of cur- not not have any <laughs> cursing kind of a thing, right? I yeah yeah. yeah. So right. we're in training this week, and uh, it'll be punishment if there's any cursing. <laughs> so it's chug chug half a beer. Yeah. That's punishment. Oh. What kind of beer? Yeah. What, uh, probably whatever's in your glass. I was thinking one of JP's PBRs. Do we have a punishment? 
Do we have him here? Look at it. He gets all oh, PDR. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, they have some? Oh, hey, Drew Beecham's in the studio with us today. Oh, too. Hey, hey, Drew. <laughs> How's it going? What's going on, brother? Not much. Not much at all. Hey, welcome to uh, the, the studio here in Pacheco, man. Lovely downtown Pacheco, yes. So Drew flew in just for this show. Nice. How about that? You know? That's a good guest right there. None of this phone business for and he Drew. brought beer. And he brought beer with him. Come on. And, yeah. you know, I got interrogated by the TSA for the beer. Did you? Did no. they want to know what was in there and shit? No, but in my luggage, oh, there was a nice, li- there was a nice little it. note. Attention, TSA agent. This is beer. Please don't molest it. You guys didn't even catch me. What? I just, I have to punish myself. I just dropped the S-bomb already. I just violated my own rule. Oh. Well, what words can we say? Mm. Is it like radio where you, you, you can... There you go. You can say ass, but you can't be talking about yours? Um, yeah, you want to go FCC rules are okay? But see, I don't know that, because I was kind of thinking about that. I don't really like, know exactly what it is. you say bastard, like JP's the bastard son of... Yeah, you can say man. bastard. Bastard, bastard, bastard. I think you can say bitch. Bitch? Oh. Because, you know... Fine. It's your dog right here, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. And you can you can call somebody an ass, but you can't talk about their ass. See what I'm saying? Or you can't call them an a-hole. No. no. You can't do that. The brown auger. Uh, what else? You certainly can't drop the F-bomb. Right. In fact, I'm gonna, I am gonna. I think the F-bomb should be a full pint. Everything else is a half, but the F-bomb... We don't, I, I don't want to do this because I'm the only one yeah, who drops wow. these f We don't even have any chuggable beer. I mean, it's all like higher alcohol, yeah. malty beer, man. My luck, uh, Drew's going to pour one of his 12 percenters, and I'm going to be dropping F-bombs all over the place at yeah. that point. Yeah, it seems easy right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to get a little tougher as the beers yeah, start to hit. I think so. All right, so it's not just the no cursing show, uh, but we got uh, Drew Beecham here to talk about all kinds of things. I'm real happy that you came in. We've got a lot of good stuff to do with you today, Drew. We're going to be talking about his champagne beer, his world-famous champagne beer. Everybody knows about that. Uh, we're going to talk about how to do it and uh, oh, different uh, techniques, things like that. You can belch. You can, guys can totally belch. Oh, yeah, that's that's good. It's acceptable. <laughs> no, that's acceptable. They didn't tell me Clean no. the show up, man. I wasn't told no belching. I was just told, you know, to be clean. But belching isn't really dirty, is it? It's no, not it's a, a little no. disgusting. Well, it depends if something comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. That's called a verp. A verp. Uh, we're going to be talking about Drew's writing. Does a lot of different writing for uh, BYO Magazine and Zymergy. And they have a regular column in uh, Beer Advocate, Absolutely. which is a good magazine, by the way. Um, he's a BJCP National judge, is that right? Yeah, that's right. I know how you BJCP judges are. If I don't get the title right, you guys get all uptight. Like if I just say BJCP judge. Now hold on a minute. Yeah, well, no, if you, if you just said that, I'd probably be over in the corner weeping. <laughs> I worked hard to be a national yeah. judge. I don't know what it took. Ah. Doc's in the works. Uh, you're trying to yeah, become I a judge. I, right I now. finally take the actual test and get my credentials. So, what are you going through? A little training program right yeah. now? Uh, uh, Kevin Pratt's putting it on. Okay. He's doing a really good job, too. Cool. So. Yeah, get, get that handwriting exercise in. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm not looking forward to, yeah. you know, three hours of right, 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 right. Yeah. I save my hand exercises for other things. Yeah. Oh! I don't get it. Punish the monkey. Coloring? <laughs> punish. <laughs> punish the monkey. I've heard punch, but punish is a little more clever. I like that. <laughs> Are you going to make it drink half a pint, Doc? Uh, Probably. 
We're going to be talking about oat malt with Drew, just oh, probably briefly, unless people have a bunch of questions about that, because we've mentioned it a dozen times in the last you know two months and not gotten a, a real description. And, and you wrote a was what magazine did you write the article for? Zymergy. It was Zymergy. Yeah. I, read the, I haven't met anybody that's actually used it. So well, here we go. I'd like to get a little info on that. One. So Doc will have Doc, some questions. Drew. And, Drew. Uh, Doc. Excellent. Uh, so we're going to be doing that a little bit later in the show. Going to be talking about uh, a lot of the experimental beers that Drew likes to do. You're an experimenter. Uh, <laughs> living on the edge. It's not gay if you're experimenting. I just yeah, want you to know right now. True. Yeah, I still have yet to do a beer while jumping out of an airplane, but otherwise. Hey, <laughs> the mile high you got club. time. How old are you, Drew? You, like, you want to talk about it? You're not a chick. You're, you should say. No, yeah, no, I'm 33. 33? Damn it. He's only a little older than I am. I'm been, You know, I realized I'm feeling real old lately because I... <laughs> My third decade is up on Wednesday. Nice. I realize that as you approach your third decade, everybody else, uh, all, like all of the younger people, everyone starts to look 16. Yeah, they do. You, right? Like I'm looking at 28 years old going, like, who's that 16-year-old in this bar? What's happening yeah, over I here? How can thing. I get her I, number? They can't be 21. Yeah. Your vision right. changes when you reach your third decade. Yeah. yeah you, you stand a little farther away. Yeah. I think it's where no, a lot of... It's not your vision changes. Everybody just starts to look as short as Doc. <laughs> is that what happens? Yeah, maybe that's it. As long as the money can hit the bar, we're all right. As long as the money... Hey, there's a special guest in the chat room. Yeah? Yeah. Who's that? I'll Chat's play. crazy bitch. Really? She, and wow. and she keeps saying, call me. <laughs> call wow. me, Shat. Call me, Shat. Shat's crazy bitch. I think it would be more chat. slurry if she was saying, if it was her saying. Call me, Shat. Oh, she just logged out. Yeah. Oh. Uh, because you called her a bitch. <laughs> I have to well, send no, Schumann to my room. What's that? Set Schumann up in my room. <laughs> yeah. that's Now that Schumann's moved in, they're thinking about doing the old switcheroo, just change bedrooms, and then invite her over one night. <laughs> Wait, Shoot. you're not... Uh, forget it. <laughs> Who cares? Oh. Chat, you lost weight. Uh, what else are we going to do today? I think that's it. We're going to end up, you know, we're going to end up mixing in a bunch of stuff in there. Drew brought us beer, so we're going to talk about all of those recipes because you got some cool ingredients and things that you like to use. We're going to be getting the recipes out there, talking about how you brew them. So, uh, you homebrewers are going to get a lot of info today and some good stuff out of, uh, the great Drew Beecham. Although by the end of the show, I might not be calling you the great anymore. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Okay. You'll get a lot of good information out of that jerk over there. Jerk's one of these guys who is kind of uh, grassroots fame. Like, before you know it, you just, like, everyone knows you. And I'm going, How, why? What did Drew ever do? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I drank a lot of beer. Yeah. He brewed with oat malt. He brewed with oat malt. Yeah. Like, how did you... I got to do the interview later, but just really quick. How did you get into the article writing? Did somebody approach you? You know, how did they discover that you you knew stuff about beer to write? You know, actually, it was the champagne beer, and okay, I just kind of off the cuff mentioned it to the guys at the HA and said, "Hey, you know, I got the champagne beer thing. I do. You know, it's kind of cool. It's a little different. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you want me to say something about it? Sure. I'll and do that's it. how it happens. Yeah. All and right. next thing you know, it's like, so hey, Drew, we need somebody to write about something weird. Ah, so you became the weird guy. Yeah, pretty much. Everybody goes to Jamil for the straight-up style info. Yeah, like they yeah. come to me for the, yeah, so how did you do that? <laughs> yeah. Get the out there. I want to brew with Are you getting paid brains? for being weird? <laughs> Ask Drew. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to have, you know what? We, we'll we see how you do today. We should have an Ask Drew segment. That'd be pretty good. Oh, yeah. Just weird stuff, right? People yeah. uh, come up with stuff they want to brew with. You ever brew with uh, the cousin? Uh, I have uh, dry hopped with it. You've dry hopped with it. Yeah. Interesting. Dry cousin do with it. Yeah, dry cousin. I kind of like this. I like a little Ask Drew segment. Yeah. All right. Yeah, by the way, it works really well in a, in a, in a IPA. 
Really? Yeah. That's what you dry hopped? Yeah. Did you bring us that? No, I didn't bring you that. I haven't done that one in quite a few years, but a half pint of that? I wouldn't drink it anyway. good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Are you going to go to the NorCal uh, conference this year? Nah, actually, uh, I'd love to go to that one, and I just can't fit it into my calendar this year. Can't do it. Yeah. I'd love to bring the Southern California love up to NorCal. There you go. See, that's why you have it in the spring. We have ours in the fall. A little crossover. How nice. (laughs) We share. Yeah. Yeah. Southern California. Speaking of sharing... Yeah. Shad's crazy bitch says, uh, <laughs> please call me, I'm with child. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> JP, that's not even a funny joke. It's right here on the thing. Uh, is that a bathroom? Whoever style? that is, that's not funny. That's a jinx right there is what that is. You better uh, put you better put two on next time, Shad. Right now, Shad's mom's pulling her hair out. Oh, Shad. You moved to the re- West Coast and, oh my God. I know you told me it was a bit, but I now I kind of have my doubt. Wouldn't it be great if Shat's mom started calling him Shat? Oh, I'd love it. That would be fantastic. Uh, announcements. Jamil's new book, Brewing Classic Style, co-written uh, with John Palmer, of course, uh, available in our store for pre-sale. It's pre-sale only. It's the only place right now that you can get an autographed copy of the book. I tell you this every week because you all haven't bought one yet, and you should. Uh, lots of recipes in there. Drew's going to get one. He needs new recipes. And uh, <laughs> you can, too, by going to the Brewing Network store. Just hit the store button on our homepage. And uh, due to ship in November, you got two different ways to get him signed. You can just sign his name, or he can do a personal signing for, like, extra... Buck or two. Right? Oh. Right, whatever you want. That's always Dear Chad, I had your crazy bitch. Love, Jamil. Uh, what else do I have for announcements? Uh, I don't know. You can send feedback feedback at, at thebrewingnetwork.com. You can send uh, Chad questions. Chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. C-H-A-D at thebrewingnetwork.com. Um, yeah, that's it. I didn't have a lot of announcements this week. But I did have some mail. Doc's favorite part of the show. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Oh, my God. You've got mail. He said the A word. You can say ass. I just can't call you one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can call him one. You just can't talk about his. Oh, okay. You can't say a hole. I can't say a hole? No. You just did. You I say, just did. You know what I mean, Jake. Don't be oh. difficult. Don't make this game difficult, Don't make me turn you down. <laughs> Guess what cuss word I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what motion I'm going to do. Yeah. All right. uh, Oh, um, should I edit out the the curses from our listeners and the feedback? Or is that allowed? That's allowed. Well, you're not saying it. You're just reading it. I'm dictating it. Drinking a lot of beer. He said dick. Uh, all right. Uh, hey, balls on chin. <laughs> That's how it starts. Who, so who's it to? Uh, <laughs> come on. Oh. Shit. Uh, first time I've communicated, uh, but listening for some time. Just want to say thanks for the ultra gay dude pile that you referred to as the Sunday <laughs> session. It has filled me with lots of brewing knowledge that I never use in my ongoing quest to make consistently shitty beer. Justin, you're an inspiration for all the crappy home brewers in the world. Thank you. <laughs> I can also tell people all the fine points of great brewing and still brew all the finest semi-palatable swill. Anyways, keep it up, you fuckers. You make my horrible midnight shifts building minivans well thirsty. P.S. Did you know they have the internet on computers now? A little piece of information at the end there. So, uh, hey, uh, keep up the good work on the bad beer. And glad I could help, buddy. Uh, who, let's see. Who is it? Uh, he didn't sign it. It was an anonymous. Oh. Fully anonymous. I think it was Shat's mom. 
<laughs> she likes to call me balls on chin. She's, hey, got, balls a, on she's got a midnight shift uh, bill of minivans, too. <laughs> Just for extra cash. Yeah. <laughs> pays for that gambling habit. Uh, okay, uh, what else we got here? Uh, no greeting on this one. I failed to get my clip recorded in time for the compilation. Uh, I was talking about the 100th show last week. But anyway, congratulations on the 100th show. It's just as well because somebody said almost exactly what I was going to, which was, can't wait for the 100th lunch meet. <laughs> There's never going to be a 100th lunch meet. <laughs> that show is so old news. So yesteryear. I don't even know what show you're talking about. Someone else echoed my sentiments regarding the song Titties and Beer. Um, while I don't condone the illegal sharing of copyrighted material, I may have accidentally linked you a copy of The Real Titties and Beer by Frank Zappa. Yeah, people have been complaining to me that I play that other Titties and Beer the and not the Frank Zappa one. But I've, I don't really like the Frank Zappa. And it's really long. It's yeah. like Freebird long. I don't like Frank <laughs> Zappa at all, really. Yeah. Call me crazy, but uh, I like our Titties and Beer better. Yeah, I'll try to slip in the real one here sometime. <laughs> uh, to get you guess guys what to, I'm holding the Zappa one, <laughs> and that's from uh, Scarecrow PA in the forum. Uh, last one here, Justin. I've been listening to the show for a month now, and have to thank you for the information you guys have delivered. I enjoy the mix of humor and knowledge, and the community that you support. I'm making my first all grain batch this weekend, and very excited to do so. Uh, I wouldn't have made the move at home if it had not been for the BN. Thank you. That's from Casey. P.S. J.P. Guess what finger I'm holding up? <laughs> it's well, it can't be the thumb because that's not a finger. I pretty much think that the only reason I keep uh, that I like you on the show now, J.P., yeah. is that people and in, in, like it defers some of the insults. Yeah, it deflects right a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I still get the brunt, but uh, it's like some heads your way. That's all right. You know, it's uh, it's just like being at a family reunion every Sunday. Don't you think the whole thing's just <laughs> yeah. increased and you're getting the same amount and now they're giving him extra? <laughs> yeah, that might be it. Maybe my, but it feels like less and that's all that counts. <laughs> yeah. The sting is just a little bit less. <laughs> so this got sent to me in the middle of the week. That means this guy did his all-grain batch um, either yesterday or today. So I hope it went well. I referred him to uh, my honesty in all-grain show. I was like, hey, if you're about to do your first all-grain, listen to my screw-ups. He's in the there. chat. So. so Is he? Yeah. Uh, Ask him how his beer went, or have him call in. How the session go? So he's. Uh, oh, he said he messed it up. He, have okay. him call in. Eight 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 four zero one beer. That's our number. Everybody can reach us with that number. Eight 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 four zero one beer. You can also join JP in the chat room by hitting the chat now button on our homepage and send your questions through. Uh, as I said, I got Drew Beecham here, and uh, he's going to be talking about champagne beer and oat malt and experimental brewing, and uh, he's going to talk to you guys about what he thinks uh, your brew setup maybe should look like and a bunch of things like that. So if if you have questions about any of those topics, join JP in the chat room, get him over to me, or call the number, 888-401-BEER. And by the way, I wanted to talk about that for just a second. You guys don't use the telephone enough to ask your questions. I think it's great that we have the chat room, and it's very efficient. It allows us to get a lot of questions in. But particularly when we have uh, new guests on, and especially if they're from, from different breweries, it really lets them know that you guys are out there and that you're engaged and that you care about what they're saying if you call in and ask questions. So, you know, keep them topical. If, if you happen to hear something uh, that we're talking about, I know there's 
there's a little bit of a delay, but uh, JP will, will tell me what your question's about, and I'll put you on the air. And uh, don't be shy about it. And it really it lets these guests know that you're out there and, and that you care. So use the telephone, 888-401-BEER. doesn't matter with Drew. Yeah. Uh, well, it know. doesn't matter with Drew. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Plus you get to talk to me. Yeah, and then you get to talk to JP. Yeah. Drew's got his uh, ass hat on. He does have his ass hat he on. Brought, you brought that with you just for the show. Absolutely. I like that, man. <laughs> Got his own ass. Where's our ass hat? Is it still out there? It's still out there. It's yeah, supposed, to be, a, dime, supposed to be around the world right now. I know. I, it's supposed to have like circled the globe twice already. It's never left my mantle. We should send it to Oz since he's making his comeback. Chet, you know what, though? Is he really making his comeback? Well, he's, he's here. Uh, under Oz, not in a fancy movie. Chet, let's bring it to GABF and we'll hand it off to somebody. Sounds good. In fact... Right I kind of like that maybe it should always be handed off and not shipped anywhere. You know? Yeah, it's a little more personal. I don't know how it's going to get across the big pond that way, but it could happen. You know, someone's going to be going, right? It will. So, Shet, write this down, will you? Got, got it. Uh, don't let me forget to bring it. In fact, I don't even want to think about it. You bring the ass hat to GABF. Are you writing this stuff down? <laughs> Done. Okay, good. I like how Chad wrote the words that are okay to say. You wrote, okay, bitch, <laughs> bitch and ass. ass. <laughs> uh, I think you're allowed to, to call someone a dick, too, but you're not allowed to talk about their, their junk. These are all the, I don't know, this is just what I learned at, at CBS. So, uh, just so you guys know. All right, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Chat's, uh, East Coast trip, just to find out a little beer information because, uh, I'm from there, and I like to hear about how the scene is growing. Now, I reported back on New York from last November, and I said the scene is awesome. But I haven't been to Connecticut in a while. Things are uh, just happening now. Yeah? They've passed that new law. You know, breweries can actually sell the beer outside the brewery now. Okay. So uh, they're pretty excited to pass out growlers, I can tell you that. Really? So, yeah. It's it's amazing. Okay. I mean, just there's old laws that go back way back. Way back when, yeah, so. Connecticut's like the blue law state. Yeah, man. exactly. So, but they've been uh, ridding themselves of those over the last couple of years. Pretty much. Did you go to any breweries in Connecticut? Cambridge House in Granby. Okay, it's a really cool ride out. You're like, okay, where is this place? Because you go through tobacco fields. I don't know, if, like Hartford, Connecticut, right near Bradley Airport. Yeah, uh, it's all tobacco fields. That's a big thing for the state. Yeah. Um, you just keep going and going and going. You finally hit this little town, take a little right-hand turn, and it's right there on the left. Okay. Brewery's right in the front. Yeah. Uh, big windows. There's a nice little, like, chocolate lab just laying there, you know, in the brew house. Ah. So really cool uh, little spot. Okay. And but, how was the beer? Excellent. Yeah? Excellent. They had a Kolsch on tap. Um, was it IPA? Was it like a real Kolsch or it like? was a? They call it Copper Hill Kolsch. Uh-huh. Um, it was a real Kolsch. Okay. Uh, 2005 Gold GABF. Oh no, kidding. Yep. Wow. Um, and then uh, for the Gold, uh, for the Great International uh, Fest Beer Fest, the Kolsch and IPA in 2005 won Gold. Is that the one that's every two years? The International? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Don't they, doesn't it have another name too? Drew. It, it was in um, it was in Seattle this year. Are you talking about the World Cup? The, the yeah, international. Is the World Cup the same as the International so. Beer Fest? I don't think so. No, I think uh, I think yeah, there are a couple of different ones. Really? Yeah. Okay. Hence the different names. Yeah, but I thought that one just had a couple. Anyway, anyway, whatever. I mean, great beer. And they they cook with all their beer. They made like a barbecue sauce with their beer. Their Kolsch. It was just awesome. Nice. Food was great. Bartender was really cool. So it was great. 
It was great. All right. Now you brought back a bunch of beer too. Ton of beer. So how are the how are the beer shops? Not bad. Um, you know, I mean, you can definitely find anything from Belgium for the most part. Um, a lot of East Coast breweries. I saw a lot of West Coast beers. Now, are, are you talking about just like a regular package store or a specialty beer store? Like, what, what did you go to? No, basically a package store. Okay. So I mean, there's wine, but for the most part, beer. Okay. Um, but yeah, just a ton of like great East Coast beer, a lot of Belgian beer. Um, the East Coast is really into the Belgians. European beer. Yeah. yeah basically. Yeah. Okay. But you brought back a bunch of micros too. A bunch so. of craft beer from yeah. New England. Yep. Okay. Uh, New Hampshire, uh, Maine, you name it, Rhode Island, Vermont. Right. So yeah. Cool. So where is it? It's going to be awesome. It's in the fridge. Yeah. Let's get uh, let's get a tasting going. Okay. You want to do that? Let's do it. Go ahead. You grab the tasting and um, I don't know. Should I take a break? We'll do a tasting when we There's come back. There's a guy on the phone. Oh, yeah, that's that, uh... Yeah, the guy. Don't hey. worry, Chad, I'll get the phone thing. <laughs> Casey, what's happening? Not much. Did you do your first all grain this weekend? Oh, my God, yeah, I did. Um, did you listen Did you listen to my show? I did, I did. Actually, I got your email, and I went, oh, okay, well, I'll check that out and give it a listen, and, and, it, and it opened my eyes to some things I didn't think of, but... So you, you made know, different it, mistakes, it, then? Yeah, well, I got a stuck mash right away. Oh, and it was Oops. just like, oh, and so, you know, the nightmare continued from there. And then All right, well, hang on, hang on, slow down, slow down. Let's start with your stuck mash. All, All right. right. <laughs> so tell us what you're using as a mash vessel. All right, okay, I'm going the cheap route. So I got the two buckets, the one with the, the bottoms all drilled out. You okay. You put one inside yeah. the other. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So I had issues with that right off, you know, Um now, Sound, I, I, you doing I a, you, think the holes are too small. I'm following the Charlie Papazian's, uh, the method he has listed in his book, using like a one eight, one eight hole or whatever. Okay. So it was, I don't think it was big enough. I think I needed to kind of make it a touch bigger, but. Yeah. All yeah, right. It, so that got stuck. Now, are you doing a fly sparge? Like a continuous no, sparge? No, I was batch sparging. You did a batch sparge? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. What do you guys see on myself for the first time, but yeah. Drew, you want to chime in here? Well, uh, I think Doc and I are both kind of kind of looking at each other and saying, "Hey, shut those babies up!" Cats. I can say, God. Um, <laughs> now, I, I think Doc and I were just both looking at each other and going, "If you're doing a zapap uh, ton, which is what that uh, is that what it's called? Yeah, that's what the papazium two bucket thing is. Okay, uh, not." Really built for doing no. uh, batch sparging at all. Okay. So I mean that that's something that you because batch sparging depends upon the idea that you want to be able to get good even flow at a high rate. Yeah. Without without you know cementing your down. your bed, and a zap uh, really not the thing that you want to do that with. Okay. So you really should with the zap app do uh, fly sparging. Now it's not to say that the zap app's bad. I've known plenty of uh, award winning brewers, guys who have won like California State before using a zap app setup. So it's just using it appropriately. Okay. So I think that's probably where you end up actually getting your stuck uh, your stuck mash yeah. or your stuck sparge. So would you not recommend he drills out those holes larger then, or just more holes? Yeah, I mean, it, it, you didn't say like it, is the whole bottom of your bucket covered with holes? Oh yeah, the entire thing. Okay. <laughs> All the way so, the rim and everything. Okay. Yeah, I mean, y- your holes are probably fine. I think it's probably just an issue of too much flow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, JP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think I think the, the, the setup that you have is just fine. I think it's just a matter of don't do batch sparge with it. So it's maybe yeah. before you alter it, try a fly sparge next yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, you didn't really have to shut those babies up. I was just kidding, but, uh, I mean, I appreciate it and everything. Uh, good job. No, I don't, I'm actually a little worried how he shut them yeah, up. Yeah, I don't know what you did, but it sure got quiet around there. 
I, I keep a little duct tape around at all times. <laughs> is it the, uh, use pink or blue. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, you got through it eventually, I imagine. Um, yeah, you, through your sparge, yeah. you got it out there. And then, what was your next issue? Um, really, really, that was my biggest issue. I fought it for so long that. You know, and I, and I, and I, I kind of realized at the time that batch sparging just wasn't going to work at this point. But I see. The temperatures were all over the place, and it was just a mess. It took me 45 minutes to get the thing unstuck. And, 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 and really, at the end of the day, I realized that my, I had added like five hours to my normal brew day and went, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, so, so did I do. But that goes away. I mean, you're not going to always yeah. add five hours. And uh, yeah, you know. your first brew day is always going to be a monster. Yeah. In fact, that's probably good advice for everybody. You know, we try to tell everyone it's not so difficult, but definitely plant, like, y- your, your day is gone entirely. Do not have other plans for your first all grain day, well, you know. And yeah. by the way, one of the other things I'd like to point out, one of the beers that we're going to taste later on, yeah. <laughs> towards the end of the show. Yeah. All started because of a mistake of a stuck sparge. So okay, it's sometimes it's actually a happy accident that it that, that occurs. So yeah. I like happy accidents. You know what I'm saying? Oh. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So nothing else really to speak of. It was just right. that yeah, man. That's really. It. I mean, okay. it made me reevaluate my whole system, and I don't know if I'm going to continue doing the zap tap or I'm going to invest the time in doing you know some sort of an igloo cooler thing or something like that. So. Well, I, I mean for. Uh, Sorry, from uh, from my point of view, I think t- take a chance with the zap pep. You know, do you know get use that to actually get your all grain wheels under you. I mean, you've already got it there, so just go with it. Yeah. Um, and as once you actually get the process down, you feel comfortable with it. Then kind of you know go and look at the igloo. Igloos work fantastic for so many people. So yeah. if you like building things, it's, yeah. it's a cool little project. There you and go. Pretty soon you get down all the little you know stuff you got to do during uh, all grain. Thing, and you, you'll still screw up one or two things. Sure, you won't uh, be freaking out about every little thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, are you gonna are you gonna do it again for your next batch? Or are you going back to extract already? No, no, no. I'm, I'm not going back. I, I got myself all damn determined, man. I spent a whole night drunk on my porch drilling holes in a bucket. <laughs> An excuse to get drunk. Yeah, that'll do it, man. Uh, so when's yeah. your next one? Uh, next weekend. All right, good. Uh, keep so, us up to date. I want to know how it goes. I will do that. Oh, did you finish this beer? It sounded like you quit. No, no, no. I, I finished it through, but it's not looking pretty. So I mean, <laughs> there's some rain in there and stuff, and I'm just like, oh, well. Uh, well, hey, remember, I, it doesn't yeah. have to be pretty. Yeah. It just has to yeah. be beer. That's right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, did you were, you, were you close on your numbers at all? Did you hit your OG, or... Um, I, yeah, I hit, I hit all the numbers straight up, and that's I was great. Uh, following that Denny, Denny's Rye IPA recipe okay and um yeah i hit everything right on so hey that's a that's you know what that sounds like a success to me a little stuck sparge forget about it if you uh did yeah. that you could be just fine yeah i just just like i said there's grain in there you know and i'm just looking at it going damn yeah what the hell but oh well cool lesson learned all right well let us know how it goes on the second one i'd like to hear about that i'd love to all right all right brother be well see ya all right you too all right, that's Casey. First all grain. Like to hear those stories. And he lived through it. And he lived through it. Not a big deal. All right, let's do this tasting real quick. So we got to take a break. Uh, what uh, East Coast beer are we drinking here? Magic Cat number nine. Ah, this is Shat's favorite brewery. They're going to do the show, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, that's good. Well, we're drinking their beer. They better. So this is uh, this is what they call a not quite so pale ale. They have little gay sayings underneath their caps. <laughs> they do. They Super do. Super gay. I mean. 
If, if you're going to sponsor us, I take it back. They're the really cool sayings. Gay isn't happy, of course. But if you're not, it's kind of gay. Uh, it's funny, though. This one, uh, underneath the cap, it says, A mate that's great will tell it straight. It's true, you know. A mate that is great will the truth. definitely tell it straight. Yeah, well, I guess it doesn't sound as sexy as a good friend will tell you the way you need to hear it. <laughs> exactly. You know? They do a contest. You can send those in. Oh, like, is that right? Like your own, yeah. Oh, that's actually awesome. Yeah. I, I can think of a few. Cool yeah. website, too. Very cool. Like, it's not gay if it's after midnight. <laughs> think, you think they'd put that underneath a bottle cap? Or it's not gay if you're drunk. <laughs> after the fifth year. <laughs> it's not gay if you don't remember. It's not gay if you finish. <laughs> oh. All right. I won't submit that. I might submit that. Uh, you will. So which one is this? Sorry, the number so it's nine? number nine. Number nine. What kind of beer is it supposed to be? Is it it's say? a pale ale. It's a not quite so pale ale. It smells like r- apricots. Well, yeah, yeah, you got to point that out. That's the first thing you say. Apricot pale ale. <laughs> ah. Yeah, and you get, I you like get a lot of that kind of that dry apricot flavor to it. Which is much better than the sweet apricot flavor. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like it if it was... Um, that's pretty nice. The apricots, it's pretty uh, pronounced. It's very it's floral. Yeah. Very perfumey. I, I'm not. I'm a big fan of it. I like the aroma, actually. The aroma's nice. I just remember from my time in Boston, uh, this was considered a girl's beer. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. That's why Shaft picked beer. it out. Yeah. Session beer. <laughs> this was your favorite beer back there, wasn't it? Not favorite. It was one of the favorites. <laughs> it was a regular. A session beer. This and Mike's Hard Lemonade, right? Session beer for well, you? Well, it's really good. Right? I mean, right from the factory, you know? Like yeah. Fresh out of a growler. It's yeah. great. I actually think it's a good beer. Pound it. During the summer, it was great. Better but, than a lot of the other apricot beers I've had. I, well, and my sister, who only drinks Miller Lite, mm-hmm. loves this beer. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's great beer for getting your date drunk. <laughs> can we get it out here? No. You can't, right? No. Jack can Probably get it not. out here. Where's oh, yeah. your sister? Did she? Uh, back in Florida. Oh, she is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good one. We'll taste some more throughout the show, right? I sure. Think that's kind of the plan. you got a whole uh, kitchen drawer full of them oh, out yeah. there, which is good. So lots of beer. We saved the good ones for you, Doc. Like uh, the We were only drinking IPAs and stuff. Oh, good. So we saved the malty stuff for you. Yeah, thanks for getting rid of those. Yeah, you didn't want that. <laughs> uh, Doc's going to hate my beers. Nah, we'll all, are they all happy? Good number of them. Yeah, that's cool. We'll yeah, love I'm looking them, at the recipes. Chad, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Drew Beecham is with us today. When we come back, we're going to start talking uh, about his brewing history and all the things he does. He's very involved in the homebrew community, and it's going to be exciting to find out about all that stuff. Get your questions ready. We'll be right back. It's the session. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters. You're back with the Ultimate Homebrewing Show, where today's topic is dark beer. But first, let's go to the phones. Who are we talking to? Jamel. Jamel Zanishev. What can we do for you, Jamel? What were you guys saying about dark beer? All dark beer is really strong and bitter. Well, you guys might want to look for a new source of brewing knowledge. We're using Poor Harold's Almanac 1947. You know of something better. Brewing Classic Styles by Jamil Zanishev and John Palmer. 80 award-winning recipes and how to brew them by the number one names in home brewing. Extract, partial mash, all grain, we cover it all. Reserve your copy today at the Brewing Network store. I will sign one just for you. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details on Brewing Classic Styles, the homebrew book of the year. So, do you cover Bach beer in there? You betcha. Because I've been saving all the sludge from my fermenter so I can make some real soon. Oh, man, you really need this 
Maccabi today. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com, the official broadcaster of the Great American Beer Festival. Well, I stumbled in at 2 a.m. all drunk and full of smoke. My wife said I have had enough. That said I'm sick. Get out! So I stumbled down to Kelly's boat across the edge of town. And I told the boys my story. And we had another round. Imagine a world without liquid yeast or German Pilsner malt. No rinse sanitizer. East Kent Goldings. Neither can Northern Brewer. Since 1993, Northern Brewer has been dedicated to spreading the enjoyment of good brewing and good beer by bringing these and other products to home brewers everywhere. They have a comprehensive selection of ingredients and equipment for making beer, mead, wine, cider, and soda with thousands of different items in stock. Everything you need in one place at a great price. Tech support and order advice from their expert and friendly staff is available by email or phone seven days a week. Fast and accurate shipping combined with their central location in Minnesota, USA means you never have to wait long for your order. Request a free full-color catalog by calling toll-free 1-800-681-2739 or visit them online at northernbrewer.com. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck.
All right, welcome back, everybody. It is the session, and we're here with Drew Beecham on the No Cursing Show. Uh, it doesn't have another topic name because we're going to cover so many things with Drew today that there's no point in labeling this thing. Uh, get your questions ready, 888-401-BEER. That's our phone number, or join JP in the chat. Hit the chat now button, uh, and you can uh, join us in there. He'll uh, be taking your questions, passing them along to me. A uh, couple of topics you can be ready for is oat malt and champagne beer and uh, experimental beers, uh, you know, just different ingredients and different ways to ferment and things like that. Uh, so get all that stuff ready if you have questions and get it on over to us so that we can get you the info that you're looking for. All right, Drew, it's your time to shine, my friend. And uh, I want to talk... Is that our new studio guest? Yes. <laughs> what is that? That's Steve. Kick out the side of this blood. <laughs> I like that. One. Can, we, can we just get him to say that? Every time? Yeah. I think somebody needs to sample that. It's perfect. It's like our own little Oz in the studio right there. That like ray that. won't get you. Yeah. Oh wait. All right. So I want to find a little bit about your history, Drew. Uh, I was surprised to find actually because I've, I've had your beer. You brew fantastic beer, and you're doing a lot of different things. But you've only been brewing since '99. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. I would have thought a lot longer, um, mostly because my learning cur- curve is, is really, I have a really big learning curve. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get started? Uh, you know, I actually first helped a friend back in college. Okay. Do a batch of beer. You know, is that usual, hey, look, we can make our own beer. Yeah. Sweet. Nice. And Were you uh, under 21? Yeah, I was under 21, and I was at a college for a bunch of nerds. Gotcha. So, is that, uh, what college is that? I was 12. <laughs> uh, nerd you. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, exactly, nerd you, uh, MIT. It was MIT. Yeah. I was thought, MIT. see, nerd now I, I'm, as if I, I, as if I need help feeling stupid, I got <laughs> MIT graduates sitting across from me for the rest of the show. He didn't say he graduated. <laughs> Did you graduate MIT? I did, but I think that was actually a clerical error. <laughs> right. All right. Okay, well, this isn't going to help my interview skills at all. <laughs> so how old were you when you uh, were starting to brew? Uh, I think I was, uh, like, the seriously brewing was about 24. Okay. No, uh, 24, 20, yeah, 25. When you really got into it. Okay. Yeah, and, and the whole thing started because I got involved in this project at work that for nine months I worked 100 hours a week. Okay. Yeah. You know, no Saturdays, no Sundays, no vacations, no holidays, no nothing. It was like, you know, basically get up, go to work, yeah. eat something, go to bed. Were you a prostitute? <laughs> what no, were you doing? Close. Computer programmer. I no, it's the same thing. If you're it? a prostitute, you'd go to work, then eat something, <laughs> then go home. Oh, wow. yeah, you, you make yourself a little pasta puttanesca, you know. <laughs> right. So just working a lot and, and you yeah. needed an outlet or? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, my one outlet during that whole period of time was Wednesday nights. I always went to the local brew pub. Okay. Yeah, you know, three hours at the brew pub and restore a little bit of sanity. And after the whole thing got done, I had my first weekend off in forever and I spent Saturday doing nothing. Yeah. Sat on the couch and did jack. Good for you. Read a book, watched a little TV, drank a couple beers. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> that was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sunday rolls around, starting the same exact schedule, and about halfway through the day, I look around and go, damn it. I'm bored. Yeah. I mean, I completely forgotten how to entertain myself. Right. And back during the college days, I used to also do catering. So I, lo- I love to cook. What, you didn't have the internet then? There was uh, internet no, I, yeah, no, I didn't have internet. <laughs> no internet at my place at that point. Okay. That came shortly later. All right. God, who knows how my life would have been if that had happened. <laughs> yeah, you never would have started brewing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, roommate, go away. Yeah. Um, so I just, I, I found my local homebrew shop, walked in there, and it turned out I was wearing an old college shirt with my fraternity on it. Okay. And the guy who runs and runs the place 
is a brother of my exact same fraternity from another from another school, which is ah. hysterical because the fraternity has like thirty chapters. I see. So it's tiny. Okay. Yeah. And he just got me set up, hooked up, and you know, I went off. I did, and I went. Mm, it's a lot of fun. And you like it? Okay. Yeah. So and and you spend a hundred hours a week brewing. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I spent as many hours a week brewing as I could, but I at least spend a hundred hours a week talking about brewing. Yeah. Okay. okay. So what, was it an instant thing for you? Like you fell right in love with it, and you started brewing a ton like that, or? Yeah, I'm mean, pretty much like within six batches of beer, I was all grain. Okay. Uh, I think by uh, I think by my fifth batch of beer, I was kegging. Yeah. You know, uh, which of course is ironic since one of the things I'm known for is a bottled beer project. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I mean that's I mean that's really how I got started. And like two years later, I was a BJCP judge. And wow. Yada yada yada. Yeah. Now tell me what the first thing that you that you really in, enjoyed about it. And be honest with me because really it could have just been I was I had beer like I could make five gallons of beer and I'd have it at my house or or you know what was it what really? Actually, I think it was just more the fact that I had a creative outlet. Okay. I had some way to. Be able to do something and go, ooh, look, see, I got something. Yeah. I, uh, my first uh, issue of Beer Advocate, I actually wrote about this. A uh, boss of mine came up to me, and, you know, a little bit of a cock. Uh, uh, I don't think that's allowed, yeah. and you're going to have uh, to chug he, your uh, beer. Maybe he was a oh. rooster. No, I, I don't think he was referring to rooster. True. Uh, sorry, I have to call you on the rule. He did do his drinking, and uh, carry on, please. So anyway... Uh, <laughs> I may have done that on purpose. I don't know. <laughs> uh, he just wanted to drink. <laughs> so he, he looked at me and said, Drew, you know, I can go to the grocery store and I can I can buy all this endless variety of beer. You know, they got row upon row of six-packs of beer. Yeah. Why would I want to do this? Why do you waste your time doing this? Okay. And I just kind of looked at him and said, look, you know, there are thousands and thousands of restaurants out here. Yeah. Why do you go home and cook yourself a meal? Good answer. Yeah. And for me, it was, you know, being a computer programmer, the job is so virtual. Okay. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, don't really have anything to to point at that say, hey, I did this. You know, I don't have you know radio going out. I don't have yeah. you know teeth being drilled. I don't have you know anything like that. I've got I've got stuff that's sitting on my computer, and if that computer dies tomorrow, then all my work is for naught. Yeah. Um, so one of the great things about the beer was, at the end of the day, I could I could point and say. That keg? Sure. I made. <laughs> me brew. Exactly. Good beer. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, Doc always makes me smile. Let me I need to see my work. Smile at him. <laughs> <laughs> there. Hey, it's good. <laughs> you're not flossing, Justin. Uh, that makes sense though. I can uh I can uh, relate to what you're talking about because I don't listen to any of my work and uh <laughs> so I just feel like I don't do anything with my life. Uh it gives you something tactile, something to hold on to, something to share. That's cool. Yeah. Well, and it's a lot easier to share than like birdhouses. <laughs> yeah, because who cares? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much when everybody has a birdhouse, they don't want another one. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a one shot deal, man. Yeah, you don't upgrade every, cri- every Christmas. They get another birdhouse. <laughs> Drew's <laughs> coming over. Hope he's not bringing those damn birdhouses. <laughs> yeah. yeah, surprisingly, I've never had anybody go. Yeah, Drew, you don't need to bring us any beer. Exactly. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah, the whole flip side of that coin. <laughs> All right, so that's how you got into it. Um, let's talk a little bit about your club affiliation. How long you, you were part of the uh, Maltos Falcons, mm-hmm. oldest homebrew club in the known universe? Is that right? Pretty much. Okay. And uh, how long uh, did it take you into your brewing career before you joined a club? Um, started brewing in March of '99. I think I attended my very first Falcons event in June of '99. Okay. So I was pretty much right around the corner. <laughs> how did you find them? They're, they're headquartered out of the same shop. So, you know, uh, our shop owner was like, 
well, you seem to be getting serious about this. Uh, here, have you thought about going to the Falcons meeting? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, being a computer programmer and a bit of a retard socially. I see. I was kind of hesitant for a little Instead bit. Instead of friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you're well, like, I, would. I mean, initially I was a little hesitant. You know, I was like, oh, God, no. I, I would like to yeah. meet people. <laughs> I, I make beer. You make beer. Does this mean we're friends? <laughs> Can I Surpri- call you? Surprisingly, it actually kind of works that way. Um, no, but so I, I went and I uh, uh, got involved with it and showed up to my first meeting. I actually brought my first batch of beer, which I will warn everybody right now who's ever been to a club meeting. Yes, that is very trepidatious. You yeah, know, it inspires a lot of fear. Get over it. Just the pe- it, yeah. The, yeah, the people who are there aren't going to care if your beer, you know sucks to high heaven yeah yeah they're uh, they're going to be just happy that you brought some beer and that you were willing to do it because they all remember exactly what it was when they first did it so. absolutely i see that in our meetings too there's a lot of people i never see their beer i always see them never, never see the their beer because i think they're intimidated about bringing beer in yeah, yeah. so some are like me bring it they in. just drink it all before the meeting but Wait, uh, I, I thought yours was always crappy it's both. I, it's crappy, and I drink it all before the meeting. It's crappy, so he sits around the keg and it's, yeah, it. it's so crappy that he's the only one that's allowed to drink it. By the way, there is someone in the chat room who makes birdhouses that you guys have totally offended. Then we offend he's not a sponsor, oh. is he? No. Yeah, okay. He's, like, he's like, hey, I make birdhouses. Yeah, well, guess what? You're that guy <laughs> that at every Christmas, they're like, hey, you're not bringing birdhouse boy, are you? <laughs> he only talks about birdhouses. I mean, I mean that in a nice way. I'm sure you're a fine fellow, but, uh, you know. <laughs> leave the birdhouse alone. Hey, Bub's on the phone. He's got a question for you, Drew. Oh, oh boy. Bub, what's happening, brother? Hey, it's Sweater Hogan's. Butter Hogan's. Sweater Hogan's. I to say it was Sweater Hogan's. Oh, Sweater Hogan's. I called last night time, and it was like all like nice tits. Yeah, he had a different name. All right, get to your question, huh? <laughs> right, um, yeah, so uh, you went to MIT, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. So, uh, boxers, briefs, or doc-style Euro underwear? <laughs> Strictly American with the boxers. Oh, okay. Doc and uh, style. what's this with no swearing? Because I, I missed the first 15 minutes. I was driving my child home from the Oktoberfest, checking out the trial line. <laughs> and I'm here, and there's, I'm not supposed to say bullshit, cock munch. Yeah, you now have to drink a full pint. That's a half a pint for each curse. It's the no cursing show, boo. A pint, 16 ounces? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Okay, uh, so a full pint. It so is in Ohio, I, say, I think. Dick sucker and bitch. Is now you're another one. No, no bitch no, is okay. Bitch is okay. So now you're up to a pint and a half. Yeah, you can say bitch and ass, and you can call someone a dick, but that's it. Well, how about like chocolate starfish or? That's fine. I'm leather saying, Cheerio. I don't see anything wrong with those. Leather Cheerio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to get back to Drew here because uh, he's an important guest. And uh, uh, oh, he is, and, oh. You're, and you're not. <laughs> I am. My bad. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Hey, thanks for the call, boob. Yep. Bye. Later. And if you also have questions, uh, I guess even if it's about boxers or briefs, whatever, I'd prefer them to be uh, uh, drinking, uh, not drinking questions, but uh, beer-making questions for Drew. Eight 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 four zero one beer, and uh, that's how you get us. Or join JP in the chat. Or any you know particular underwear questions might work. Too. <laughs> I like how the Euro uh, tidy whities are, <laughs> according to Boob, dock style dock Euro. Style. <laughs> hey, I had my boys tangled too many times in those uh, boxers. In fact, I went commando for about ten years. Did you ten really? years? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good lord! Uh. That was when you were a deadhead and a hippie freak. Uh, o- only because they didn't make boxers in corduroy. 
<laughs> flannel. It's <laughs> a decade of free balling. Oh, oh, that hey, would you hey, know good what? Good job, Chad. Uh, if you were Someone a musician, that would be the name of your first album: <laughs> a decade of free balling. <laughs> <laughs> it would be all Tom Petty remixes. Yeah, <laughs> free balling. <laughs> All right, uh, Drew is the focus of our conversation today, and uh, we are talking Back about to the most. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I can top that. <laughs> you are the longest-serving president of the uh, Maltos Falcons. Yeah, I was the only one stupid enough to do it that. Uh, is for that, that long. the deal? Yeah, the hold elections and everything. Yeah, uh, every year. Okay. So yeah, I mean, most most Falcons presidents uh, do it for two years, or actually, I mean, really, most Falcons offices last for two years. I see. So you know, people are stupid enough, and then about their end of their second year, they go, "I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, it's supposed to be fun." So how long did you do it? I did it for four. Four years. <laughs> yeah. And then did you get beat out by a competitor, or did you no, decide it was too much for you? No, actually, I retired. I mean, the, the yeah. thing is, look, once you get up to like, you know, that long, you can pretty much do it on autopilot. Yeah. But. You know, really for the health of the club and to get, like, new ideas in there. Yeah. Yeah, it was just one of those things like, oh, yeah, I could do this, but... You don't. So, uh, yeah, somebody else should do this because Some it's fresh. better for us. Okay. Uh, of the four times, ever any ballot fixing going on in there? Drunk no. ballot. Drunk <laughs> ballot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, actually, the way the elections typically work in the in the Falcons, uh-huh. are, you're the only one left on the nomination sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I see, so you just... Uh, <laughs> You inherit the position. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, so hey, we got a whole sheet here. Let's do it by acclamation. Okay. All those in favor. How long you been a BJCP judge? Uh, let's see. Brewing in ninety nine. So yeah, probably August ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, uh, April two thousand. Okay. Two thousand. <laughs> What's that like? Thirteen years? Uh, th- no. Well, yeah, but it's only a year after you've been brewing. That's yeah. it. Uh, uh, so seven years BJCP judge, huh? Yeah, nationally ranked. Sorry, no, 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 no. The nationally ranked has only been for the past year. Oh, okay. okay. Are you going to go for? You are because you're this MIT geek. You're going to be like a master judge one day, right? Grandmaster. Grandmaster. Grandmaster three. Super grandmaster. Well, yeah, Grand uh, Poobah. Oh, uh, yeah. Gordon Strong, who's uh, like Grandmaster three and yeah. you know big Poobah in the BJCP. Yeah, is also another MIT boy. So is he? I figure I, I figure I got to chase him. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Gotta bring it strong. All right. You're also a member of the AHA Governing Committee. What is that? People want to know. All right. Uh, governing Committee, simply it's uh, what, 15 of us who okay. are elected for three-year terms. Uh, Jay-Z is one. Yeah. Uh, I'm another one. We're the two California representatives. Okay. And really what we do is we are the guys who are actual homebrewers who set the course or at least do a lot to set the course for the HA every year. Okay. Um, so, like, the HA has different concerns, like, you know, how do we get more members? How do we service our members better? How do we, you uh, know, what, what service it, your members? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, got a, I got a couple tips. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, what do we need to focus on in terms of, like, legality, shipping, that kind of stuff? Okay. And so we sit there as the, essentially, the civilians who are elected to it to actually advise the, uh, to advise the HA staff on what to do and how to do it. Great. Okay. And they so, listen yeah. to you? Uh, yeah, actually. I mean, and that's one of those things. Uh, Steve Kassman, you know, the guy who does the uh, Pale as a Friend of Mine song, was the director of that committee for a long time before it kind of morphed and changed and everything. He was. Okay. And he's actually the one who got uh, got set to be more uh, membership elected and membership driven. Yeah. And so that's one of the great services that he's, that he's done in the past. Yeah. I mean, not to mention the Pale Ale is a friend of mine. Yeah, Does go. he know uh, that it is our official song every week? Does yeah. He... I, I don't know. I haven't talked to Steve in so long since uh, he's moved up here to Northern California. Okay. 
See, that's weird that he's up here, and I've never... I have exchanged two emails with him, and he just gave me free reign with the song, and that's the last I ever heard from the guy. Yeah. Uh, I hope he knows. I hope he's proud, because uh, people everywhere know that song. He should be very proud. Uh, no, no, oh, Steve. He is proud. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect timing. Steve Irwin's still good. <laughs> Someone from the chat wants to know if you've ever built a robot to brew for you, Drew. <laughs> That's what you MIT boys do, right? That's all they do in their spare time. No, but I have built robots to survive in a nuclear reactor environment. Is that right? <laughs> You're such a nerd. It's <laughs> fantastic. Do they ever go, I'll be back? <laughs> hey, wasn't it an MIT guy who built that uh, kegerator that will throw you beers not uh, too long ago? Yeah, I think it was an MIT Is it the one on YouTube? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah it's on YouTube, yeah. and it's got a little arm. It's the same size as my dorm fridge kegerator, yeah. basically. Yeah, arm reaches can it. Yeah. It'll throw a can of beer at you. Oh, I, I thought maybe throw a glass of beer no, at you. I, I would like to point out, <laughs> yeah, MIT guys, like, the way it always works there is they work hard for five days of the week. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, mm, i got to use this brain. Uh-huh. And then the last two days of the, the you know the weekend, yeah, it's all they just rage. Oh, yeah. after that, now uh, we've actually been written up in Playboy before for our parties. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good segue to some of your writing because I noticed here that you've written for Hustler magazine before. No, uh, no. no he's just read Hustler mag. No, uh, <laughs> I, I, I like to say I was actually featured in Hustler Magazine. I see. Wow, how times have changed, Drew. And, and how does uh, how does one end up featured in Hustler Magazine? How did they find you? Uh, the guy who's actually the president of the club now, uh-huh. uh, Steve Cook, uh, he contacted me one day was, uh, during my last little bit as the president and said, hey, I got this woman who uh, she wants to interview us for Hustler Magazine about how to make beer. Uh-huh. And I'm like... Okay. <laughs> you know, like sitting there a little worried, like going... Like people are actually going to read it? You know, I wasn't even worried about that. I'm worried, like going, is it actually a really good idea for us to be in Hustler? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, this lady comes out, and she's a freelance writer, nicest woman, yeah. not connected with uh, with Hustler in any way, except for, hey, you know, they're giving me a paycheck. And she just interviewed us. And so, you know, we got like a page in there between us and the Santa Barbarians yeah. uh, talking about how you brew beer. And they caught me on a day when I was brewing a uh, Sumerian beer. Yeah, was, uh, okay. Yeah, so like uh, the Hemden Akazi type beer. Yeah, okay. And I brewed with date, uh, date bread and all that. And so the article goes, she comes to one of our parties, has fun, yeah, writes it up. And finally it's like, March, yes, hey, you know, you're featured in Hustler Magazine. Yeah, the article's there. Yeah. Go pick it up. You had to go buy it. Yeah, I had to go buy it. And you had Seven Eleven, where it's behind the counter, you got to ask yeah, for it. Yeah, like, hey. kind of. No, actually, actually, the little local liquor store right down the corner from me, where they actually had the magazines out in front. Great. Okay. You know, so you go pick it up, and of course, as I pick the magazine up and and bring it up to the register. Who should appear behind me but this really cute girl? <laughs> oh yeah, and you're like, no, look, I'm I'm in it, really. Yeah. I'm like, right here. Look, that's me. Yeah. It, it's not just something that the other page can stick to. It's actually a thing people <laughs> yeah. want to hear about. Now, bef- and, and by the way, honey, if you're listening, that was before we actually got together. It wasn't. <laughs> now, before you had bought that hustler mm-hmm. to see your article, you have probably bought everyone since then. Yeah, when <laughs> Up was to that point? I don't see myself. <laughs> when was the last <laughs> time you had gone there. into a, a filthy liquor store to buy a dirty magazine? Before that. Well, you see, before I did that, though, I discovered the Internet. Ah, so you didn't have to. Yeah. God bless it. <laughs> yeah, God bless the Internet. <laughs> um, but no, so uh, that just kind of came around that way. And, of course, the whole article got really respectful. It was, it was amazing to actually see. It was like, 
Yeah. Hey, shit, they did a good job. No, that's <laughs> why I buy the magazine. It's for the articles. Yeah, they did, they did a good like, job with it. You see, like, Ray Daniels. Hey, Drew, a uh, great article. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hustler. Well, but you know, the, the one problem they had a whole bunch of they had a whole bunch of pictures of like of us brewing or serving our beer. Yeah, naked. And uh, no, God, would you Ew. want to see me naked? No. Not really. I, I just knew. Yeah. Uh, so the final picture that in this little spread they had was of me serving a beer, and the caption editors had put something underneath it. it was like, yeah. Yeah, now drink it and get so sh- uh, get, get so shit faced that you that you call your mother in law on the phone and call her a bitch. <laughs> oh, like, try to spice it up. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like everything else about the article was just you know just fine and you know kind of even keeled. And then suddenly this caption that my face was right above. Yeah, it was like that's, uh, that's great. <laughs> that's so <laughs> that's so hustler esque. Did oh, yeah. you uh, have you shown that to any family members? Like, look, I was featured in a magazine. Is that or is that something you avoid? I scanned the two pages that I was on <laughs> yeah, yeah. and actually did send that to my mom and blacked out the hustler at the bottom <laughs> yeah. next to the page number. No, no, no. Actually, my mom knew I was in hustler. Oh, she and did. she's like. Oh, that's my boy. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> definitely don't big to, time. I definitely don't want to be cutting those out and mailing them because you just get some chick's fake boobs on the other side. On the other side, yeah. yeah. Like some rattlesnake or, I don't know, some weird creepy thing. Uh, oh, yeah. And actually, I do have to give my girlfriend credit. You know, she was my girlfriend at the time. I showed her that, and she was like, oh, well, that's very lovely, honey. <laughs> so proud of you. Thanks for being proud of me, honey. All right, and it also says here that uh, you awarded Jamil his very first Best of Show. Yeah, actually, I was kind of hoping that he would be here right now, but yeah, uh, yeah uh, Jamil entered the Mayfair. Okay, and as far as I know, he, you know, he's now actually won three of these things. Uh, he's tied the only other person to do three, and that was John Mayer of Rogue Brewing. Ah, he's our mm-hmm. guest next week, by the way. Oh well, hey, yeah. say hi from the Falcons. All right. Uh, John John actually started brewing with the Falcons okay. uh, way back when, and so he's tied uh, he's he's tied John Mayer with that. But yeah, the very first best of show that I know of, at least I see. And so I'm going to claim it until yeah. Jamil tells me otherwise. And was he there uh, uh, to receive, or this is this get mailed to him later? So nah, it got know. mailed to him, yeah. uh, and and sadly because the the statue that you get for the best of show uh-huh. is a big cast version of the. Uh, uh, the Maltese Falcon. I see. Yeah. And uh, at least the last time I talked to Jamil about it, he's like, yeah, I've got uh, I've got them proudly displayed, and Mike McDowell has two of them. Really? Yeah. Uh, actually, the only reason Jamil re-entered this year to try and uh, try and win the best show uh-huh. was just to prevent Mike McDowell from getting his third. Is that right? Before, <laughs> yeah. I don't want him to tie <laughs> up. Right. But I know what Mike's... A jerk. Yeah, Mike's at least got both of his on either end of his uh, fireplace mantle. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Hey, chat. Listen to this stuff. I figured you'd be you using those. One day, as, might have yourself a best to show. There you yeah. go. Only because he'll brew with Mike. So I figured Mike so, McDowell yeah. be using you know each one for bookends to hold all his hustler collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is the one with Drew. <laughs> this is the one with the other girl. All right, all right. So that about covers, I think, your history. Mm-hmm. Although uh, Drew's kind of a radio bigwig, he does. He's like a regular it. segment on Lycus. Yeah. You're like Uh-oh. slumming it with us over here. You're on. Lycus's show. Well, it all depends if you like Lycus. Yeah, good point. Yeah. But no, hey, I'm I'm having fun here. Are you getting me? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I mean, granted, Lycus they give me you know, blue label Johnny Walker. Yeah. But, you know. we give you a glass of water and tell you to bring the beer. <laughs> hey, uh, on your way in, can you? I tell you not to cuss. <laughs> yeah, and say don't cuss, or you have to drink. <laughs> Maybe I, I might have some scotch in there. Maybe I should make you do a shot every time you cuss instead of <laughs> instead of half a pint. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so well, that's kind of cool. You do a regular segment with him, though. Yeah, uh, 
That's partner, LA Radio. One, yeah, one of my other partners in in the brewing called Johnny Lieberman and I, and originally George Mahoney. Yeah, we go in and uh, about every two months we go and we type up a bunch of segments for them. We okay. bring them a bunch of beer and say, "Here, Tom, this is what you're drinking now." Yeah, very nice. Yeah, we give them the whole style rundown and uh, tell his uh, tell his uh, listeners hopefully how to find good beer. Yeah, that's a good service. Amen. Hey, now, what is your art? Because uh, you have a regular segment in Beer Advocate, mm-hmm. so you're, you have an article there every month. What is the segment? What do you write for them? Well, it's called uh, BYOB, okay. uh, Brew Your Own Beer. Gotcha. And yeah, it's a it's a monthly column on homebrewing. They give me about seven hundred to a thousand words every month to espouse on. And wow, yay. big article. Yeah, but you know, sometimes uh, sometimes I run over that. <laughs> yeah. Now, how did they find you? How did they know to go to you to uh, write? So I'm a hustler. <laughs> like he's our guy. He's our guy. <laughs> 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 no, nah, actually, it just happens to be that uh, on the Beer Advocate website, I'm kind of a bit of a uh, I was a bit of a loudmouth in the homebrewing uh, forum, and okay, they figured, hey, wait, no, he's written for Zymergy. He he should be able to do this. There's uh, a way to shut you up. Yeah. They figure if you write, then you might not uh, crowd the site so much. Yeah, ironically, you know, since I started the column, I've <laughs> posted less. More? Oh, you have less. <laughs> yeah. uh, I see. <laughs> so yeah, no, I do that. I, I do that every month, and uh, it's kind of fun because it gives me some different topics to talk about, like. Uh, last uh, this last month that just got published out mm-hmm. was an interview I did with Jamil. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't read that yet. And uh, Chris White was in the last issue too, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that was their profiles on brewing uh, ah. column. So I decided I'd do a profile on a homebrew. Nice. A better. Hey, good idea. All right, so check it out. Beer Advocates, good magazine and a uh, good column. I've read your column a couple of times. Thank you. And by a couple, I mean like one and a half. Hey, that's more than I've actually read. Sometimes <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> Now, that's a good gig, though, especially for uh, kind of an emerging magazine to get asked to write for that. It sounds like a lot of fun to me because you, you get to be there at the ground floor and see how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it gives me a really good excuse to be able to say, but I have to talk about brewing right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so it's not like I'm never going to talk about brewing. Yeah. Now I've just found a way to get paid a little bit for it. So Sure. All right, so last, I want to take a break, and we're going to start talking beer, because uh, now we know who we are and everything. I do have a quick question. I think Doc's going to want to know this answer, too, because we talked to him a lot about it. You're doing a lot. Uh, you work a lot already, and then you do a lot of beer stuff. You're doing the writing. You brew a lot. Uh, how's the how's the old lady uh, handle that? You, people maybe want some pointers, like how are you balancing all of this stuff and uh, keeping a personal life, you know? Mostly I don't sleep. <laughs> I think that's Doc's secret. That's my secret, too. <laughs> Weren't you up all night brewing? Yeah, like- I brewed till 4 in the morning this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and then what, slept two hours before the kids were up? Yeah, pretty much. I yeah. had three hours. And then the night before, I was prepping for the brew session on Friday night, 2 o'clock. Had to get up at 6 to do uh, soccer games. Ugh. Hey, sleeping's overrated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, but I- you got to fight for your brew time, or she's cool about it? I mean, what is it? how does it work? Well, it's only his girlfriend. <laughs> Doc, it's only his girlfriend. Don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it may only be my girlfriend, but I still oh, yeah. want to keep keep things on a good sure. Heel. Still want to get but, some action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, so I mean, I just I, I take it I take it a day at a time. Just keep it even. You yeah. know, like going. I gotta do this. You know why I gotta do this. Yeah, and I'll do something. Uh, I'll do something for you now. See? Okay. You know? Sounds so like a, a, try to make it pamphlet. logical. He sounds like a pimp. Yeah. You know, you know uh, uh, I gotta do a little ch- something. Check this out. Or like a rap. You know, look, I, I, I gotta do this. You know what I'm trying to say? I gotta do my thing. You know, I gotta do this, and and maybe, maybe I'll do something for you next later. <laughs> JP, you have seen my hat, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it is a big fuzzy hat. Yeah. I told you you wouldn't be wearing that for very long in the studio, man. It gets hot quick. 
Whew. It's actually pretty good in here. It's not too bad today. The weather's nice outside. So winter's yeah. coming, so we're going to be good here in a couple, yeah. you know, another month or so. We'll be fine, Doc. We'll be turning the heater on in here. Yeah, we'll be sliding but, around in the rain. <laughs> yeah. hey, it must still be good in here because everybody's still got their pants. Yeah, we're still wearing pants. Don't, you're not supposed to say, people are supposed to assume we never have <laughs> pants in here, Drew. That's, uh, That's a second I'll, segment. I'll take mine off right now, I swear it. <laughs> if you swear one more time, I'm going to take my pants off. <laughs> Don't do it. He will do it. He'll take all his pants off. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all right. Uh, I got to take a quick break here. When we come back, uh, we're going to start talking about your champagne beer. I want to know all about that. So hopefully it's ready for tasting. We'll go find out right now and make sure everything is cold and ready to serve. We're going to be talking champagne beer. We're going to be talking oat malt. We're going to be talking experimental beers. you got a lot of uh, your recipes with you. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be talking about different uh, smoked beers and, and all kinds of stuff with Drew here. So Drew Beecham's on the air with us. 888-401-BEER. That's our phone number. You can also join us in the chat room. Just hit the chat now button on the homepage. Get your questions over here because uh, we got a lot to talk about and a lot of information to give out. Hang in there. We'll be right back. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Did you know that you can not only order from More Beer online at morebeer.com and receive free shipping on most orders over $59, but you can also shop in person at their two retail locations located in Concord and Riverside, California. In fact, the Concord facility has grown to over 15,000 square feet to fit all the new products, expanded showroom, and new knowledge center classroom. And now, in conjunction with the Brewing Network, More Beer is making it easier than ever to keep up on what's happening. Download the More Beer monthly podcast by clicking podcast at morebeer.com. You'll learn about More Beer's history, sales and discounts on More Beer products, get to know team members, and hear ways to save you money. They're also launching a brand new website soon with more features and a better online shopping experience. So go to morebeer.com or call 800-600-0033. That's 800-600-0033. feelings of inadequacy? Do you suffer from shyness? Do you sometimes wish you were more assertive? If you answered yes to any of these questions, ask your doctor or pharmacist about tequila. Tequila is the safe, natural way to feel better and more confident about yourself and your actions. Tequila can help ease you out of your shyness and let you tell the world that you're ready and willing to do just about anything. You'll notice the benefits of tequila almost immediately and with a regimen of regular
regular doses, you can overcome any obstacles that prevent you from living the life you want to live. Shyness and awkwardness will be a thing of the past, and you'll discover many talents you never knew you had. Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila may not be right for everyone. Women who are pregnant or nursing should not use tequila. However, women who wouldn't mind nursing or becoming pregnant are encouraged to try it. Side effects may include dizziness, nausea, vomiting, incarceration, erotic lustfulness, loss of motor control, loss of clothing, loss of money, loss of virginity, delusions of grandeur, table dancing, headache, dehydration, dry mouth, and a desire to sing karaoke and play all night rounds of strip poker, truth or dare, and naked twister. Warning, the consumption of alcohol may make you think you're whispering when you're not, is a major factor in dancing like a retard, may cause you to tell your friends over and over again that you're in love with them, also may cause you to think you can sing. Alcohol may lead you to believe that ex-lovers are really dying for you to telephone them at four in the morning. Alcohol may make you think you can logically converse with members of the opposite sex without spitting. It may create the illusion that you are tougher, smarter, faster, and better looking than most people. And it may lead you to think people are laughing with you. Alcohol may cause pregnancy. And it also may be a major factor in getting your ass kicked. So what are you waiting for? Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila!
Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network, saving your life, one beer at a time. Always not a cuss word, right? I'm about to say away. Can I get some exclamation? That's appropriate. City lights! 888-401-BEER. Join us in the chat to get your questions ready. we got Drew Beecham here, uh, longest-running president of the Maltose Falcons, hanging out with us. And gratefully retired. <laughs> what do you do now? You just show up and drink? No, actually, I'm the activities director now. Oh, yeah? <laughs> that sounds like more work to me. <laughs> Can't be. Yeah. Uh, cool. Glad to have you in the studio, and uh, we're going to talk about all sorts of things with Drew today. It's going to be a long show. I have a feeling we're not going to be. We're going to be a, a little less than sober by the end of the show. Holy smokes, that was close. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Oz. <laughs> uh, so get your questions ready. Uh, we're going to talk first about oat malt. Actually, we're going to move into the champagne beer. So hang in there for that. It's almost ready for serving. So we're just waiting for that to happen. But I wanted to talk about oat malt with you because it's been brought up to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as I know, and it's probably changed since the last time I heard about this, Northern Brewer was the main place to get it. I'm sure other people have picked it up by now. Um, yeah, a few other places have picked it up. I mean, the, the one who brought it in originally was uh, North North Country or North County. I see. Okay. Um, Vermont. But uh, since Northern Brewer is uh, a fantastic sponsor of ours, we do know that you can go to northernbrewer.com and you can browse their malt list and be able to buy oat malt directly from them so uh, after this uh, conversation if you feel like trying it out then uh, check out northern brewer at northernbrewer.com um, all right so tell me you know i don't even really know what oat malt is and why it's significant why does anybody care that, that all of a sudden there's this oat malt well, well the biggest thing is that i mean oats have been malted for centuries i mean it's been a traditional brewing ingredient for eons on eons i mean the whole thing is like Barley is the big thing that you use yeah. is still a relatively recent thing. You know, I mean, back in the battle days, you know, you used whatever grain you had on hand that you could malt and yeah. turn into beer. Whatever okay. cereal grain didn't yeah. matter. Malt yep. it up and make beer. Malt, rye, uh, yeah, barley, rye, wheat, anything right. spelt, yeah. you know, it became beer. So oat malt has been very traditional. And in the article that I, that I wrote up, I, I talked about what, one of the great guys in my club is uh, this cancer and diabetes researcher uh, who is Dutch in heritage and has gone on and done a whole bunch of research and found these oat malt beers from uh, the time of the Dutch East India Company. Really? Yeah, and these are things that have like 50 to 60% oat malt in them. Gotcha. So uh, there's one main producer nowadays that produces oat malt. In fact, I think they're the only ones I've ever seen doing it. It's Thomas Fawcett's from England. Okay. Uh, and tiny little company. And if you email the company, you actually hear back from the managing director, a.k.a. the CEO of the company directly. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, you don't have very many people working for you, do you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, they they do all the kind of the traditional stuff, you know, traditional maris otter, floor malted and all that. Okay. Uh, but oat malt's one of the kind of the unusual products that they use. Um, and until relatively recently, uh, it hasn't really been used a lot. Uh, there was uh, Maclay's in Scotland. Uh, they were the ones who were still really known for using it. They had a uh, an oat malt stout. Okay. That they did. Uh, and eventually they sold out, I think, to Bellhaven. And for a little while longer it was brewed. And then 
Bellhaven went, ah, we don't need this beer. I and see. they dropped it. What is significant about it? I mean, why would anybody want to, you know, uh, to use it now anyway? What's well, I mean, you can think of all the all the properties that you'd find from oats that you would expect to find from oats, kind of a, a little bit more protein, okay, richer head, richer body, yeah, it's sil- kind of, silkiness on your tongue, yeah, kind of almost almost, like, almost oily, kind of, yeah, a little fatty, almost yeah. like in terms of just its richness that you get, and that's really what you pick up from flaked oats, and you pick up a lot of that same character from the oat malt. But it's changed, obviously, because you've gone through this whole malting process. The protein's a little bit lower. Okay. Um, but the real big significant part is that now this is a malt that can convert itself. With flaked oats, you have to actually, you know, steep and mash it. You know, you have to have something to give you enzymes to convert the starches in the, in the oats into, you know, sugars that you can use in your beer. Okay. Yeah, you're relying a lot on your base malt to, yeah. to not only do it itself, it's also yeah. got to do all the oats that you put in there. Yeah. If you get up to too big of a percentage of these flaked oats, you could have some issues with uh, enough enzymes. I see. Yeah, enough enzymes, getting clarity, mm-hmm. uh, also getting the, your sparge to stick because uh, flaked oats don't have any hulls with them. The oat malt does actually have a hull on it. Okay. And and talking with uh, uh, James Fawcett, I think it is, from uh, Fawcett's and Sons, he talks about the fact that some brewers will use it because they have the husk material there to serve as a loudering aid. Uh, oat malt, in, compar- in comparison to barley malt, is actually really thin. Okay. And the hardest part about using oat malt is getting your mill adjusted so you can actually crush the damn things. I see, because you have to get a lot uh, finer yeah. crush out of it. Yeah, so, you know, because otherwise they'll slip through. And uh, is this a this is a base malt when we use oat malt, or it is? Uh, if you talk to faucets and sons, they'll tell you use five to ten percent of it. Okay. Um, it has sufficient enzyme uh, capability, enough diastatic powder power to be able to convert itself. Okay. If you look at some of the recipes that that I did, for instance, uh, based off of uh, Mr. Van Sitter's recipe, uh, you can go. I'm trying to remember the one that I wrote up in Zymergy, it had <laughs> somewhere in the neighborhood of like. Fifty percent oat malt, like ten percent flaked oats, and twenty percent rye. Wow! Yeah, so basically nothing that can convert, uh, nothing else in this thing could really convert itself. A little bit of pilsner, that kind of thing. Okay. And what you get out of it at the end of the day is kind of this really rich, silky, Belgian strong golden triple thingy. <laughs> okay. And it's utterly insane. Okay. Yeah. You know? What What is the color? What's the SRM quality of it? I mean, it, uh, for the flaked oats, it's. This basically the same as wheat. I mean, there's virtually no color addition from it. Okay. Yeah, it's and very the, pale. And the oak malt is, I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, oak malt, pale. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, you, you. I think you almost get more color out of your pilsner malt yeah. than you do out of the oak. Oh, really? So it's they don't, very they don't kill at a very high yeah. temperature. Okay. So so I mean, they're, they're roughly the same. I think oak malt maybe comes out like three level bottom yeah. or something. Okay. So it's just pretty light. You don't get a lot of color. Yeah. Or, okay. Or flavor actually. That out of it as far as uh, roasty flavors or malted toasty flavors. Now, have you brewed with it yet, Doc? No. Now, if Doc wanted to brew something with oat malt, what kind of style would he be brewing? Well, the most traditional one, it would be the oat malt stout. Okay. Uh, That's the thing that McClay's did for years and years and years. However, uh, there's a lot of fun things you can do with one, the Dutch beer I was just talking about, the Dutch Bach beer, oat malt uh, Bach beer. But you also have... uh, other things I've done with it, and actually one of my favorite things to do with it, is I do a a, a pale mild, an AK. Okay. And a lot of milds will sometimes have an addition of oats to them, you know, just to kind of round them out, give a little bit more feel of the body. I have an AK mild that I do with the oat malt, which gives kind of this nuttier 
kind of feel to it than yeah. you get from just straight flaked oats. Okay. Um, uh, McClay is the same people who did the oatmeal stout. Also had a pale ale that had about five to ten percent of uh, oat malt in it as well. And so I have a an Amarillo extra pale ale that I do that has the oat malt in it and it gives just this really round creaminess around it. Okay. That kind of you know it kind of helps hold up against kind of the abrasive edge of the Amarillo bitterness. Okay. So, so what is it a substitute for specifically? If I'm deciding to use oat malt, what what's my alternative? You know that we've been using instead. Well, flaked you, oats. Yeah, flaked oats. Just plus, flaked. plus some plus some two row. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to have some base malt. To get okay. everything out of flaked oats, uh, you got to pretty much turn them into oatmeal. Okay. By, you know, cooking them, boiling them, and then put them back into the mash to have the enzymes work uh, from, from the two row from the main mash. Okay. And actually, that's one of the advantages of oat malt is oat malt's already since it's been malted. Yeah. You don't have to worry about going through any kind of a gelatinization step. Like you know, some people I know will use steel cut oats. Which give a even rounder kind of nuttier flavor than the flaked oats would, mm-hmm. um, but those you really have to gelatinize. The flaked oats you don't have to gelatinize because they've already been steam pressed and all that sort of stuff. But okay. the oat malt, all that's taken care of, and you have lower protein levels. So it it sounds to me it's just a more convenient uh, flaked oat uh, because you don't have to do the extra work and 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 it's going to do it itself. Well, I think you get uh, I think you get some better qualities out of it. Okay. Yeah, like I said, I think you get some more of that nuttiness, a little bit more toastiness. Well, yeah. He was talking about the Dutch beer being like fi- roughly fifty percent. Fifty percent the oat oh, oh, well, like You couldn't do that with flaked oats. Yeah. You couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, in fact, a uh, question came through from the chat about uh, the flaked oats. Um, what percent is too high in a in a mash of using flaked oats so that we don't have those stuck problems and. It depends on the beer. Okay. Yeah, but most of the time, I think with oats, I wouldn't go any higher than about ten percent. Yeah, so I think a ten percent. Okay, yeah. ten. And, and would ten be high or ten's okay? Ten, ten is like ten, the upper limit. Ten's on the high end. Yeah. Okay. Percentage I'm, wise, I think most of the time, what you see, like under 5% five percent, is where you use four or five percent. Okay. But you wouldn't get some of that that nutty character out of. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think uh, I think a lot of the kind of the the steam pressing that they do. Yeah. Eliminates some of that character. Okay. So you, you kind of lose out on that when you're using the flaked oats. Okay. The now, the Zymergy article mm-hmm. that you wrote about this, uh, was there was it beer specific? Did you brew a beer uh, with this just for that? Four different beers. You did four different beers. Yeah. What did you brew? I did uh, I did a beer called Max Gone Oat Malt Stout. Okay. And it was kind of a my own spin on the McClay's Stout since it's no longer available. Okay. I did uh, uh, the beer that I was just talking about, uh, the Amarillo Odor uh-huh. XBA. Yeah. I did the Browery Van Sitter's Harlem Bach beer, which okay. is the Dutch uh, Dutch Bach beer. Yeah, and then another one that's called uh, Have Another AK Mild. And I have ha- a feeling that you spend just as much time on your beer names as you do uh, your brewing of beers. No, you know, no, actually, what's funny is the only time, uh, virtually the only time I name a beer is when I'm writing it up. Oh, I see. And the then you time need something clever. Yeah, don't the, you? the rest of the time it's like eh, it's beer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the haver, haver is a Scottish word meaning oats. Okay. <laughs> you know, so. Gotcha. <laughs> haver another one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I had a couple of questions come through here for you. So, um, now we've already kind of discussed this. People want to know if oat malt is similar to flaked oats and yes, but not, but it has more characters. You're saying, I, I think so. it has more characters. Yeah, it's the okay. same, but different. Um, now, when we first started talking about this, uh, one of our listeners, our loyal listeners, hangs around all the time. One of our favorite guys, Boog Eater, 
was just about to do it, and I think he actually has uh, brewed it, and he just kegged it. I'm trying to get him to call in right now. I think we're, we're going to work on that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought I saw rumblings on the forums of uh, Boog not exactly being the happiest individual with his. Oh, he wasn't so happy with it. Well, again, that's rumblings that I kind of gathered. I don't sure. Know, so that's Boog, the rumor. Boog, you should call, call in. in. The Brewing uh, Network rumor mill is huge. Yeah. That uh, that goes to the second question I passed you, Justin. Mm. Is oh he wants to Skype? Yeah, Skype's working, dude. Okay. You could you yeah, can Skype. Yeah, it's always working. Every week it works. Hey, it works before the show. For some <laughs> reason, it doesn't like to work after five. But uh, let's see. Hey, Boogie, are you there? Yep, I'm here. Hey, how about that? Skype is working. Yay. Wow, how'd that happen? Amazing, amazing. All right, so did you just keg up your uh, oat beer? Yes, I did. I just kegged it during the beginning of the show here. What was I've it? got a glass. Uh, it it came out to be a, an oat amber, 100% oats. Okay. I was going for something darker, but I didn't roast the... Uh, Malt's quite dark enough. Okay, it's a hundred percent oats. This one, one hundred percent oats. Wow! And the and the dark version is the next step. Okay, just look at it that way. I like that he says it came out to be an oat amber. That's like me. Like what beer you brewing? I don't know. I'll tell you next week <laughs> when it's done. <laughs> oh, I did. I was uh, roasting uh, roasting some of the oat malt to try to get my dark malts for a stout or a porter, and I just didn't get them black enough. Okay. I got gotcha. you. JP, you want to come on on that? Yeah. yeah he's going to sensitivity class. He's got nothing to say. I don't know what you mean, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> doctor. <laughs> so were you happy with the beer? 100% uh, oats. That's That sounds like, I mean, we've been talking about a much less percentage here. So how did it come out for you? Oh, this has got to be one of the smoothest beers I've ever tried. Really? I don't okay. have a carbonated yet, but boy, is it smooth. Okay. Well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, like it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see what your head's like once you uh, get that carbonated. Yeah. Uh, because do oh, you, yeah. Think it, you, you think it'll be a ton? You said it, it adds to... I mean, my experience with with any beer that I've had the oatmeal to is just like... Right. Sticks. Yeah. Like a spoon up in it. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. That's good. Yeah. It's like a good, uh, like a nitro beer with that ni- the thick head, uh-huh. you know? Yeah, so Boog, you should definitely uh, post pictures of the head once you get that thing carbon and see, see the glass well, I, going. I will definitely do that. Yeah. But it does taste nice. Okay. I think it's. I don't think I hopped it quite enough, but it's uh, still real pleasant tasting. How long did it take to ferment out? Oh, uh, well, I thought it'd go for about three weeks. Didn't it uh, had a lot of junk in it settling out from all yeah. the all the <laughs> crap in the uh, malt. Okay, but, uh, but so, it really is this I didn't something have any problems at all with the sparge? Cool. You didn't. That's what surprised me. And did you have a lot of flaked oat in there too? Uh, there's no flaked oat. Just oat malt. It's, it's oat malt, and I did do have a couple of pounds of uh, naked golden oats that I used in there. What's in that? For my, it's Some basically a, a crystal malt. Okay. okay, it's a real light oat crystal. And that, and that's from Simpsons, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So now he's talking. You know, Doc, you're asking about how the fermentation went. Is yeah. this uh, because it, you say it does have enough diastatic power to convert itself? But it sounded like it has a kind of a low uh, diastatic power. So what can you expect? I mean, would you expect that it's tougher to hit your uh, original gravity numbers? Would you expect that it, you have to ferment longer, uh, or is it just like using anything else? <laughs> 
No, I mean, I think it's mostly like using anything else. The big thing with yeah. the, the oat malt is it's got just enough diastatic uh, power really to do itself. Okay. Maybe just a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, so this isn't going to be one of those things where you're going to be able to do, you know, 90% oat malt and then 10% wheat or something or 10%, uh, 10% rye. Because it won't of, convert anything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd be a little worried at that point. Okay. But, um, so, uh, Boog, uh, what, what was, uh, what was your efficiency like on that? Uh, oh, it was it was pretty bad at around sixty percent. But okay. I was trying to do a step mash and really screwed that up. So, now I, well, I, I think I think it's going to be less about screwing up the step mash and more about calculating with oat malts just a little wonky. Oh. Uh, do you um, did you, do you have you talked about mash temperatures and things like that in the article? Is there a specific um, uh, you know place that we should be mashing, or is this uh, again kind of like anything else? Uh, it's generally like anything else. I mean, yeah, with oat malt, you probably want to do a little bit more of a pro- protein rest is going to be a little more called for than you would with regular malt, like okay. regular barley malt. Okay. But uh, truthfully, I brew mostly single infusion mashes because I've got a kitchen stove and I'm lazy. Ah. Gotcha. <laughs> so, <laughs> Fair enough. But, yeah. All right, Boog Eater. Well, let us know after you carbonate it. I'd like to know how it comes out. And yeah, uh, I'll do that. I'll even bring you a bottle out at GABF. Hey, great. You're going to be there again? I will. All right, good man. We'll see you there. Bring us a bottle. We'll taste it. Hey, Boog, send okay. me a bottle. All right. Thanks, brother. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right. The great Boog Eater. He's a good dude and a good brewer. Make some nice beers. So good to have somebody else chime in about the oat malt. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that he's done well with it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, somebody asked, um, what's the XPA? Oh, can you, he says, is this I or X, JP? It's an X. I don't know. Someone asked, uh, someone told me to ask Drew about it. Okay. The question is, can you taste malt in an XPA or is it just hops? What's an XPA? Uh, XPA is kind of this weird, uh, kind of thing that's happened here in California over the years, you know, uh, extra pale ale. Ah, uh, and it's basically the concept is how do I shove all the hot presence of an IPA into a very easy drinking APA? Uh, okay. So if you look at an, an XPA, typically uh, something like Alesmith X, mm-hmm. you'll see you know it's virtually 100% domestic two row malt. Okay, and then the hop levels almost of an IPA. Okay, so you get much more like you get the hop presence and hit of an IPA in something that's a smaller, more sessionable beer. Okay. Um, and so, in answering the question about whether or not there should be a malt in an XPA, yeah, yes, but very little. Okay, and so mostly hops. Yeah, mostly. Hops. Doc's favorite. Mm, <laughs> taste it now. <laughs> yes. Real quick, I just want to mention this beer. I want to know what you guys thought about this uh, East Coast beer, Stone Coast Brewing Company. Uh, Shat gave us this. It's their Jamaican style stout. I'm not sure what a Jamaican-style stout is. If I had to guess, <laughs> I would imagine there's some cousin in there, but probably not. not it's a commercial no, not by the, no, no, this is probably like a foreign-style stout, like what you'd find in the uh, Caribbean. What would you guys think of it? It's not bad. Uh, yeah. it's a little, I like it. A little sweet, a yeah. little uh, brown sugary. Well, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, definitely a little brown sugar. A little sweetness isn't bad, though, in a, in a tropical-style stout. Like, if you have, like, uh, Dragon Stout or even the Guinness that's brewed down there. Yeah, it's islands. almost rum-like. Yeah. Hmm. I I think that's definitely that brown sugar thing. Yeah. Which, to me, whenever I taste brown sugar, I think oxidation. Yeah. It's uh, to my mind, it's an oxidative quality. Like people talk about the cardboard and whatnot. I never get the cardboard. I always get brown sugar. (laughs) (laughs) This tastes to me kind of like a cross between a a brown ale and a stout. Not just it's. I wouldn't have called it a stout if somebody gave it to me and I didn't see the bottle. Uh, Yeah. You know. 
but it does have some nice roasty characteristics of a, of a of a good stout. Uh, so that's Stone Coast Brewing Company, if you guys want to check that out. Where are they from, Shat? Do you know? Portland, Maine, I believe. Oh, okay. Definitely Maine. Uh, yep, Maniacs. you're right. Portland, Portland, yep. Portland, Portland, Maine. You can go to stonecoast.com if you want to check it out. Uh, is that the only Stone Coast you got us? Uh, no, actually, I got a couple more. But I figured, do you want to try the stout? No, that's cool. I, just want, I don't want it now. I'm just curious. What yeah, I think I saw about. something in there in 840-something. Right yeah, there? IPA. A couple <laughs> IPAs. All right, I want to start talking about the champagne beer. Because this right. one is uh, very curious to me. And I had it uh, the first uh, first time I met Drew at uh, the 2006 AHA conference. Is that Orlando, what it was? Yeah. In Orlando. And uh, what do you think? You think it might be ready? We can start talking about yeah, it if you yeah, want to no, give it another uh, few yeah, minutes. It should, probably, it should probably be close enough. Did you do? Put it on ice? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, the big, uh, the big worry is it's six and a half volumes of carbonation. If you try it's and open gonna, that warm, it's uh, going to go boom. Well, I'm afraid all your nice studio equipment will be yeah. covered in beer. Just point it at our guests over in the corner when you <laughs> open it up. That'll that'll be fine. All right. So let's start. Yeah, let's get down to the basics because I mean, I mean, really, what is a champagne beer? Where did this come from? Is this your idea? You just thought it'd be fun, or or, or taking it from somewhere else? Give me the background here. Taking it, I'm definitely taking it from somebody else. Okay. Uh, a couple years back, I don't know, like 2002 or so, uh, there. Uh, Brewery Bostiles, uh, which does a whole bunch of beers like Quok and all those, I think. Okay. Uh, they unleashed a beer here in the U.S. called Deus. Okay. Deus de Bostiles, Brut de Flanders. I and know that beer. Yeah, so it's part. the one that comes in a bottle that looks like it, it should looks be a like bottle of Dom Perignon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, they got sued by Dom Perignon for that. Did one. they really? Yeah, they did. And by the way, it's not the cheapest bottle of beer on no, the shelf. Yeah, like. On the shelf, it's going to run you like twenty-five dollars yeah, a bottle. Yeah. If you're in a bar, it can run you anything from like forty to really. I've seen it as much as seventy. Wow, I don't know if I've ever seen it at a bar. Yeah. Actually, I'm sure it's around. But. Yeah, it is, but it's a it's quite an expensive drop. Okay. Uh, but basically, there are only really two producers of this style. Okay. And uh, what they really are is they're Belgian golden nails that have been fermented up to about eleven percent alcohol. Okay. And then they do the whole method chabadoise on it, which is. Uh, the champagne method. I see. So the refer men in the bottle, and yeah. then they gotta get all the yeast, yeast back out. No, no, no champagne yeast. Ah, so no, it's just it's just the way they get the yeah. the carbonation into it. Yep, and they do it in the bottle. But you never seen any yeast in a champagne bottle, right? Yeah. And it's the way they get it back out. Yeah. Is rippling. that that frozen neck thing? Yes, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Okay, let's not so, leave that as the description. Let's yeah. actually. <laughs> so, but there are basically two breweries that do this in, in Belgium. Uh, okay. Barry Landstadt that does uh, uh, Malheur. They do a Malheur Brut. Okay. And then there's uh, Barry de Bastilles, or Barry Bastilles, and they do Deus. Okay. And so uh, we had this in, in L.A. when it first appeared, and everybody's like, oh, my God, this is great. Yeah. Oh, my God, it costs how much? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how drunk we're, are we? Let's yeah. get another one. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we're homebrewers. We're cheap. Yes. Hey, go figure. Yes, we are. So we started, uh, you know, I kind of started looking around and going, hey, you know, it's going to be fun to do this. Yeah. Uh, what would it take? And... There's a lot of stuff written up for doing methochampanoise, but none of it very accessible to beer people. You know, it's all talking about wine terms and use cognac and make sure your wine gets down to this and all that. You know. And so myself and uh, one of my brewing partners, a guy named, by the name of Kent Fletcher, okay, uh, who we sometimes refer to in the club as the Brew Giver because he builds everything for us. <laughs> gotcha. Thank you, Kent. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, who's also one of these guys. I'll talk a lot about my ideas today, but really most of these only become reality thanks to other people actually kicking me in the can and getting it done. Okay. So uh, make sure they all get credit. So for yeah. this, um, but so we decided we'd sit down and figure this out. And so I started sitting down with a couple of wine texts that we had, 
ran through them and figured out what we would have to do. Uh, and so we brewed up this. The original one was the Brut du Falcon, the Brut of the Falcon. That's a drink. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty drink. sure that's a, that was an alcohol. Uh, falcon, Falcon. <laughs> falcon. <laughs> right. All right. We'll let it slide. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we made this uh, 11% uh, Belgian strong golden ale that we... Uh, that we hopped minimally, but we spiced it with a couple of things that we saw in the original Deus, which were like things like lavender and a little bit of coriander, some black pepper and uh, orange peel and that sort of thing. Okay. Look at this little yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so we had some fun, and this first beer took us almost two years to do. Really? Yeah, I think it's mostly because we gave it to Kent and he stored it away in his brew closet, and then we kind of forgot about it until the very last minute. Okay. Oops. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, but eventually we got around to to doing the whole champenoise process on it, which is you throw the thing into a, into a champagne bottle, and it's absolutely critical that you do this because the champagne bottles are the only ones that are going to be able to take this pressure. Okay. By the time you're done with this, the beer inside the bottle is going to be carbonated to anywhere between three and a half to seven and a half volumes of CO two. Okay. Your typical American beer is carbonated to about two, two and a half. Two and a half. I see. Or, or two. Two 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 and a half. Coors yeah. Light two point eight. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. More fizzy. You know, yeah. Coors Light's fizzy. Yeah. This is ultra fizz. Okay. So. <laughs> well, let's get that poured while we're talking about it. But I don't want it to warm up again. Yeah. Um, Watch your eyes. And man. Ju- point it over at our guests in case yeah. it's gonna. I'll try and catch <laughs> it. Point it at Shat. Point it at Shat. Yeah. Take one right off the. Uh, chin, you know, I don't Shat. know. Shat, I mean, Shat's so small. I'm not sure I can hit him. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Drew just called you a fat load, Shat. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. Do you know what Shat means? Just I'll like sleep tonight. Just, <laughs> just like being back at home again, Shat. <laughs> I, I read the article on this, and I was most intrigued by the the technique and the process of doing this. Yeah, that's and, what I want to get back yeah, to. Uh, yeah. Let me play with uh, dry ice and acetone anytime. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. that's the actual, the freezing of the neck part. He'll get into that, why uh, just ice oh. didn't work. I think we okay. need uh, a pair of pliers here. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Uh, Let me use my teeth. Yeah, let's... Yeah, 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 yeah some, you got uh, free dental work, don't you? <laughs> I can't work on myself. <laughs> so, uh, Drew, just shake it all hard until it <laughs> yeah. just pops off. It'll pop off. Chat's going into the toolbox. There we go. Let me see that shaking maneuver again, JP. Yeah, it's not good for radio. But yeah, I was gonna say it. it's like the universal sign for a ranch, Tristan. <laughs> no, Shad, it's, it's not that tool. It's the other one. You got to that right pair of pliers. Well, as he's doing house. that, um, right, tell me about the base beer. Okay, the base beer uh, for this one. Uh, this is actually our fourth of these brute beers. So uh, one of these days, I'm going to actually have a brute tasting and go through all these. You know, it's been a while. Yeah, uh, but. This is the fourth. It is what we call the uh, Brut de Bord, or the uh, Brut du Hubligny, okay. or Ublani. Sorry. Um, uh, yes, and everybody out there who speaks French, I don't know French, <laughs> yeah. so yes, I know I'm saying it wrong. Yeah. Nobody, could, nobody could tell. Yeah. Bite me. <laughs> um, you don't know it, or you don't know how to pronounce it. Exactly. So, you know, all the letters are silent, so yeah. what the hell? Well, yeah, exactly. With French, it's like swallow half the word, and you yeah. got it. Ublani. Uh, and so this was actually uh, partially inspired by uh, Brasserie Schuf's uh, uh huh. kind of their beer, uh, their big, strong Belgian golden that was done with Amarillo hops and Zotz hops and ah, Tomahawk hops. Yep. So this one, uh, and Doc's actually got the recipe with him. I don't have it right now, but it's a hoppy, hoppy saison beer. Okay. And so that's, that's how it begins. And you just do it like anything else. Uh, yeah. Any uh, saison. Yeah. I mean, it's a 46 base. IBU. Yeah. Wow. Yep. 
What was the IBU of the uh, Ashouf one? Do you do you remember that? Actually, I don't know. Yeah. Except for I know that this I don't th- think it was forty six. Yeah, so. I think it was a little bit less. But this this tastes uh, you know all nice and hoppy. Yeah, great. Well, especially this one. Ah, uh, there's the pop. This there one started out at ten ninety one and finished out at a ten oh seven. Really okay. dry. Okay. Yeah. So well, and actually, that's that's really critical here. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you how you got it so dry with the saison yeast. Good fortune, luck, and God's will. I mean, you, you used some sugar in it. You yeah, used uh, cane sugar. Uh, do you, and I've noticed that in a couple of your, your recipes, you, you prefer cane sugar over, say, corn sugar. Yeah. I mean, mostly, actually, the sugar generally comes down to what do I have on hand, and I okay. generally have cane sugar. Uh, or Safeway's right around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not John's for me. Oh. Uh but now, it also depends upon what characteristic I want in the beer. So, like for this beer, I want this to still be relatively uh, light, and I want the the malt and the sugar characters to kind of be subdued next mm-hmm. to the hops. So, cane sugar is a perfect choice here. In other uh, other recipes, I might use like a uh, turbinado or muscovado or you know any of those you know jaggery, just to get some. I was just wondering why you went cane instead of you know another simple one like corn. It okay. probably get what was on hand. Yeah, because I had the big bag of C and H next to me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So no, there's no reason. That's fine. No reason other than convenience. Exactly. Is there any other reason? <laughs> I think not. Yeah. Well, like, like Chat's a uh, scary bitch. You know? So <laughs> it's convenient. I like how she's gone from the crazy bitch to the scary bitch. <laughs> so so um, that's your base beer. That's my base beer. So and a nice f- hoppy saison. That's the reason why it also drops down to like ten oh seven. Yeah. Uh, drive it at a nice high fermentation temperature. I know uh, last week Jamil said that uh, he didn't have any luck getting uh, the saison used the white lab uh, five sixty five up above eighty five. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He and I were talking uh, later this week, and uh, turns out you know, and like for me at least, I've driven that yeast into into like ninety ninety five. I have a I have guys at my club do the same thing, and you do that, it turns into a monster. It will yeah. take anything out. Wow. Yeah, and um, for for these beers, I think it's really critical because you're going to be adding so much sugar into the bottle. Yeah, that you that you want the base to be dry, okay. just in case something doesn't completely happen right in the in the bottle. Okay, so and we're going to do a little, little tasting here. It smells great. It's got a really good aroma to it. It didn't explode all over, so that's good. Uh, well, and and the beer did get a little bit messy on the way up. Sorry, guys. Hey, that's all right. We're not complaining. Yeah. It's usually real clear? Yeah, it's, it's usually a lot clearer than yeah. this. It's a little cloudy right now. Uh, but you can still see a, a great color on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and you get kind of those uh, grapefruit and pineapple and, yeah. and some wow. other things going on in here. What do you think, JP? I like it. I think it's... Um uh, it, it's a little sweet, but it, but still dry around the edges, kind of thing. Yeah, um, it it is uh, kind of orangey, like an orange zest kind of a thing, or mm-hmm. like uh, there's some you know the spices are kind of coming through, and it's got a nice beat. You can dance to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> JP likes it. JP yeah. likes everything. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's I me mean, actually. <laughs> JP doesn't like much of anything. No, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I like right. this. I mean, I wouldn't play guess what number it is, but... Uh, <laughs> it's not that good. No. No, I, I think it's great. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's so awesome. So how come I got the little glass? Yeah, you're, you're just, just a little, little guy. guy. dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Doc's just a little guy. You should be a, a leprechaun for Halloween. Yeah. Right. I'll, uh, I'll smack you with my shillelagh. <laughs> yeah, all Don't I know is I'm sitting here on the show and Doc's little voice is ringing in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the second step. You finish fermenting it. Yep. You want it real nice and dry because you're yep. going to add some sugar. Now you're ready to bottle. Um, you're adding m- more sugar than we normally would if we're going to bottle condition? Yeah, I mean, 
in comparison to like a normal beer, like uh, think of it this way: normal beer, you're normally going two and a half volumes. Yeah. This we took up to six and a half, so you're okay. talking, you know, a little bit more than t- uh, double the uh, normal priming dose. Okay. Um, and I actually have I have the exact numbers up on the Maltose Falcons website. So. Okay, great. What want to plug? Is it just MaltoseFalcons.com? MaltoseFalcons.com. Although I will warn you, I am still in the works on the brand new MaltoseFalcons.com. So, okay. Uh, be prepared. Yeah. Web 2.0 coming soon. Gotcha. I'm sure it looks fine. I'm sure it looks like something an MIT graduate made. Oh, it does. No, it, look, it looks like something an engineer made. <laughs> yeah, let's, so, be, let's be frank. The, the designers in our club are horrified by my design skills. Ah. Uh, so we're all drinking good beer, and, and people in the chat room are drinking good beer. The guy who makes the, the birdhouses, drinking MGD. <laughs> of course he is. He makes birdhouses. He was yeah, sending, good birdhouses. He was sending messages that, to JP that people really like his birdhouses. Yeah. Well, send well, us I'm one. Sh- we need one in for the studio here. Yeah, and I'm sure people do like his birdhouses the first time. <laughs> Don't send him again. <laughs> I've been drooling on myself all week. Yay! I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, uh, I'm excited for things. Y- my hair's long. Yay! Justin, yeah. you're turning 30. Is that? I'm telling you, all these age things are catching up with me. I was cleaning the studio today. <laughs> And I drool. I, I was like wiping down the desk, and this big gob of drool oh, falls out of my mouth. You got to get a drool bucket way before we thought you would. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Maybe you were looking at yeah. chat and salivating. You never know. Yeah, you know, we're gonna have to get you one of those chairs, a lark. Yeah, get around the house. I love my new lark. <laughs> oh, and as a side note, sorry to interrupt here. Uh, with something else, I found a, a something a hip donor. I love yeah. for my germophobia too. You know this foaming soap. You guys seen this? Yeah. It's liquid in the. This yeah. is like a. It's like a miracle of modern technology. It's liquid in the bottle. You, pu- you, you pump the top and it comes out of foam. Because of foam, and it and it just feels cleaner than anything ever. Because it like covers everything. I feel so clean when I use. It's fantastic. Yeah, I think the only way you get cleaner is just to slough off a layer of. <laughs> yeah. 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 It may, actually, if they made foaming soap with granules, that would be perfect. I'd feel better about that. Doc, should I, should somebody tell him that every time he uses that, he's just making stronger germs? No. Yeah. I'm, come on, get out of here. I don't want to hear it. All right. <laughs> Stupid. I, I think we ought to do it. I'm not listening to MIT, man. <laughs> I think we ought to do an electron microscope of uh, his skin. No. I you know what we should not. do? Oh, just show him what's <laughs> on there. <laughs> Justin would become even more Howard Hughes like. Yeah. Doc, you know what we should do? We should plate out the studio. No. Don't like, just roll do a Petri dish through yeah. here, man. Just plate it out. God damn it. Just wave it in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Show's over. Our career is over. <laughs> Doc, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Yeah, what happened to my mic my microphone guard? Uh it's it's just a pain to use. You've been doing better with your with your SPLs okay, lately. Okay, yeah, but you're you not know, popping now I'm too much. close to this foam thing. <laughs> I, I don't know what's been it. on it. <laughs> All right, back on track here. I apologize. I just we got sidetracked there. Yep. I want to talk about this next step here. So you're, you're using more uh, priming sugar. Using um, more priming more sugar. More than twice as much, you said. Yeah, and and on a number of these beers, uh like the darker ones that we've done, or even the first one, mm. that's actually when we'll add the spices. Okay. We don't do them in the boil kettle. Yeah. We'll actually boil them into the priming sugar solution. Really? Yeah. So, because uh, I mean, that way we can con- kind of control a little bit more. Uh, with a lot of these Belgian yeast, you want to be really careful about boiling in the kettle because you're not sure how much spice you're going to get from the yeast. I see. So, if you wait until you're doing the priming, you can adjust a little bit for what you actually got out of your ferment. That's a great technique. Yeah. So what are you doing? So you're making a tea, and then mm-hmm. you kind of taste it. Oh, that's not enough. I should put more in there. And mm-hmm. okay. Well, yeah. The first thing you do is, hey, it's bottling day. Let's taste the beer. Yeah. 
hard work. Yeah. Um, and so we'll taste it and then we'll decide and we'll actually talk amongst ourselves. So like, uh, Kent, uh, Kent and I will, you know, kind of do this raging debate back and forth and Kent usually wins because he's bigger than me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has tools. <laughs> he's meaner. Uh, <laughs> he has a bigger tool. Oh! No, he has tools. He's the guy that, he's the, the uh, beer guy. Yeah. I see. I, I'm, I'm mechanically inept. Really? Yeah. Oh God. Don't 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 hand me anything more complicated than the cordless drill. I thought you had to know how to do stuff if you graduated from MIT. I thought they I know how to work. A, I, I, actually, I know how to work a CNC machine. Ah, uh, CNC even, like, music factory. Yeah, I don't exactly. even know what a CNC yeah. machine is. Please, a computerized control mill machine. <laughs> look at me. Look, Doc just looked at me like I cursed his mother. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it's more Doc looked at you and said, don't you realize your teeth were made on a, on a CNC machine? Yeah, oh, that, it, I have a couple of those. Really? I have all real teeth still yeah. so far. Yeah. No, I, uh, there's a... But I turned 30 Wednesday, There's actually a so. CNC machine that'll make crowns and things that go in your teeth. I see. Yep. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's really awesome. But it's it basically and it's a controlled I'll let a you computer borrow. controlled mill you can build stuff on. I'll, I'll bring over CNC 2007 catalog next week. You can browse through it. Yeah. Just uh, make sure you give it back to me. I love how excited awesome. Doc gets about dentistry. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh no, he said CNC, man. and I was a machinist before I was a dentist. Gotcha. That explains the drill. Yes. No, all right, all right. Back things. on track, here, all right. everybody. So uh, we'll we'll do we'll do the spices if we're going to use any. Uh, in the beer at that point. Okay. Uh, this particular one, the the Ublani, we decided no spices. We just wanted this to be something that was kind of straight up and all about the hops. Okay. Uh, JP, uh, you know, I actually did hit it right. I mean, there's still this kind of nice pineapple sweetness with it. Yeah. And but in your face, but in your faces. But but doesn't, as Doc pointed out, the beer finished at like 10:07. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it, it's got a sweet sweet backbone to it, and you were talking to me like it had all these hops in it, and. Well, the, the, a lot of it was aroma loaded, yeah. and it's it's gone down a little bit more. But yet, when this beer was brand new and fresh, it was like, hmm. How there, old is this beer now? Uh, we bottled this one in well. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think this got bottled in March. Okay. So all right. Okay, so that's where you're doing your adjustments, but you didn't yep. do any to this one, nope. and now we're ready to bottle this. Yep. So bottle crown cap. Uh, use. Uh, champagne bottles American that are designed champagne to, bottles. American champagne bottles that are designed to use a crown cap. Okay. Uh, we typically, just because of the amount of beer that you're going to lose in these uh, these things, uh, we bottle in the kind of bottle that I brought today, which is a liter and a half magnum. Okay. Uh, and you, know, you can get those where? Uh, Cal Glass actually has them. Okay. So you just yeah. have to go. You have to go and convince your your homebrew shop if they don't already carry them to order some from Cal Glass. Yeah, I've, uh, they've got a really nice website. You can get all kinds of little glass things all over it. Yeah, except for it's a pain in the ass to use. Yes, it is. Ah, okay. So you got to use these champagne. That's the key here. And yeah. And so we go in. Uh, we actually we blend the sugar solution into the beer into a keg. Okay. Yeah, so we get it all mixed up that way. And then we, we fill the bottles from the keg. Okay. Uh, cap it. And then Kent magically whisks them away, and I don't see them for another six months. Now, of course, you're adding champagne yeast here no. in the... No. No. No, 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 no. That has no. nothing to do with it. Yeah. It's just the priming sugar that makes it the champagne part. There's no champagne yeast. No, it's a no. champagne method. I yeah. see. Champagne method. And so what we do is you brew these beers so that when they go into the bottle, mm-hmm. they go into the bottle at about 10.5% alcohol. Okay. And it's absolutely critical that you plan, uh, plan it that way. Because you still want your your yeast to be able to have enough oomph left to them in order to be able to do this. I, okay, so you so, want to make a twelve percent at that point. Or yeah, more, this, more. 
The strongest we've successfully gotten away with doing this is going into the bottle at like 11 and a quarter. Ah. Okay. Because you got to figure by the time it gets it gets through the whole re-fermentation process, you're going to pick up about another half percent percent of alcohol. Okay. Now, um, is less than 10 okay? Is it? Yeah, no, less, less than 10 is fine. Okay. I think... So why would you? Yeah, I think to a certain point yeah, in time, you, you start to kind of lose any of the advantages of doing the method of champenoise. Because one of the big things that you want out of the champenoise is all those bubbles. Yeah. And the reason you want all those bubbles is you want them to aerosolize all the aromatics that you have in, the, in your beer. I see. So that's that's why this is actually kind of key. So you go into the bottle, crown, uh, crown cap it, yeah. leave it alone for however long. The fastest we've ever done this is a month Really? We did, yeah, we did it for uh, two guys in our in our club. The they both got married in the month of September last year. Oh, and so we kind of did this beer at the very last minute, just to have it uh, to to have for them. And, room temperature for the conditioning? Uh, yeah, anywhere from like say sixty eight to room temperature. I I think you'll actually do better the warmer that you go to a certain extent. You know, okay. don't stick it in a room that's ninety degrees, but you know, don't stick it in a room that's sixty. Okay, but seventy five would be just fine. Seventy five is just perfect. So okay. do you uh, uh, let them uh, carbonate? Standing up, yeah, and then riddle them after yeah, that. Yeah, so it, we'll we'll just put them in the case boxes. Okay, uh, let the, let them carbonate, and then eventually, at some point, decide to start doing the riddling process. And uh, for those of you who don't know the riddling process, that's the the fancy term for hey, the yeast know, to the top. Yeah, we've got to get the yeast up against the, the the bottle cap. So at that point in time, you take and you lay the cases on the side, and you flip the bottle so that they're they're laying flat horizontally, and then slowly over time. Uh, over about a period of a month or two or more, depending upon how patient you are, or um, you slowly take the case box and you rotate it up to vertical with the crown caps pointing down towards the floor. And every time you push that box up a little bit, like you use a wedge underneath it to kind of adjust yeah. the angle, you take each of the you take each of the bottles, pull it out, and give it a sharp twist back and forth. And what that does is it actually dislodges all the yeast and the sediment, mm. picks it back up in solution, and lets it fall a little bit further in the bo- in, in, down towards the cap. I'm okay. surprised Beer Guyver didn't make a riddling rack. He thought about it, <laughs> and then decided he didn't have enough room. Does a riddling does a riddling rack make the yeast focus more? No, it's easier to uh, turn them. You yeah. turn them a quarter turn every day. Yeah. No, you, you watch you watch the guys in France who do riddling in the Champagne region. Yeah. It's like a job that gets passed down generation to generation. Uh, these guys are fast. They have an A-frame riddling rack. That's really easy to, uh, you know, it's actually relatively easy to see. And, you hear uh, that, Justin? Yeah. An A-frame riddling rack. I've, yeah, A-frame riddling rack. I've got one in the backyard. Yeah, you, and, you guys aren't using the, the living room in here. Yeah. <laughs> you put one in there, that's yeah. true. And so you'll watch these guys, and they go they go blazingly fast through it. But, you know, so with us, it's just easier to do the uh, the case uh, case rolling. And, like, your big champagne producers yeah. or big sparkling wine producers, like, say, Corbell, does uh, a riddling method that's bulk riddling, where they actually have all the boxes on a pallet that's been plastic wrapped into one solid unit, and they uh, just have it on a hydraulic thing that shakes it and turns it a corner. I see. So yeah, yeah they but cheat. the key here is just that we're getting the yeast down into yeah. the neck. Slowly, and, 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 slowly, yeah, you slowly. Do it slowly, because yeah. you because you want to make sure that everything moves. Okay. Yeah, if you if you just turn the bottles up straight upside down, everything will grab against the shoulders of the bottle. Yeah, and they won't come all the way down. So by doing this at a gradual angle, you'll get the beer to kind of, you know, you get that yeast and sediment to kind of move down slowly by steps. Now, already this sounds like an awful lot of work just to get some yeast out of a beer. But that's, that's the whole idea of getting is you want to try to get all this carbonation and have a clear beer. Okay. And 
Or most look like. When they do, when they do champagne, they do this, like he said, the Riddling guys, they come in every day and they do a quarter turn on hundreds and hundreds of bottles. Mm. Well, but the key is, it's a quarter turn one way and a short turn back. Yeah, and, and they, and they actually oh. lift the bottle a little yeah. more so yeah. it's a little bit more steep. Right. So it all eventually goes all the way down into the neck. Well, and the Riddling guys do it like over the course of months. Yep, they yeah, do. Like, it, to do okay. proper champagne. We do, we do this over like a month or two. Sounds like carpal tunnel waiting to happen. Well, except for, I mean, we're doing this at a homebrew scale. Uh. So you're, you're pretty much saying it all depends on the angle of the dangle. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't but, it always? Yeah. So That was Hot Rod's joke. I thought I'd I've got a question. i got a caller on the phone wants Uh-oh. to talk to you about uh, kegging champagne beer. Okay. So uh, let's go to uh, Matt Krill. Matt, what's happening, brother? Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going good. Uh, hey, what's Matt? your question, man? Well, like most good homebrewers, I'm extremely lazy. Yes, boy. You and me so, both. So uh, could it be possible just to uh, keg it and force carbonate it up to that high level of carbonation? It. Yeah, it is, and I actually wrote a little bit about this in my Zyrmagy article. Uh, the big problem that you're going to have is, one, getting the beer to accept that much carbonation uh, via force methods, mm. but really the other thing is dispensing. Yeah, trying to serve a beer like that, it's just going to uh, be a nightmare. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, th- I think I calculated out in my Zyrmagy article. Let me let me take a real quick look. But I mean, think about it this way. What do we normally recommend? It's like three to five feet of serving line right. for, for regular beers. Yeah. So now suddenly you're talking about like a beer, gu- uh, beer gun-esque line size yeah. of 10 feet or, or, or more. Or 30 feet. Or you yeah. get a faucet with the flow control, right? Maybe yeah, that you work? can. It's tough. I've yeah. Got, I've tried that method. I, I put one in, and it, it's more of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Uh, you got a flow, little flow valve on the side of the um, yeah. the faucet. So okay, but it's really hard to to serve normal Belgian beers that are high in uh, carbonation, and th- this one is that times Even three. Higher. Yeah. Okay. Nine eleven times. So 100. no, I mean it, it's totally possible to do this via kegging. Uh, you're just going to suffer a little bit of extra heartache doing it. Will there be uh, flavor difference? Uh, yeah, actually, I think you'll miss out on some of the yeast characters. Okay. Uh, like one of the big things that people always note in, in champagne is there's kind of a yeasty uh, uh, autolysis character. Yeah, to it, and you, there's a little bit of it in this one. Yeah, um, and I think that's that's part of part of what you expect in a champagne yeah. style something. I think you'll miss out a little bit on that. I, in some cases, I think it'd actually be better. You yeah. know, in, in that way, it might it might allow some of the other characters in the beer to shine. Okay, so How'd that do it for you, Matt. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks, brother. Appreciate the call. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Okay. So now you're letting it sit for however long it takes mm-hmm. to carbonate. Well, and and you're, you've gone through your riddling process. Yeah. And now the fun day starts. Yeah. You've got these, you've got these bottles straight upside down, resting on their bottle caps. And uh, you go and you take them very carefully. You move them to like a refrigerator or a chest freezer or something. The key is you want these things cold. Okay. Like, like muy frío, just above frozen. You're saying, yeah, like okay. thirty-four, yeah, you know, somewhere between like thirty-four and forty is really where you want these things. Couldn't you put it at thirty-two because it's not going to freeze? Gonna yeah, freeze. you could. I yeah. just, I, I always, yeah, I have kind of mystical you, you, superstition yeah. about that. Ah, uh, okay. okay. Uh, so. You know, if you're at thirty-three, it's not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to say up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. blank up. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Damn so, it! You would have had to chug that champagne beer. I know. I just got a new one. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, now, you take these, you get them as cold as you can, okay. because uh, the reason that uh, the reason for that, uh, so I think most people know, is that carbonation will hold in solution more, or more carbonation will hold in solution the colder the, the colder it is. is. Okay. So 
when you're doing this next stop, uh, next process, which is called uh, disgorging, mm-hmm. you want to hold as much of the carbonation in solution as you can. Sounds like a medieval torture. It kind of is. Disgorging. Um, yeah. And if you look at the Zymergy article or you look at my website, yeah. or the, the Maltose Falcons website, you'll see pictures where like I've actually been splattered with yeast doing this. Oh, wow. So uh, Wear your safety glasses. Yeah, okay. Um, so you start, you get the beer as cold as you can, you pull it up, and you get a bath of acetone. And keep it under, keep it upside down. The yeah, whole yeah, time. yeah. Keep the keep the cap pointed straight down. If you don't keep the cap pointed straight down, you just well, defeated months of work. Ah. Get into why uh, you got to the acetone and and, and uh, dry ice. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's uh, all right. Dispel so, everybody else's frustration. Yeah. So the, uh, if you read all the winemaking texts and that sort of stuff, which uh, Kent and I both did before we did this, yeah, they all talk about hey, you know, you do a saltwater brine a br- bath. A brine bath. Yeah. It's good to be a little. It's probably about what uh, eighteen degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. It, well, yeah. No, I think uh, yeah, I think the best we got it was down to like twenty one. Hmm. Yeah. And. That's the traditional way. They always talk about, you know, do a brine bath. As it turns out, it's actually, I think they use potassium chloride, not sodium chloride in yeah. the traditional bath, uh, which I didn't have my hands on. But you know, So Kent and I, we, we just said, okay, hey, great, we'll do this. We're going to get this ready for the Southern California Homebrewers Festival. Okay. Um, we're going to open these things. And so we went and we did the, the ice bath, and we're like... It's not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we got this thing down as cold as we could. The next weren't freezing at all because the whole idea when you when you uh, when you dip these bottles upside down into the ice bath is you want to form an ice plug behind that yeast that's up against the cap. And so when you pop the cap during the disgorgement bottle, the yeast pl- or that ice plug shoots out and takes all the yeast with it, right? All the sediment and everything else. Right. So you want to freeze the neck. The ice bath is traditional. I'm here to tell you right now, if you do the ice bath at home, you will be sorely, sorely frustrated, and you will curse me to no end. Could, so I'm going to tell you right now the right way to do it. Okay. Could it have been that it was beer and not uh, champagne? Possibly. Uh, or you just had bad luck? No, I think we had bad luck. I mean, uh, look, uh, flat out the temperature wasn't cold enough. I, I, alcohol, I, just, I just like your method. I just yeah, really the, want to try uh, that. Al- more chemicals involved. Oh, yeah. No, the alcohol levels were right. Yeah, we had the right amount of alcohol, the same as what you would do with I wine. I just wondered if there's more stuff in solution. <sighs> Your guess is as good as mine on that one. You've got better chemistry background than so, I have. Yeah. Well, anyway, come up with the... So, okay, so what's came, the right Who came method? up with this better idea? Because yeah. it sounds great. All right. So, yeah, finally, uh, finally, I'm like, I get on the phone, and I call our, uh, I call our homebrew shop, the guy who actually gave, uh, you know, pointed me to all the books and whatnot, and I said, John, you're a vintner. What the hell do you guys do? This ice brat thing isn't working. Yeah. And he was like, oh... Well, that's because none of us use an ice bath. Oh, that was a joke. Yeah. You jerk. We thought yeah. we let you try it first yeah. and fail. That we'll joke sound you yeah. stupid. Yeah. We use, uh, we use yeah. acetone and dry ice. Really? It's like, oh. ah, you effing, effing. Come on, let's go ahead and say it, Drew. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> It'll be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so you ran down to the local Home Depot and the little, the little liquor mart next door that had uh, a dry ice. Picked up a can of acetone, picked up uh, a dry ice. When you know, you mix the two things together, it gets down to negative 40 Fahrenheit, a.k.a. negative 40 Celsius. Yeah. Trivia point. Okay. Um, and nice. I'll be sure yeah. to note that, Drew. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, it's the crossover point for for Fahrenheit and Celsius. Thanks, MIT. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to build so, a robot to remind me of that. So, you know, we mix it up. Next thing you know, we stick the bottle in, and we, I mean, we'd had a bottle in, in the ice bath for an hour. Mm. Nothing happened. Yeah. Stick this thing upside down in this acetone dry ice bath. Within a minute, we got a nice, solid ice plug. It's like... All right, wait, wait. So you, you just—it's just acetone, and then you put dry ice in there. Yeah. Okay, I got. I got to ask. What else did you put in there? A little cocaine. You guys had to, you guys had to test some, some things. Heroin. 
No, uh, the uh, I'll tell you what. By the time we got to this, we were so frustrated and so you know just pissed. They were like, "No time for experiments. Let's yeah. just do." Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so the only thing, uh, the only other thing that we stuck in it was a digital thermometer. And uh, uh, Kent, in his day job, is actually a, a HVAC specialist, so he's got nice thermometers. So uh, hey, yeah. hey, nice thermometer, buddy. Hey. Nice thermometer on hey. you, buddy. If I if I asked you to come over, could you bring those thermometers? <laughs> yeah. Hey, how come your thermometer's so much bigger than mine? That's weird. So anyway, F- uh, Fletch has this this nice brew house, and we're doing this. I know they're both and calibrated at negative forty. I like that his name is Fletch too. Yeah. Uh, well, no, yeah, no, actually, don't ever mention Fletch, uh, Fletch the movie. Tell me he hates it. Really? Hey, yeah. you must like Fletch the movie. <laughs> yeah. You ever put it on the underhills, buddy? Yeah. All right. Go on, please, Drew. <laughs> so get this nice ice block formed. Walk out uh, Walk out to the corner of his yard, like uh, out the brew house, which is the corner of his yard. Yeah. Pop the cap, and you do this pretty quick because this will all happen in 60 seconds or less. Okay. Ice plug will shoot out. So or, you, you, you've you've uprighted the bottle, yeah. I assume. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, you upright the bottle, put, plant it against your thigh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Pop the cap, and use your hand to actually warm up the ice plug a little bit, so it will, uh, it will turn to water right next to the bottleneck. How do you do it? You got to stroke it a little, don't you, Drew? Maybe, or you get a heat gun. <laughs> I see. A little rubbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you're yeah. doing the if you're doing the stroke method, it's a twist, not a not a, not a rub. <laughs> gotcha. Twist. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> you're not you're not pull starting and the lawnmower. And rim is not to be clicking on. Yeah. <laughs> Never uh, blame us for not being thorough on this show. Sure. <laughs> All right, go on, please. So, uh, in 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 a half heartbeat, suddenly the yeast plug will shoot out. Yeah. And you got to run. <laughs> yeah. So wait, let me let me slow down for just so you JP? shut you, your wad. You stroke it to warm it up. Shut your wad. And then the white <laughs> yeast plug goes shooting out. No, <laughs> actually, it's kind of beige. It's you might have some problems. Better get that checked. <laughs> you might need to get that looked at. All right, so, so that goes you, shooting. Yeah. And in the meanwhile, you'll have a syringe or something filled with beer, like uh-huh. leftover beer from the, the Brute Project. Run in, fill the rest of the bottle, take up the headspace that's been shot out. Oh, I see. And then slam in uh, one of those plastic corks. You could do a champagne cork. Yeah. Frankly, I don't have the time, the patience, or the money to deal with an actual floor corker, the champagne corks, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So... How is it not gushing out of the bottle at this point? Because it's cold. Because <laughs> really, 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 uh, okay. really, really, okay. really cold. Okay, okay. Gotcha. That's why you get it really cold. If and, you and don't it, have it really cold, it goes everywhere. It will. You okay. don't stroke the bottom part of the yeah. bottle. Yeah, just the top. Yeah, so you, sla- you slam in one of these uh, <laughs> in these plastic corks. Yeah. And then you, you, you twist on a wire cage, and you're done. Rinse the bottle, put the foil on, and you got champagne beer. Okay. So who's twisting on the, the wire cages? Uh, well, generally, actually, the same person who's yeah. shooting it off, putting the cork in, and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's kind of one fluid motion. Yeah, no, it, it's kind of it, weird. With the safety word, it's kind of <laughs> weird if two people help you out. Now, well, if, if you if you look on Maltos Falcons for the tech page on doing uh, the brute beer, you'll see a small video of me doing it in about thirty-five seconds. This whole process. Yeah, it only takes and, you thirty-five seconds. And it only yeah. takes me thirty-five seconds. And, and of course, there's video on the web. Yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Hey, isn't that what the internet was made for? Yeah. Anybody else notice that our no cursing show is our most vulgar show in <laughs> in a month? Nothing like the little innuendos. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Justin, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not talking innuendos. Not at all. No. Okay, so and that's that, huh? I mean, that's a, I mean, the thing about it is it sounds like it's a lot of work. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like a ton of. I am never making a champagne. Well, Drew, but that's usually what a lot of work sounds like. Yeah, it is a oh. lot of work. <laughs> well, uh, but. I mean, truthfully, it's one of those things that gets spread out well over time, and yeah. really, in a lot of ways, it's just doing. 
it's just doing a like a, a second pass on bottling. Okay. So, um, so yeah. when you refill what's been lost, do mm-hmm. you use the straight beer that's there, maybe the one the one that you opened before, or is that your dosage of of your um Ooh, look at of Doc. Your herbs and things. Yeah. Look at Doc using the right term, dosage. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, no, the 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 dosage is actually varied in all the beers. Um But I'm just talking about when you put them in. Mm-hmm. Is that that point? No, no, no. Actually, generally the herbs will go in when we prime. Okay, good. So I thought um, they went in with the dosage. No, nah, the herbs and spices will typically go for us at least into the priming sugar, uh, just because I don't really want to think about that when I'm doing the. When you're uh, running around the yard with, yeah. <laughs> with an open <laughs> bottle. I've got a bottle spraying everywhere. Now, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think Doc just lost it. Yeah. But uh, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll do. Uh, for the dosage, though, yeah. uh, when we're, uh, dosage is the technical term for the part that you use to refill the bottle after the disgorgement. Yeah. Uh, I got that. In champagne, you use wine mixed with like brandy or cognac and maybe a little bit of sugar. Uh, with the, the brute beers, we'll either use, uh, another portion of the beer that we're not actually going to brute. Okay. Yeah, that we're not going to take through the whole, the whole process. We have used a spice sugar solution in the past. We've also just used sugar solution. And one time we even actually brewed up a beer specially just to beat the dosage beer. Oh, right. Because we had one of our beers, which was uh, the Brut Noir, that we actually didn't feel comfortable with how dark it had become. Mm-hmm. It wasn't dark enough for what we had really wanted. So we brewed a really, really dark Belgian beer to use as the dosage beer just to darken the beer up just a little bit. A fully, That's a good idea. Fully fermented beer? Yeah, fully fermented. Great. See, I think that's a great idea because you, again, it's a kind of another level of control, right? Mm-hmm. You get to uh, you get to add something back. It's almost your last correction that you get to make, yeah. right? If there's anything missing, you get another. You get a little second chance. Absolutely, I like that. That's kind of that's the only it's the only part I like so far, Drew, because everything else just sounds like a lot of work. Well, you didn't like the beer. I did like the beer. Actually, the beer's fantastic. I liked it the first time I <laughs> well, had this it. beer. This is and fantastic. I also like the acetone and dry ice too. Oh yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Wear your safety glasses. Oh, we'd be f- uh, freezing all kinds of things. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Well, okay. Doc brought up a very good point. Yeah. I say this in my, I say this in the Zymergy article that I had. Wear safety glasses when you do this. Okay. Um, there are pictures. What about a jock. <laughs> jock is completely optional. Gotcha. Um, or just wear Euro underwear. <laughs> or Doc style. Wait, Doc hey, style. W- w- what about the kangaroo boxers? Yeah. Um, <laughs> So wait, wear, wait, wait. all right. So you have to have danger, eye protection. Danger, yeah. Danger. <laughs> where, oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Wear eye protection because we've had a couple times where you don't really know that this is going to happen with a bottle that you've capped. Yeah, they'll just, uh, they'll develop little stress fractures in the neck. Okay. And when you go and you dump them, in, when you push them into the into the dry ice acetone solution, that thermal that thermal change will cause the whole bottle to shatter. Gotcha. So in the course in the course of doing a couple hundred bottles of this now, yeah. uh, we've lost how many eyes? Uh, no <laughs> eyes, no eyes. Thankfully, uh, we've lost probably about uh, four bottles. I see. So about a four uh, percent. Well, rate. the scary one is we actually had a six liter bottle. Who's holding that thing under their arm? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, wait, yeah, either six. Uh, it was either a three liter or six liter. And that I get, shattered. I yeah, I that one shattered. Ne- the nice thing about it, though yeah. is even though I had seven volumes of pressure on it, it was one of these beers. Yeah. Um, yeah, the bottle shattered and kind of completely collapsed downward instead of going out. If it had gone out, it would have been a bad thing. Yeah. So how many people cried because all that beer just went? Yeah. Every man who was there. Exactly. <laughs> but none of us will admit it. Bunch of crying dudes. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm crying now just thinking yeah. about six liters of beer. Uh, well, and by the way, there there was a there was another version of this one that I didn't bring up uh, that was dry hopped with Liberty in the secondary. Oh, you jerk. Oh. Uh, 
Well, the problem, the problem <laughs> we is actually, worthy. I can't, the, the problem is I actually can't find any more of those. I think we might have poured all of them. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Well, this one was really awesome. It's a fantastic beer. Oh, yeah. It's better than the Ashouf. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, that is a tasty, tasty beer. i got to take a break. Uh, we're going to wrap up the champagne beer when we come back. And we're also going to talk about some of your other experimental brewing. And I think, you know what, we're just going to start tasting some of that stuff that you brought. Um, Doc's been looking over your recipes. He's got some questions about yeah. different things that you use. I noticed you use a little sour malt and different things. Mm-hmm. I'm always curious about stuff like that that... Uh, that uh, isn't your regular stuff. You know, I've never used some of these things. So I'm going to talk about different ingredients and some of the beers you brewed. You got, what'd you bring? It's like six different beers, huh? Seven. Seven. Fantastic. Holy smokes, that was close. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, uh, Shaddy's still got some uh, East Coast beers. We can talk about those a little bit uh, as we go on. So any questions you have about the champagne beer, get them ready. Uh, you can still ask 888-401-BEER. You can join JP in the chat room and ask them that way. Um, and we're going to talk about also, in fact, this is what we're going to do right when we come back, is we're going to talk about what you think a brewing setup should look like, because this is an interesting thing Amen. coming out of a, of, a, of a great brewer. And you guys are going to want to hear that. So hang in there. When we come back, Drew's opinion of a brewing setup uh, on the session. Hang in there, kids. Opinions. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. All right. Uh, Brewing classic styles, take one. So we got to do this commercial for the BN. Okay. What do you want to do? I don't know. It's uh, for Jamil's new book. Are you going to get it? Of course. Are you going to pay money? I think we get that stuff for free, don't we? (laughs) I haven't got anything for free yet, have you? No. Got a free kick in the butt. Yeah. This is starting to sound like an episode of The Butchers. Why haven't we done one of those butchers lately? No one likes them. Oh. There's a good reason nobody likes those either. What's that? Because I'm short and insecure and you're fat and smell like ass. Oh, man. That hurts. (laughs) All right, should we roll tape? All right, let's go. This fall, the most anticipated book in home brewing will be available from just one place. Uh, no, did you can get it in a lot of places. Well, the most anticipated book in home brewing will be available for pre-order from only one place. That's not true either. All right, smarty pants, but only one place will have it signed. Oh, that's cool. TheBrewingNetwork.com offers brewing classic styles by Jamil Zanishev, the most awarded homebrewer in history, and homebrewing expert John Palmer. Available now for pre-order from the Brewing Network store, signed by Jamil himself. It's every BJCP style. Every recipe is extract and all grain. Every single one has won awards. Every style has some tips on how you brew the beer, what to focus on, what the key parts are of brewing and extract version of the style. Available this fall, Brewing Classic Styles. Pre-order your copy today. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details. I'm going to do this song in honor of the holiday we just celebrated. St. Patty's Day. It's my favorite holiday. And uh, I learned a song in honor of it. It's an old Irish song. It's been passed down from generation to generation. From father to son, when the boy's on the verge of manhood. And uh, it's called Down to the Old Pub Instead. (laughs) 
Lad, it's your duty to find your lass With childbearing hips and a pink supple ass And make her your wife and love her with love so true Now some rivers run high, some rivers run low When her river runs red, then she starts in her flow And it's called menstruation, and here's what it means to you You will notice her bloomers are spotty at first Stand back, her ovarian dam's gonna burst So don't be afraid, it's a natural thing Just wad up some cotton and hand her some string Put the old linens on top of the bed Get out of the house and go down to the old pub instead She'll retain her water, her breasts will be tender And every third word that you say will offend her Get out of the house and go down to the old pub instead And she'll want to make love If you do, you're a fool Cause you'll only end up with a bloody O'Toole Get out of the house, down to the old pub instead And she'll want you to sample the fruit of her loins But son, it'll taste like some old rusty coins So turn off the light, boy, and take off your hat And drop to your knees, say a prayer to St. Pat Then he'll give you the strength to get out of the bed And for Ireland's sake, go down to the old pub instead Where the lads are meeting When the moon's full and the girls are bleating The Catholic, the Protestant, even the pagan The pub is the place when your lady is ragging So drink of your pint, boys, and thank your shamrocks That as menfolk we don't have to bleed from our cocks And that we can escape from the lady in red And get out of the house and go down to the old pub instead. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Sean O'Sullivan, the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment Brewery and Restaurant in San Francisco. Six years ago, Nico Freccia and I opened the 21st Amendment on 2nd Street with the intent of bringing back the local neighborhood brew pub. Well, the neighborhood has really changed over the years, but the 21st Amendment still remains a great place for people to meet over a terrific meal and a tasty pint of beer. In the past, the only way you could enjoy the 21st Amendment's handcrafted beers was at the brew pub. Well, all that has changed. Now, the 21st Amendment beers are available in cans. That's right, cans. When was the last time you had a great beer in a can? Well, that day has come. We're offering our world-famous watermelon wheat and 21A IPA in cans. Cans are a better package than glass because cans keep the beer fresher longer, but you can also take cans to places where bottles can't go, like the beach, lake, golf courses, and sporting events. So join us in the revolution to take back the can from the big breweries and crack open a cold 21A craft beer in a can. The 21st Amendment, 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giant. Park. Keeping the ass out of Brewcast. This is the Brewing Network.
Kids. 888-401-BEER. That's our phone number. Get in the chat room with JP if you want to hang out. How many? You got a lot of people in there today, huh? Yeah, I got uh, more than lunch meat. Tell you that. <laughs> That's not hard. Awesome. To do. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people hanging out. We're hanging out with Drew Beecham, uh, former president of the Maltose Falcons, but he was beaten in a very controversial uh, uh, election this year. Good to talk. Yeah, you know, it, it, about the <laughs> it hanging a, chads. It was a coup. <laughs> <laughs> what does Chad have to do? We've Producer Shat have to dethrone Drew. Can I just say that beer uh, kind of started to, to mess me up a little bit. Yeah. Well, check this out, and I think we'll be doing this soon. Drew brought us something else that he uh, infused with Everclear. Basically a moonshine. What is, tell us about that beer real quick. He was telling well, me about that earlier. <laughs> it, it looks promising. <laughs> we, we made the conscious decision before the show that, that, that this wouldn't break out to the last segment, and we've got one more break. So, uh, yeah, no, no this is this is totally uh, the good night beer. It's uh, a meltdown sizer. What is it? It's a sizer port. What's a sizer, real quick? A sizer is an apple cider mead. Okay, it's a uh, apple juice mixed with honey. Okay. And this one just happened to be one that didn't ferment out all the way on me because the initial gravity was too high. And no matter how much yeast I threw at it, wouldn't keep it, it, it wouldn't drop any further. So okay. one day just had a great frustration and off the, off the advice of a very great brewing uh, friend of mine, <coughs> I racked over some of it over to a keg and threw in a fifth of Everclear. Oh, <laughs> I let wow. it age for two years. Good Lord. Now, uh, I'm looking forward to that. California one. Everclear or actual Everclear? You know, who made, who yeah. made it? It came from Mexico. Ah, so actual <laughs> Very nice. Yes. You smuggler, you. All right. That's me. <laughs> so we'll be Come trying on, every that time later. I went over to Tijuana, we had to smuggle back the Everclear. Yeah. All right, we'll no, talk about well, that I, I used to do all my surface sanitation with Mexican Everclear. <laughs> Where's my producer? Because I need him to get a beer ready. He's producing uh, something some else. food in his fat face. <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh, he's producing dinner. That's good. I think good. so. But we can't fault him for that. Yeah. Although I'm... I was eating his, the, 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 the plate of food he put out. I'm really parched. <laughs> yeah, it makes you thirsty. Well, you didn't Sh- like Chad's nuts? <laughs> I didn't want to say that. Chad, he produces a lot of things, not necessarily the radio program. He produced uh, Drew a ride here from Bart, and that was nice of him. Right Thank now you. he's producing dinner, and he often produces beers for us, so that's very good. But he was doing all this before he was producer Chad. Yeah. I, so just gave, I, much, hey! I thought he deserved a title. Hey, Shat. Don't run away. Come in here. What uh, what beer do you want him to service? Uh, we're going to start talking about uh, brewing equipment yeah, here. Uh, but, uh, let's, let's do the mild. My, all right, get his mild ready for us, would you please, Shat? Um, and uh, Doc's got that recipe, so we're going to be talking about that. Now. Here in a minute. It's, it's there somewhere. I got it. Now, interesting thing about Drew. I, I, I like to hear this, and I wanted to make sure that we covered it. It's about brewing equipment. And um, we talk a lot about different uh, brewing equipment on this show, mostly because... We need topics all the time, and and there's so much out there. It's fun to use all sorts of different things. But one uh, sort of byproduct of that is that maybe people think they need more than they actually need to brew. So here's uh, Drew, who makes fantastic beers, a a prolific brewer, and I think that people will want to know maybe a a bit about your setup and and tell us about your philosophy of of brewing equipment. uh, Beer guys are, are... Gadget driven, yeah. And Drew already said he he doesn't know one end of the screwdriver from the other, yeah. And he makes fantastic beer, right? So let's figure out how we, how does he do this and not have any gadgets? Exactly. So tell us about well, your setup. I'm not completely gadget free. I will uh, I will tell you that I have a refractometer and whatnot. Very good. <laughs> okay, good. Now, uh, I, for me, uh, my problem is I live in an apartment, 
I've lived in an apartment for the past, you know, 10 years. Okay. And I have a landlord who thinks that brewing beer is the devil and that it might be illegal by really? California law. So he doesn't like it at all. No, it, well, no, she doesn't like it. She, she, yeah. she always looks, she always looks at me as if I'm going to drink my beer and then go after her teenage daughter. Or the police are going to be there any second. Yeah. yeah. Is her teenage daughter hot? Uh, Where do you live? No, because I remember her from when she was like seven. Nah, that's not hot. Yeah, yeah. but what what town you got any pictures? <laughs> JP might think she's hot. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell J- you. I'll J- tell you. JP, hands off. The thing is, like I said, they all look sixteen to me now, anyway. So no, that's I why I like turning thirty. <laughs> all right, so she's not too happy that you're you're brewing there no. in the first place. So uh, I tried for a little while to have a propane burner out on my apartment deck, and uh-huh. that was a no fly zone. She thought you were. Brewing up math. Yeah, pretty much. Big, yeah. Like, I can't tell you the number of times this woman's come up to me and go, Drew, you know, I really like you, but are you sure this is legal what you're doing? Um, so, I I have a kitchen stove. So, just yeah. so, you, you yeah. Remember Jimmy Carter? Yeah. Uh, I don't think she remembers Jimmy Carter. Um, but I have a kitchen stove, and that's what I'm limited by. So, I brew at a time five and a half gallons. Okay. Um, now, the problem is, that, like, I, I, I troll a lot of these internet forums every day about beer. Yeah. And, you know, it's like good. The bre- like thebrewingnetwork.com? Like thebrewingnetwork.com, a couple of other places. I've heard of that place. Yeah, I think there's one, like, moreflavor.com or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I, I answer people's questions, and some of my friends go, well, you only answer people's questions because you like to sound like a know-it-all. Yeah. I'm not saying that's untrue. But um, Is your forum name MIT grad? <laughs> No, actually, it's Drubage. Oh, okay. <laughs> Drubage. I think we're going to work on changing that. We have to come up with some catchy insult for MIT. Yeah, there is, there is a standing policy, Drew, that if we come up with a name for you, you have to change that's it. That's it. Yeah, Beaver yeah. <laughs> I know more than you. That's good. <laughs> Wait, is that the mascot? Yeah, it's the MIT Beavers. I like Beaver Grad. Except, uh, except, uh, Beaver. except for the uh, the MIT ladies uh, women's sport teams. Yeah, are known as the uh, are known as the MIT Lady Engineers as opposed to the MIT Lady Beavers. Oh, that's too bad. How come on? That <laughs> school needs a sense of humor. That would be fantastic. Not to be found. Okay. So uh, you have a little trouble. Uh, you got to keep things on the down low at your apartment when you're brewing. So, I mean, to me, like, I look at a lot of these forums, and I see a lot of the questions come back and forth. And, and it's a byproduct of the people who become really passionate enough that they're going to sit on an Internet forum for a good portion of the day and yeah. answer questions. You know, they get paid for it by their boss. Yeah. Uh, my boss doesn't pay me for that. <laughs> I'm uh, not talking about you. Yeah. Um, but they... Uh, a lot of those guys are going to have like all the equipment. They're going to be the big, the fancy guys, the guys who've got, you know, the B three sculpture, the, you know, the hey, hand. You know. uh, hey. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a B three hey. sculpture. I mean, come on. Thing. I would love to have one of those, but sure. I, I can't have one. Uh, you know, or you got guys like my friend Fletch who have you know like these fan, you know, fancy homegrown systems that they built, or even what my club has. Uh, you know, Jamil mentioned back a couple months ago on your Homebrew show, yeah. uh, or Homebrew Club show about you know, how the Falcons have a big system yeah. to be brewing. Uh, so if you look around the forums, it almost looks like to people who are new at it, like, like oh, no, if you want to do this, you know, you need to be able to brew like 10, uh, 10 gallons to a barrel at a time and have yeah. pumps and, and have a re- you know, recirculating system and all that. Yeah. It's this illusion that that's the only way you can do good yeah, beer. Yeah. And it's it's really hard because, I mean, I understand that's where most of us go. Yeah. And I have no real problems with it. And God bless, someday maybe I'll be able to do it. Yeah. The thing is, is that that's not necessary to do. You're only here. 33. Yeah, but yeah. the way that home prices are here in California, I'll be 50 before I get a house. <laughs> yeah. 
We'll um, all be moving to Texas. <laughs> could be that MIT uh, education. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, good thing you paid for that. <laughs> now that's done with. I've paid that off. Yeah. That's why uh, you can't buy a house. <laughs> so you have a, you have a very basic setup. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got a kitchen stove with two burners that I can use at a time. Yeah. I've got a 13-gallon pot I use for my mash. Okay. I've got a 50-liter pot I use as my HLT, one of those uh, Italian wine kettles that have no handles and you'll burn yourself if you touch it. Okay. And then I've got a basic 9-gallon uh, pot with a spigot on it to okay. use as my boil kettle. So you are doing full boils I am on doing your full stove. boils. Yeah. Uh, I've just recently augmented my brewery thanks to one of my uh, friends in the club. Uh, Craig Chaplin with a heat stick to help me. Okay. Uh, I want to. I want to build a heat stick. What, yeah. is, uh, what is that? A heat stick is one of these that uh, you see these electric bucket heaters. Yeah. And people are actually modifying these things to use as boil elements. Okay. You plug it into your wall, throw it into your boil kettle, and you either come up to a boil faster, or you got some guys who are doing all electric boil kettles this way. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I just wanted to do. I didn't want to have a flame going when I'm still asleep. Ah. Uh, so I can put the heat, heat stick on a timer. And I can get it up to, you yeah, know. you get a lot of guys doing their mash water. Their I get the mash water up, up, mm. or if not all the way up there, pretty close. And then I can wake up and start the, start the flame going and get it going. So I don't have to worry about an open flame going. Yeah. Well, plus some people have trouble getting to a full boil on mm-hmm. the stove if they, if they don't have a very powerful. No, well, and that's, that's definitely the case. I mean, I, I'm lucky my stove just happens to be right at that edge. Okay. Uh, if you need a little extra bump. Yeah. And I know some of the DMS people out there will will cry havoc when I say this, but you know, just leave your lid kind of covering most of the pot for a little while, yeah, and then exactly. once it actually comes up to a boil, pull it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll be able to keep close. You'll be able to keep maybe not a raging boil, but you'll be able to keep a good boil going, and you'll drive off your DMS precursors. I think. Okay. Um, but for me, everything's gravity fed. I've got like in order to do my sparge, I. I have the mash tun on the stove. I put my boil kettle on top of a corny keg. Okay. And I drop I drop a hose from the from the mash tun down into the uh, down into the 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 kettle sitting on the corny keg. Yeah. And I have two pitchers, two big plastic pitchers that I use. And I just swap the hose back and forth to be able to you know pour one up back up on top of the the mash tun or oh, the mash you're, kettle. You're old school. Oh, I'm way old school. Uh, Although I am a little dorky in one way, I also do my sparge water the same way. You know, I fill up a pitcher with the water, yeah. toss it on top of the mesh one. But in order to keep track, I, I, I realized a long time ago I was losing track of how many pitchers of uh, sparge water I'd added in. And I didn't really want to keep a piece of paper in, my, in, in the kitchen to keep you know doing tick marks. Yeah. So I have a bunch of refrigerator magnets on my refrigerator. So I started counting in binary. <laughs> I use different. Uh, I I have the the magnet set up in zero one. You know. Oh my god! Zero. zero. <laughs> zero. <laughs> when did you first get laid? Uh, pardon me. It is brew day at Drew's house, and we are going to need to count things in binary. <laughs> I only have. I, I, I've had a friend come by while I was brewing. He's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, I'm counting the pictures of beer, uh, of water I'm adding to the mash tun for sparge. And he's like, "I don't have enough magnets to count a regular." Yeah. What yeah. counting system are you using? I'm like. Binary. He's like, you're a dork. <laughs> and after we're Thank done, you, after we're done brewing, we can play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> no, come Please. on, get uh, JP. Get with the times. It's GURPS. You play GURPS. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Good lord! I think there's a cream for it. I saw. Drew graduated <laughs> from NIT. What nerd? What? Oh! Well, I want to take a direct quote from Drew. 
Fancy systems are well and good, but real brewers do it on a stove. Ooh, Ooh Doc, he's, that was at you right there. <laughs> oh, baby, baby, baby. <laughs> you know what? I learned on a stove. Yeah. yeah. And then I moved up. <laughs> well, you're not, a, uh, you've said it, you're, you're not opposed to uh, more equipment. And, and if it's fun for you, why not yeah. add things? But what you're saying is, the basics and brewing well can easily be done uh, in your kitchen. Absolutely, you can brew just as good as anybody else. But yeah. I'm saying, well, you know, if your landlord, you know, wasn't wearing that uh, tinfoil hat and <laughs> thinking, you know, that the police are going to be there any second, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I'd probably have the propane burner out at least, back. yeah. But maybe if you told your landlord that you count in binary, she would go, okay. Well, you th- ha- this guy's she'd harmless. be ripping up your skin looking for, you know, no, the no, endoskeleton. No meth head counts in binary. No, I, no, actually, I think she's mostly worried about the guns I have now. So. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> um, it's, but it's, they're all legal. They're, they are all legal. <laughs> yeah. But now, uh, with uh, the other thing to think about, though, is with the brewing setups is uh, you really got to focus on the idea of it's not the equipment, it's the brewer. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know, I know. Uh, Jay Z's made this point before. It's not the recipe; it's your brewing technique. Yeah, yep. and and it's it's really true. Okay. And I mean, to me, the only thing I really miss out on doing with a five and a half gallon system is that I don't get to have friends over really so much and brew with me because I mean, normally you bring a friend over and go, "Hey, come on over, you'll get five gallons of beer." Yeah, I mean, it's like, "Hey, come over, help me brew, and hey, I'll you'll feed get, you. <laughs> you'll yeah. get some beer yeah. to drink now." Right. Um, but one of the advantages, and this is one of the reasons why I think even if I did get the ability to be able to have larger batches, is I get to be able to brew more styles per year. Okay. And this plays a lot into like just how goofy I am with my brewing. And I couldn't uh, I couldn't afford to be as goofy with what I do if I had to drink ten gallons of a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, uh, and this way, I get to have. All these different beers that I do per year, right? But you yeah. got you got to brew more, obviously. But it just lets you experiment. Yeah. More. Well, and, and I mean, admittedly, I'm I've got a little bit of a kind of a strange thing. You were talking earlier about how I don't sleep. Yeah. So yeah. typically, my brew schedule is I come home from work around seven o'clock. I've filled up my brew kettles the night before. Okay. Uh, you know, turn on the stove, hit the mash, go, and I'm done, wrapped up, cleaned, pitched, and and over it by about twelve thirty, one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That's I'll, not bad, actually. I'll, no, come, I'll come home at lunch and uh, fill the brew kettles, uh, throw in my uh, uh, water salts, mm-hmm. get that done. So when I come home, I start the thing going, go and have uh, dinner with the family. Yeah. Get that over with. <laughs> get that over <laughs> with. <laughs> yeah, like, and I get back out to what's Doc, important. your wife doesn't listen to the show, does she? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> and I get, get back out there with. and uh, brew. And if, if it's a halfway normal brew day, yeah, I'm done about 1230. Yep. Okay. Unlike last night. And yeah. by the way, this does play also into the other thing I was talking about. I'm lazy. I don't. I rarely ever do anything but a single infusion, because again, I brew on a kitchen stove. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> all right. Well, I just thought this was good for people to know because I don't want anyone getting intimidated about all the equipment that we talk about on here, and, and I want you to know, you know, just uh, brew on what you got and get that process down, yeah. like you're saying, and know what and, uh, know your system. Yeah. Yeah. If you're really comfortable with what your system can do. Uh, you're doing single infusions, yep. and you know it works and what works. Right. Yeah, I know I have to add, like, ten half-gallon pitchers of uh, water in order to get my spark. And what's that, binary? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Ask me now. Yeah, I'm sure while I've had beer. <laughs> All right, let's uh, start talking about some of your beer specifically, and we're going to start with your mild that you brought with us. All right, yeah. And you like to do interesting things even with uh, pretty basic styles like a mild. So uh, yeah, I want to well, talk about that. Well, I mean, I started doing just milds because at the time they were kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, um, and and they are interesting just in yeah. the sense that they're, uh, uh, well, they're mild. Yeah, but, well, I, but I, what I mean is that uh, you know, but that doesn't mean it's a plain and a bland no. beer. There's so much you can do with it, so it is an interesting style. Before we taste yours, real quick, mm-hmm. I do, I do want to mention uh, just because we're having these East Coast beers coming in and out. What did you give us here, Shet? Uh, Brooklyn Lager is that what we got? Brooklyn Lager. Brooklyn Lager. Brooklyn Brewery. Yeah, Excellent. Ta- everybody knows that. Fantastic Excellent. beers out there. So, uh, you like the Brooklyn Lager, Doc? Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. I haven't had a bad beer today at all. <laughs> you had the uh, brown earlier. It is the Brooklyn. good beer show. It is. Did I have the brown earlier, too? From Brooklyn, yes. Yeah. Uh, they make some some really good beers. They're starting to do some different experiments, too. Uh, you can look forward to hearing a little bit from Garrett Oliver on our GABF broadcasts we're going to be doing because he's on a couple of different panels, and we'll be doing lots of shows uh, and, and broadcasting live from there. So uh, you can check out more about Brooklyn Lager, and uh, we'll keep you posted about these beers as we're tasting through the show. I like Garrett Oliver. He, he kind of looks stuffy because he has that three-piece suit on all the he's time. He's not. But he's a really nice dude. Yeah. Really down to earth. And a very cool guy. We yeah. met him. In fact, I've got video in the can uh, we're trying to get out. Uh, i got to get it edited. My editor's back in France now, so it's kind of difficult to get done. But, um, yeah, so... We'll be talking to to Garrett and get some good stuff. All right, so well, let's talk about Drew's mild here. It's, um, a, it's a smoked mild. Yeah, that's what yeah. I want to talk about because there's there's some that significant things here. Let's talk about that. <laughs> what makes this a smoked mild? Well, the smoked malt. Yeah, exactly. Mm, interesting. Um, well, so the 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 biggest thing is, I, I I like mild, right? You, I mean, but you really can't get it on the shore. Yeah, yeah a good uh, one. Yeah, yeah. The by the uh, about the only one that you ever see is uh, Morehouse's Black Cat. And by the time it gets over here, it's so damn oxidized that it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Um, and that goes back to your friend, why do you homebrew? Yeah, exactly. So I can't it, get that here. So this was this is mostly brewed with, it, it's actually a half and half combination of Marisotter from Crisp. Mm-hmm. And Marisotter is basically, if I'm going to do an English ale and half the time I do an American ale, Marisotter is going to be my baseball. Okay. Just because I really like the character from it. Yeah. But the it's good malt. Yeah, the uh, the other part of this is from right around this area, and from a guy who's been on this show before, uh, uh, Kevin Pratt, uh-huh. uh, is the Alderwood uh, Smoked Mild, uh, which is a raw uh, domestic two-row malt okay. that he does for the Folsom Brewmeister. Uh, the Folsom Brewmeister had somebody who developed uh, sm- uh, kind of these softer smoked ma- uh, malts with cherry wood, Alderwood, and maple wood. Matt yeah. Beck, he's a forum guy. Well, I, I was going to oh, say, yeah, yeah. yeah Matt. Yeah, there you go. You and it's the milder smoke because you you got a half and half here, man. Oh yeah, and I th- oh smoke ball half and oh, half. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Pratt a, does the smoking. You're saying, or he? Yeah, does? Uh, from what I understand, and talking with Pratt before, he he does the he does the smoking now. He likes okay. uh, smoked um, ales. Okay, and and Notice they, they sell this via the Folsom Brewmeister, and it it's a much much milder smoke than well. Repeated by a country mile and a half. Roush malt. And the Rauch malt, a.k.a. the Bamberg uh, uh, Beechwood malt. Yeah. This is even still milder. And I, so I've played with all three of their uh, three of their malts that they have right now. And this one that we're having right now is the Alderwood. Mm-hmm. Now, this beer was actually uh, inspired by, there's a little local brewery down in Pasadena 
right around the corner from my girlfriend. Little old brewery from Pasadena. Yeah, little old brewery from Pasadena called yeah. Craftsman. Oh uh, yeah. So if, if, if you know if you know architecture, you know Craftsman style homes are from Pasadena and Altadena yep. in that area. Yeah. And if you I know beer, one. then maybe you know Craftsman. And the, the great smallest, beers coming out yeah, of Craftsman. The smallest, weirdest, best brewery in the entire universe. Yeah, yeah. It is a cool place. And they do a beer every year for the summer. Their summer seasonal beer mm-hmm. is their smoked black lager. Really? Yeah, just because they really like to screw with people. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I'll bet. Let's mess it up. And that one's done with the, uh, with the Beechwood Rock Malt. Um, and so I was talking with them one day, uh, Todd uh, Peterson and Mark Jilg, who are the two main brewers, and Bob Kuntz, who just joined them, are all Falcons. Okay. And I was talking with them, and... They gave me a couple pointers and whatnot, but they didn't really give me a lot of information. And I decided I really like this beer because it was a wonderful session beer that you could have. Mm-hmm. And theirs is actually like 5%. And wandering off and going, well, you know, I don't brew a lot of lagers, but I do make a lot of milds. Yeah. I'll go make a mild. Right. And I'll take the same tack. And so I had just read uh, BYO had an article uh, about uh, Matt, right? Uh, and his uh, smoked cherry Hefeweizen. Okay. And so that put into my mind this malt from those guys. And once I got, uh, once I knew that, I went and I got some malts from them. I started playing around with it, and this is what this is what I produced. I see. Now this is actually a, the this is the very last malt from this particular batch. Okay. Uh, you know, this is uh, I tried to bring two liters. I think I brought about a liter and a half. And this is the very end of the keg. And this beer was actually originally brewed. On July 3rd, which means that this is old for a mile. This beer is awful. I know. It is so freaking good. I it's love unbelievable. it. Yeah, it's Isn't great. this a nice beer? Um, I love it. I've had smoked beers I just hated. Yeah. I'm, I'm licking bacon. Right. And it's just so which I'm okay smoky. with. Yeah, it's nasty. And this one's really well balanced. Like you said, it's smooth. a good session beer. Yeah. It's very smooth. You don't feel like you're you know, chewing on charcoal or anything like that. Um, but it's... Obviously I, smoked. It's I, not missing well, any smoke carrier. Well, and I, I got to say, when I looked at this uh, grain bill and it was <laughs> 50-50 with smoked malt and pale malt, you thought I was a little scared. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. Trust me, when I brewed it, I was a little scared too. Yeah. This is really a great beer. Will you post any of these recipes up on the on Oh, the no, they're secret. <laughs> yeah. Only I have. Them. No, 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 yeah. no. It's not that they're secret. They're proprietary. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. For Same the day, the, for the day that the Stout Guy Brewing Company actually opens as a real entity. Ah, of course. No, 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 I, no, I will totally, I will totally post yeah, links to all of no. these things. I think people would love to brew this beer right here. Oh, I'm it, just going to speak for the listeners right now. If you think you'd like a smoked beer, yeah, this is awesome. This is really great. Well, and they're beyond just like alcohol and hops. You know, which are the two things everybody thinks is preserving beer, yeah. like making a beer that will last for a while. The other two things that will do it, smoke and bretomyces. Okay. Yeah, you know, those two things, if you have a beer that are infused with either of those things, they'll last a hell of a lot longer than really? you think they would. Yeah. It, now, the smoke quality, does it last longer just because it covers up flaws, or does it actually have a preservative quality? No, no it's probably that it covers up flaws. I mean, okay. the sm- uh, smoke phenol. Yeah. Is one of those things that humans are ultra sensitive to. Okay. I mean, I mean, you think about it; it makes evolutionary sense, right? You know, it's yeah, like, you oh my God, you, you don't go into the burning building. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, whereas a lot of things are measured, I think, in sensitivities of parts per million, the smoke yeah. phenol, I think, is parts, parts per, per billion. billion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah. So just a little bit of smoke will cover up a lot of things. Sure. And yeah, so I think that's part of what's happening well, here. I don't think the smoke actually has a preservative effect. What's cool about this is it's uh, we're so inclined to 
certain flavor profiles. We got malt, we got hops, uh, we got sugar, sweetness, maybe even some sourness. This, this puts up a whole new thing. Yeah. It's because the smoked thing that is a whole different facet to the whole thing. Yeah. It's so good. It's, it's, it, it's, it's just nice. good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I want to well, talk to you about how you come up with some of these ideas. You know, I know you mentioned this when you talked about where you got it from and started them. somewhere else. But yeah, and and that's hey. a good question because because sometimes people go, "Hey, I I love pilsners. How about a imperial pilsner?" You know, and mm-hmm. and some some ideas just come out of nowhere, right? You think, but and, and others we uh, we don't steal, we adapt, Doc. Oh yeah. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> hey, look, I, uh, I'm a computer programmer. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. It's all the, 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 no, there's uh, there's an old saying. Yeah, good computer programmers write their code. Yeah. Uh, great computer programmers borrow, uh, borrow code from themselves. Yeah. Master computer programmers steal from others. <laughs> and it, and it, the same could go for beer, right? Absolutely. But you're modifying them yeah. as you take them. So talk to me about your thought process when you're thinking about some new beer that you, that you want to try. Well, I mean, a lot of times, a lot of times my, uh, my brewing is inspired either by an ingredient I run across, a beer I run across, uh, like this one. You know, the, uh, this Alderwood Mild was inspired by this Craftsman Black Lager. Okay. Uh, you know, amazing beer. Got to figure out how to do this kind of thing. It's the same thing, actually, with those uh, the, the champagne beers we were talking about earlier. Ran across the day, just went, hey, you know, that's really good. Wow, that's really expensive. How the hell do I do that myself? Yeah. Um, and other times, it's an ingredient. You know, so, uh, actually, the Alderwood Mild is a perfect kind of crossroads. Yeah. Smoke Black Lager, hey, there's a new smoke malt on the market. How do I use it? Yeah. Um. And then sometimes it's events. So, like, one of the beers that we're going to have a little bit later uh, was uh, inspired by uh, Hunter Thompson. Okay. So it has acid in it. He's dead. It has acid. It has bourbon. It has tequila. It has... Little bits of a lawyer in there. Exactly. It's gonzo all the way. Yeah. But really, I think part of it comes down to... I know in the past you've talked with Sean... Uh, the cooking background. The big head guy. Oh, Paxton. Yeah, Paxton. Oh, sorry. That, uh, the other big head guy. guy. <laughs> just the big guy. Yeah, no, no, no. Not, not Sully. Good old <laughs> Paxton. I, you know what? Just as a side note, Doc, you heard from Paxton since... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I have. Okay, good. Several times. He was he was getting a little antsy because I'm brewing uh, this wit for the NHC. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, no, the, for the, the NCHF. NCHF. Yeah. And he kept... Email me. Uh, right, you yeah. make sure you're doing this. Make sure you're doing this. So, because uh, I haven't heard from Paxton since Burning yeah, I, Man, I, I thought maybe no, he shriveled up. And no, no, I asked him if he's uh, how was lockdown. Is he out yet? Uh huh. And is is he not? Yeah, out he's yet? good. He's good. Yeah, I haven't heard from him. I was wondering about that. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, uh, live and breathing. Okay, but he's laying low. Yeah, he's got a he got a week. He got a week pass. <laughs> uh, man, he's hey, laying low. Hey, Justin, don't, don't forget. Like after Burning Man, a lot of the forum listeners were going. Hey, where's Justin? He hasn't come back. Is he I, alive? I was, I was barely alive. I was laying low. And that's old news, I suppose. Um, I, I, let's get back to the Alderwood thing. Um, I noticed you used, uh, Safale. Oh, uh, yeah. The, was uh, was yeah, that the, necessity? Oh, uh, the 05? Um, was that the East? Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, it was the Safale US 05, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, in a lot of ways, that it was a necessity in terms of the fact that I needed to turn the, uh, the beer around quick. Yeah. And I didn't have my hands on my favorite mild yeast Okay, at the time. Uh, what is your favorite mild yeast? My favorite mild yeast is actually from White Labs. It's one of their platinum strange, which, uh, strains, which is really frustrating for me. Okay, it's, because uh, it's not available all the time? Yeah, it's not yeah. available all the it time. It is, if you know. 
Yeah, you, you ought well, to give, give me a call. Come on, I bet you can pull, you. you can pull <laughs> some <laughs> Come on, you're Brew. You're, yeah. you're Drew Beecham. Uh, um, you're Brew. You're Brew Dreecham. Actually, uh, one of the nicknames I have is uh, Brew Beertram. <laughs> Brew Beertram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, my my favorite is the White Labs uh, SX Ale. Yeah. That, that White Labs SX Ale like makes, uh, to my mind, it makes a wonderful model. Okay. He likes it too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Uh, Thank you, Stevie. I had a couple questions come through the chat. You want to do this? Well, sure. in the middle here, uh, it, it kind of backing up a little bit uh, about your setup. Mm-hmm. Fermenter, carboy or bucket? Underwear. Actually, <laughs> most of the time, uh, most of the time, glass carboys. Glass carboys. Uh, that I do CO two racking out of. That's the only place where I get fancy pants. Okay. Uh, I do also have a. Uh, uh, I do also have a uh, couple of ten gallon corny kegs that you'll ferment in. That I'll ferment in. Okay. I won't. I, I won't ferment in five gallon corny kegs because I don't really think that they're the right size for it. I agree. Ooh. I've had this debate uh, on JP's numerous awake. forums with people, and uh, and I completely one hundred percent agree with. Why? This What's man the right problem here? with the five? Because they're too tall. Yeah, it's just the wrong and pressure. Too skinny. Uh, kind of the, the wrong pressure and the wrong circulation for the yeast. Okay. Uh, and I think Fix uh, George Fix argued this. Yeah, and, and I've quoted from his book, yeah. and and I <laughs> no uh, one believes you me. haven't read the book. And, 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 my, the... and my my brewing experience kind of backs it up, at least anecdotally. I haven't done tests on it, but that's uh-huh. what I what I support your theory, but yeah. it does not prove it exactly. Okay. Uh, are you afraid to ferment with a bucket, or will you do that every now and then? Yeah, actually, I'm writing an article about this for Beer Advocate. This oh, month. great! Um, but bucket. I will do buckets when I'm doing wild ales. I will do buckets when I want the uh, the additional uh, oxygen permeability. Okay. And you don't mind throwing away a bucket? I don't mind bu- throwing away a bucket. You're absolutely right. All right. But so Drew, check out the upcoming and, beer. Uh, but, but by the way, th- that's not to say that you cannot brew good beer in a bucket. Okay. You just have to be extra vigilant about it because of scratches and all that sort of fun stuff. Okay. You know, if, as long as you're taking great care with it, buckets can do good things. Just get the beer out of them. Don't uh, Don't hold it in there. Okay. Another question that came through, and it's not just so you know, this is a, a listener, so I'm allowed to say it. Uh, does Drew star fuck with push? They want to know. Because <laughs> they're really uh, close, aren't they? Because everybody knows no, that, no, that no. Push is a star no. fucker. Push is my star, and I hope he calls into the... Oh. Now, I actually, I just said the F word, and it wasn't Push's word. It wasn't Beer. The, I think I have to drink. No, you were... You, you were Reading, like the, just like if you were reading. Um, I know the feedback. first time, but, exactly. the, but the second time was mine actually. Then I called push a star effer, but I said it. Wait, wait, is that the same thing? Is that the mild? Okay, yeah, pour that up. Then I I called <laughs> oh, him the more star mild effer. So. Yeah, and I wrote down effer. All right, too, I'm so. finishing um, my tell you glass what. here. Just say the f word, and then go ahead and drink. <laughs> <laughs> then we won't have to ah, debate well, about it. That black lager you got there goes down smooth, doesn't it? Yeah. Doc, I could chug yeah. that. Uh, Doc's unexpected black pills. Very nice. No jokes at you, there, <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sorry. Uh, actually, uh, Hot Rod, Hot Rod uh, said he's thinking of a number and he wanted me to guess it. <laughs> so you're busy. <laughs> yeah, busy. All right. Um, 
got a lot of I other suck. beers to try. I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Well, let's keep talking about how you uh, decide about experimenting and, and different things too. Uh, <laughs> well, I was really drunk one night. You and got this any guy? Was really nice. No, hey, actually, you'd be you'd be surprised that happens. <laughs> well, I want to know. Uh, uh, do you have any examples of specific <laughs> beer where you just kind of went? You know, I, I just wonder what this would. Uh, no one's ever put this in a beer that I know of. Uh, do you have anything like that? Or are you almost always inspired by some style that you just want to uh, ramp up? Well, no, I think uh, there's a perfect example that, that I've got uh, for us to taste a little bit later. That, that was the Gonzo beer. The Gonzo beer, yeah. Uh, the Gonzo beer was just inspired by it was inspired by events, but not by any particular beer. Okay. Uh, and that's a an American style barley wine, and I was getting ready actually to do a barley wine. And I was like, yeah, great. You know, I'll modify a recipe that I want to best to show with, you know, see if I can't make something better. And just before, just before I did it was, uh, when Hunter Thompson killed himself. Okay. And Hunter Thompson's always been one of those guys that, like, I hugely admire. You know, his, his writing, his writing skills, you know, all the things that he's written about. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Would love to live that. It, it style just kind of sucks you right into being there, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Exactly. I would love to be able to. Sorry, I was with. drifting off to Burning Man as you were talking about. <laughs> well, uh, I was going to say, yeah, Burning, Burning Man is exactly. It, like, oh, it like is. Kind of thing. It's about sucking. What? All right. It's just like the the, the, the unexpected poetry that that he had sometimes in his work about, like talking about like the oh, high water tide mark that he's like, Oh, look at that. Yeah, I noticed this. And, and yeah, is Drew, so, uh, so when he yeah, he's going to cry, but it's all right. Makes for makes for a good interview. I'm I'm with him, man. Yeah, Doc. I'm sorry, Drew's not going to try. Doc's going to cry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so go on. So it really inspired you yeah. in so, what way? Uh, well, with, it, with it, a beer? Ju- it just inspired me to go. Well, hey, you know, look, I've got this barley wine coming up. Got to do something so I can make it into a hunter-inspired beer. Okay. And so, well, okay, well, Hunter liked pot. He liked shrooms. He liked cocaine. He liked. All this other sort of stuff. I mean, you name it, you could do it. Bathtubs yeah. and electricity. <laughs> exactly. So, all right, fine. I will Johnny find. Depp. I, I will find anything I can throw into the beer that would be hunter esque. Yeah. Right. And go with it. And so that actually spawned off the Gonzo Hemp Poppy Spirit wine. Okay. Uh, which has hemp seeds, poppy seeds, uh, tequila, bourbon, mushrooms, acidulated malt, a couple of other things. You're <laughs> kidding me. No. Like mushrooms, like psilocybin uh, mushrooms. No, 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 not psilocybin. Shiitake mushrooms. I oh, okay. Because now, actually, as far as I know, psilocybin I'm thinking right now, we've always talked about the cousin beer. Why hasn't anybody put a little psilocybin in that beer? Mushrooms are awful to eat. They taste terrible. But drinking yeah. it in a beer. I made a tea out of them once. That's pretty good. See, I don't think psilocybin will survive. Like, so it's going to dock. Will it survive? Uh, it doesn't survive heat. Yeah. So we're at the top with it. Yeah, it would have to be cold shroom. See, this is what inspires me is that <laughs> you can't do that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you dry hopped with psilocybin mushrooms, would it do? It? Would it work? Sure. I'm thinking yes. Yeah, that'd be an expensive thing to do. It's only one way to find out, boys. Uh, not if you're a uh, mycologist. <laughs> I don't go. know what a mycologist is, but I wish I was one. I think it's a foot doctor. <laughs> no, <laughs> thank no, you. No. No, you're welcome. I thought so. <laughs> so that just you really. So that was more of kind of a personal inspiration mm-hmm. for you that you decided you just want to do some crazy things with the beer. Yeah, I mean, it's... Is that key, beer here? Uh, that beer is here. Okay. Uh, we'll have that a little just bit Just want to make sure. Yeah. And actually, just want to make sure that beer is here thanks to one of the guys that, that I brew with, Johnny Lieberman, who had some of it still. Okay. Because I blow through all mine. 
<laughs> I don't think Drew. I don't think JP that Drew is a star effer yeah. as much as he's a name dropper. But not a like I know this guy name dropper. Yeah. He's like I. He is Mister. I want to make sure I thank everybody. Name guy. Oh, have you I, noticed that Drew is very very nice to the not, people who help him. I he's no, not I like you. He's just grateful. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Whereas yeah. I'm like, uh, hey, I'm I know go those ahead and take credit for that. Yeah. No, I know I'm, those guys. Yeah. Justin, yeah. Yeah. I know those guys. Like, I'm I'm gonna use you, but you know what? I'll mention you on the show. Yeah, no, no, exactly. no, 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 no. I mean, for for me, it's it's like I said earlier in the show. Like, I come up with a lot of goofy ideas. Yeah, but three quarters of them actually wouldn't come to fruition if I didn't have other people helping me. The with them. help, yeah. So, I to uh, to my mind, it's very important. Yeah, you know, that hey, you know, look these these people right along with me. Uh, Johnny, for instance, you know, he bounces off even stupider ideas off of me. <laughs> uh, like he's actually the guy. He he wrote up an article in Zymergy a couple of uh, last year about doing a peer, uh, beer out of apple pie. Really? Yeah, I know so, what he was thinking about. Well, I can relate to you because, like, for example, imagine what this show would be if we didn't have the guess what number I'm thinking game. Rule. Yeah. So I know what you're Crocs talking do about. Rule. About the contributions yeah, from yeah. others. So no, I mean. And so I never. Uh, I, I'm always. I always want to be very careful about making sure that I don't come off sounding like. Hey, you know, I you did everything. And every, yeah. Everybody else is like, like toady. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 Because yeah. uh, all these people I brew with. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they they bring the ideas. They bring the effort. They bring they they bring stuff that makes dumb ideas that I come up with or dumb ideas that we come up with together. Even better. which is always nice. Yeah. See our failures on this show. You know whose failures they are? Chad. They're mine. Oh, yeah, now they're Shad's. Yeah. You're right. We <laughs> don't just share in anything. Look at that stupid pudgy jerk. <laughs> hey, by the way, could you two stop throwing things he at each other? It. He starts I don't it. care because I can hear it on the microphones every time you peg Shat with a bottle cap. And then Shaq gets angry, he pegs you back. You know how many how many coasters I have back here? I don't care. JP, you know, he, JP this is a very serious show. Justin does We're not like up. hearing things on the radio. JP, there aren't, aren't voices. Aren't you supposed to be an adult? He hates that. No. Drives me <laughs> Stuff. nuts. Yes. And he hates like things pinging and dogs barking and, yeah. and, and bass playing. And I got to hear Shaq's coasters flopping off of your fat belly, JP. <laughs> I don't want to hear that on the microphone, <laughs> you know. Oh, you ain't talking about me. <laughs> You're right. I fully apologize. You ain't talking about me, Mo. There's no one here. Everyone in the chat room left. There's no one oh. not here anymore. Well, then forget it. It's fine. Keep oh, good. Can I can say... Um, carry on. I was going to say... No, that's it. Nice right, coasters. Drink. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah, uh, Drew brought me some... Uh, Maltos Falcons. 30 years Maltos Falcons coaster. Started in 1974, for those of you who couldn't count back. Before it was March legal. Me. Yep. Absolutely. Before it was legal. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole history on the back. You can go to maltosfalcons.com to uh, find out about this club. Maltos. 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 Whatever. Maltos. (laughs) I'm going to piss off the largest and oldest brew club in the country. Pale Malt. Yes, because we have so much power, we will crush you. I'll just call it Push's New Club. (laughs) (laughs) Until a better better one comes out. No, actually, actually we're Push's Old Club. (laughs) Yeah, he left you guys, didn't he? No, he didn't leave us. He He just moved on. Here's an SF. The Brewing Network is his official club, everybody. I just want you to know. I would like to say, I love Push. (laughs) You know, he was supposed to go to Burning Man with us. Yeah. And he didn't. But he is going to GABF, my friends. Ain't the same. Uh, Doc, are you going to GABF? No. Oh. Oh, no, no. Not after this weekend. (laughs) Did you just say no? (laughs) No. What do you mean, no? What about the, I told you, you can come in Friday... 
You leave on Sunday morning. I'm lucky I'm here. Doc, did you ask? Yeah, oh, did you? I, yeah, I, I. You brought it up. I, I, I gave the gave it my calendar for the next two months. Uh huh. And you added out. Look at some things xed out. She, oh, she just handed it. You guys don't even talk about it. She hands it back to you x oh, Well, because the week before that, I'm at uh, I know. the NorCal thing. Uh. So, I know. And the next week, she's like, oh, I'm going to Denver, honey. Uh, no. She just said no? Yeah, pretty much. What about like an overnighter? What about you come in Friday, leave Saturday? I didn't ask about that one. Yeah, just, let's narrow it charger. because some is better than none. So if we can narrow it down, if you can make an appearance, do a sh- we're doing shows, do a show with us, hang out Friday night, get you back on a flight Saturday morning. Okay, we'll talk about that one. No, Try that. We're not pouring him back on the Try flight. Try that again. Uh, you know, I, I got I I was gonna pull the the card, uh, I gotta be there kind of thing. You I know you gotta reserve those. And I get the, you gotta be everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Come on, you have to be everywhere. Try the overnighter. Okay, so it's an over and usually it's a four day thing, five for some people. Yeah. I can be in and out, that can be back, and you won't even know I was there. Well we gotta think about <laughs> Except we for the beer on your breath. Yeah. You work on Fridays, right? Yeah. Okay, so make the overnighter Saturday. So you you come in Saturday morning and you okay. leave Sunday morning. Because A, that will let you do uh, some broadcasting with us Saturday. Okay. And then be there for the rager Saturday night where that is inevitably going to happen. You're home bef- before she even knows on Sunday. I'll just be a useless Hulk. Well, uh, uh, You're fine with that. Well, uh, uh, what else is no? Yeah. <laughs> well, isn't Saturday also the time they do the award presentation? Too, yes. So. Uh, so we're like broadcasting that whole – there's a whole thing. and That might be doable. All right. Try it. See what you could do. And if she says no to one day, just switch it to the other day. Go, well, what yeah. about this one? You know? All right. Give it another go. Give yeah. it the old college try, Doc. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll put it on the table. Bub, uh, Bub makes a good point. He goes, pull the old Bub 24-hour in and out. That's right. Exactly. Just <laughs> Look at You <laughs> obviously have proven you don't need sleep, so uh, no, no. you're fine. You got a little two-and-a-half-hour flight. You could catch a couple Zs. You Done. could do it. You'd be good to go. Doc, do you still drill straight after that? Oh, he, yeah. He, I, I, you know what? I he turn, doesn't I, drill on I, the, I the days after. Professional, Dr. Professional. It's just... It's incredible. No, actually, I had this discussion with him because I was concerned about the same thing, Drew. Turns out he will book his appointments a- according to his social life. So if he knows there's something like that happening, uh, so for example, if he were with us, uh, you know, if Sunday night is a particularly uh, active show, like tonight might end up being afterward, Monday mornings, uh, it's all checkup day. It's only checkups. There's no like serious <laughs> drilling. There's no major cosmetic surgery happening. Just it's, a little pick and mirror. It's checkup no, day. No, and then I decided just to like make my Monday my day off. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, I got to take a break, guys. Uh, now we're pouring new beers here. We've got more to talk about because we're, we're going all Drew's beer now for the rest of the show. Uh, get all your questions all ready. The time. Let and me get this question out real quick. It, it was about the champagne beer that came through earlier. Champagne, uh, go for it. From Henning. Actually, our uh, tattooed friend, our champagne. BN tattooed friend. Hey, he wants to know, with the champagne style, do you have to do the corks, or could you do crown caps? We do crown caps at the beginning. Yeah, you do crown caps. Uh, the problem is you need the reinforcement, I think. Of uh, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the wire cage. The wire cage. Yeah. I see, I see. Um, and plus, really, if you're going into champagne bottles, yeah, the little plastic corks don't really cost you that much. 
and they make for a little bit more dramatic presentation to begin with. And you hand them in. You don't yeah, need I got to I gotta add this. And, uh, no, actually, actually, I use a rubber mallet. When, oh, when, you, just, you just pound them in. When yeah. Drew we was don't need a tool. not thinking that it was cold enough, he was afraid. Ah, yeah. Because yeah. of the pressure inside the bottle. And I don't think a crown yeah. cap would hold up yeah, to again, it. Again, it's like six uh, six volumes. Yeah. I don't think a crown cap... I've had uh, home brews that didn't make it in the baggage container on a flight. Uh-huh. I had underwear that smelled like beer. <laughs> oh, can I can yeah. I tell you how scared I was bringing this bottle up here? Oh, bad. Smells like better than beer now. smelled like underwear. It's already at six and a half volumes, and then you go depressurize right. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I, and it made it. It was great. Like I said, I I put a note in. I uh, put a note in my luggage to the TSA agent. Please. Oh, you did? Yeah. She put a note. <laughs> I did. You are such a dork. It's well, amazing. Well, you no, got to see this. No, Was it no, all in no, binary or what? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> grab it. No, because my, 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 whole, my whole checked bag yeah. was nothing but beer. No beer. There yeah. was no there was no uh, clothes in there. was no laundry. There was nothing. It was all liquid. Yeah, it was probably beer. napalm as far <laughs> as they were concerned. <laughs> so the TSA agent, he opens the bag. He picks up the note. He's reading it to himself. Zero 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 one 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 zero 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 one one zero one one zero 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 one. You got to see this letter. It's great. It's great. <laughs> A quick break, everybody. It's our last break of the show. When we come back, we're going to talk more about uh, Drew's beer. We're going to taste that crazy one. I think I want the Gonzo. Get the Gonzo in here. Get me the Everclear beer. Let's just taste some stuff and talk about the weird things that Drew puts in there. Get your questions ready if you got any. Eighty four hundred one beer. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Oh, that's so good. You sure you don't want something Yoda like a beer or something? Beer is the path to the dark side. Beer leads to drunkenness. Drunkenness leads to beer goggles. Beer goggles leads to dirty women. Once you get a dirty girl on your jock, forever will she dominate your destiny.
White Labs is a leader in pure yeast and fermentation services, serving the beer, wine, and distilling industries from worldwide producers for more than a decade. White Labs has three all-new vials for you to pitch this year, home brewers, so fire up your kettles, fill up your fermenters, and get ready for Cry Havoc, the signature yeast strain from Charlie Papazian. This yeast can ferment both ales and lagers and is great for bottle conditioning, too. Second, a cream ale blend of ale and lager yeast strains. This blend creates a clean, crisp, light American lager-style ale. Last, a Belgian-style Cezanne ale yeast blend. This blend melds Belgian-style ale yeast and Cezanne strains to create complex, fruity aromas and flavors. Get complete fermentation quickly with this blend's spicy, earthy, and clove-like flavors. White Labs, your brewing partner for great yeast. These new strains are available now for home brewers, breweries, and homebrew shops everywhere. White Labs, it's all in the vial. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. The Brewcaster. Brewcaster on the Brewing Network. Okay, boys and girls. It's the last segment. Got some more beer to try, and then we're out of here. So, if you got questions, now is the time. And, I, by the way, I've just been informed that the chat room is all drinking together. They're having a lot, they're consuming a lot of beer tonight. And, uh, but, but apparently they're being nice at the same time. Usually, usually one, maybe two people go, God, I'm really hammered. I think Everybody. every one of them, except Icky. I haven't heard from Icky since, like, hour one. He's probably face down on the tile. Yeah. But Icky was in there before? He's still here. He just hasn't said anything. Mm. That's nice. A, but no, they're, they, I mean, they're behaving, you know, uh, a lot of hot nut jokes, and that's about it. <laughs> We could take Drunk of the Week calls if yeah. they want. Uh, I think we should give the whole chat room Drunk of the Week. The last, you think so? It's that, it's <laughs> that it's pretty, Drunk of the Week. It's pretty bad, yeah. A little bulk Drunk of the Week. All right, let's, well, the reason I'm bringing it up is uh, keep being nice in there. You know, you never know who's going to appear in the chat room. Yep. And you got you know new people come in there. They don't know what's happening. you got a bunch of drunk dudes hanging out. So yeah, yeah, uh, Actually, it's a good thing that we did the, the non-profanity show. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get an interview tomorrow for... Uh, uh, Newspaper spot. Are you? And I told her about the website and all that. Oh, I'll, I'll listen on Sunday night. So. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. What's the newspaper thing about? Um, it's uh, about home brewers and uh, uh, art and that kind of thing. So she said she's going to tune in tonight. Who's yeah. art? <laughs> what paper? Uh, I think it's going to be. Uh, it's a local, little local one. Uh, like La- Moraga local, you mean? Oh, yeah, La Marinda Times. Yeah. The West Side of the Hill of Moraga yeah. Times. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, you can't afford this paper. paper. Yeah. Saint Mary's. Yeah, Times. pretty much yeah, that one. The news. <laughs> the Rinda Lafayette Moraga yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. The news bulletin between him and his neighbor. Yeah. Uh, us poor folk, we actually can't even read it. It's written yeah. in a different language. <laughs> yeah. You put it in front. You can stare at it all you want, but you don't know what it's saying. You know what? We, you we, have to have we a gold can't sell coin. you that copy, sir. <laughs> yeah. Sir, put that back, please. <laughs> you don't live here, do you? Yeah. I thought so. <laughs> Just put it back in the rack. <laughs> 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 
sir, do you have your gold coin to 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 be here? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Doc's wife even looks at me like that. Like, hey, you don't belong here. <laughs> That's why she looks so skittish when she comes because she's in the poor folks out of town. <laughs> hey, there's actually a new brewer, a new guy, a new listener in the chat room, and he's hammered. Are and we haven't scared him away. Love it that even our new guys are. So be nice in there, everybody. You never know who's in there. So, well, hey, thanks for mentioning the site, Doc. I hope that gets in the article. Oh, I mentioned it a lot. There's actually patience that. Uh, I, I said, no, no, you don't want to listen to that. <laughs> yeah, don't. I don't know why you even tell them. Oh, because they're listening to podcasts. Sometimes when I'm working on them, they got their iPod and they're oh. talking. Oh, I'm on a podcast. Oh, wait, why did I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to keep that quiet. Oh, you're not into brewing. Wait, never mind. Well, I, I think I might want to listen. To, no, you, you're not into brewing. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to still come for me to dentist. Yeah, I think we got boob on the line again. Oh, <laughs> was that Drew? <laughs> yes. <laughs> even Drew knows. Oh. oh. Should I, should I get the timer going? <laughs> oh, darn it and shoot. That was close. Hey, Boob, what's happening? Dude, I thought Drew liked me. <laughs> I do like you. Even Drew knows. <laughs> you're not, I love it. You're not close enough friends with John Palmer for him to like you. I guess. I was just calling him for drunk of the week. <laughs> you're doing pretty good, man. <laughs> I like the, uh, I like the squeaky um, voice. Are you like laying on the floor? No, I'm on the couch. Though. Oh, yeah, well, I've seen you on that, that recliner couch. Yeah, that's right. I got it all. What are you drinking? Yeah. Sounds like gasoline. gasoline. You know, Bob, <laughs> what are you that, drinking? That was my favorite couch before my wife made me get rid of it. Oh. It had the incliner right in the couch. The <laughs> incliner. That's uh, even better than a recliner. Oh, yeah. That's the rich part. <laughs> yes, it yeah, is. Everyone can afford a recliner, but how many can afford an incliner? <laughs> You're like laying face down, so when you puke, you don't choke on You know what? It's safety. It's not all how, about safety. It's not how happy Bub sounds. Usually he's miserable like JP, but uh sounds pretty happy. No, he's good. I'm happy. Sounds I like haven't me. heard Doc in a while. I'm like, I like Doc. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. You're uh, you're at the top right now, but yeah, you're you're peaking, buddy. You're our first wow, call. Wow, the Everclear enema really works. Yeah. Whoa. You, you know what? It, Are we going to try that soon, Joe? Uh, it, it would. would actually, yeah. Bub, it would actually work. Yeah. It burns. Would it really? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so burned. Yeah, because the, the alcohol, the ethanol molecule right is so the small, yeah. it, goes, it, goes, it's permeable. it goes right through. In everything. your membrane? Oh, yeah. And, Bub, just remember, I love you. Drew. Who is that? It's Drew. Drew. Is that Drew? Oh, Drew, dude, you know I love you. <laughs> Drug of the week. Oh, that's it. Done. It's it, it sold. <laughs> Let's just start with that. You uh, know. Okay. Well, um, hey, you know what? <laughs> Happy 101, baby. I love all you guys. I really do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he just passed out. All right, brother. All right, sleep uh, well. Right. <laughs> Did he just sober up? No, no, no the, the incliner uh, just went down to the next lot. He's like, uh, uh, goodbye. Like, all right, sleep well. All right, late. <laughs> <laughs> I just really, all right, I'm at her. All right, we're gonna have to go through these beers quick. Uh, I think I still have your Amarillo IPA. Is that what's in my glass right now? Uh, no, actually, I think you got the uh, the rye. No, he's always behind the curve. I am. You guys That's drink right. fast. No, that one's too dark. Uh, take a drink of it if it tastes like hoppy. They both taste hoppy. No, it doesn't taste. Then that's not it. No. no, when you get to the the DIPA, what are we trying? I'm just concerned about the. Uh, I, I want the Gonzo and okay. I want the. Uh, well, the, the Amarillo one that you're tasting right now is my idea on an American saison. Okay. Uh, one of the beers that that we're gonna have later on tonight, uh, the saison Planacou mm. or the Panania saison. Cascousse. Yeah. I exactly. Uh, no, <laughs> Again, my French is horrible. Uh, 
I actually brewed that beer as a starter batch in order to get enough yeast to be able to do the other one. Ah, okay. And this is an American Saison uh, fermented with White Labs 565 and hopped with nothing but Amarillo hops. Very nice. And it comes out, actually, it's medium white. It's like uh, in the 1055, 1056 area or it, so. It, it finished out pretty nice at 1012. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. It, it just drops dead and, you know, lots of lots of bright hop character and lots of uh, carbonation. What did you ferment that one? Uh, that one was fermented, I think, at like 80. Like like warm. Yeah. Saison, uh, get, get it to work? But none of my saisons go cold. No. I can't do it. Yeah, you can't do it with it. As long as you're doing that 565. Keep them, keep them warm. Hey, are you just pitching on the yeast cake when you say you did this to do to get your your yeast cake built up? Do you just then rack off and throw the next beer on top, or I, do you do some treatment? No, I I, I know Jamil will disapprove. Uh huh. But yeah, no, I just do it straight off uh, off on the yeast cake. Sometimes maybe I'll I'll go over to a growler uh-huh. and then take off the scum. Oh, nice. Thank most you. of the time, get rid of JP. Just, most of the time, it's just. Straight onto the yeast cake, though. Okay. Cast the scum off. Yeah. Hey, Doc. Icky's on the phone. Yo, Icky. <laughs> Sticky Icky. Hey, Icky, what's happening? Hey, what's happening? Dude. <laughs> he gets me every time. I love it. He's our mascot. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, JP. Yeah. He's got to be our mascot. Yeah. yeah. Icky, uh, are you calling in for Drunk of the Week? Oh, man, I wish I could, but Bub's got it. Yeah, Bub's, you know, Bub's pretty good. He stole the show. Yeah. <laughs> He's loving everybody. Hammered. <laughs> That's what it's all about, all about love. Yeah. Loving everybody. Uh, I know, I know. But hey, I got a question for Drew. Yeah. <laughs> could you, I know yeah. I'm good, but could I want to sneak it in there right smooth. Now. Yeah, and by the way, could you sound a little creepier? No, it's smooth. He's smooth. All right, go ahead. What's your I actually just looked behind me. What's it, your, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Justin, do I still Justin, have my skin? Okay, good. No, it's 70s, Icky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, Icky, what's your question? Hey, so what do you think about some uh, some type of saison with some funk, some Ooh, some, some funk. Ass funk, some what? Some funk, man. Like some, Brett, some, some Brett or something. He sounds something like crazy. Uh, sounds like Jack Nicholas. Yeah. Hey, no, actually, seventies yeah. icky. No, I, I love the idea of saison with uh, with a Brett funk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually have a beer that is mm, about three months into aging right now that was fermented on a base of a saison yeast with two different varieties of bread in it. And right now, where it's at, yeah, I love. It's really good. Huh? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I just had the um, uh, Firefly from uh, from Jolly Pumpkin up north. Uh-huh. Uh, oh god, what a fantastic beer! Is that well, the same deal? Have some funk in it. Somewhere. Is that a saison with some funk? Uh, who knows what Jolly some Pumpkin? Funk in it somewhere. It's just a no, fantastic that, beer. Oh, yeah. the, the, uh, I, I love Jolly Pumpkin. The only problem is trying to clone any of their beers would just be an exercise in futility. Because yeah. like. You know, they do so much... Uh, like, people talk about me being kind of an, uh, a goofy brewer, an experimental brewer. No, not you. Yeah. The Jolly Pumpkin guys make me look like weak sauce. Really? Oh, yeah. Now, like, uh, I think it's like most of their stuff, if not all their stuff, is barrel-aged. Yeah. And it's all got something funky going on it. Oh I've liked God. all their beers. And yeah, their beers are fantastic. Yeah, yeah Drew, I just had... Um, I had the Firefly on Friday, and my, my buddy from Chicago sent me some... Uh, some La Roja. We had the La Roja earlier today, my wife and I, out on the back. Uh, Icky, I can't talk to you like this. You sound too awesome. normal. Uh, no, I I like him like this. He's really laid back. He's really cool. Uh, why is he whispering? And, well, and it sounds like I'm going to keep my skin. Because the kids yeah. are asleep. Oh, excellent. <laughs> I could picture you like like creeping yeah. down an old folks' home hallway or something saying, like yeah, that. I Justin, that. Like, like sticking, if he was talking know, louder, the kids would be awake and you'd be saying... 
Shut, Shut those, those kids up. up. <laughs> Just yeah. sticking to the wall, waiting, waiting to put a pillow over some poor old guy's wrinkled See, that's face. That's right, picture. That's right. Yeah. I want to know that about Icky. I just want to tell you. I gotta go. This one's waking up. I like this. I like it's the smooth Icky. No, he's oh, shattering oh, my image. No, he's smooth Icky. 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 He, has to, he has to change his persona. Yeah. Icky, what do you do for a living? Uh, I just draw shit. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you were like like you draw a turds? home. Yeah. Uh, buildings. I uh, just draw poo all day long. So you're an architect. Yeah, yeah. Icky's an architect. How nice! You guys just see. I only make one-story buildings though. Hey, hey. Icky is a Icky has a better gig than I do. This is making me feel terrible about myself. Hot Rod goes. Icky sounds like he doesn't want to be caught. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I'm there, but you know, I don't know where I am. Yeah. Yeah. Now, hey, Icky La, uh, La Roja. Fantastic beer. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, one. Was, I'd love to have it. Was, if if, if you could clone, if you could like say um, barnyard in a glass, yeah. that's what La Roja is. It was so earthy. Uh, it was just amazing. I'll it's, tell you. I'll tell you right now, Icky. The only way to clone La Roja would be breaking jelly pumpkin steel stave. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, the only. Um, uh, I think the only Flanders that I had that was better was Jamil. It was just fantastic. Uh, that's a good beer. Yeah, he was sitting at the door oh, giving that out. It was great. Yeah. yeah it was so good. Um, I so can't what, take this, Icky. I got to go. What your wife? What would your wife think of uh, La Roja? Uh, she, she said it It smelled like some kind of meat that she had <laughs> had before, like some really? teriyaki or something. Interesting. <laughs> some kind of Chinese sausage. Yeah, yeah, and his yeah, name was yeah. Ted. She liked it, but I don't know, I'm not real sure that, you know. This beer, I mean, honey, you always get somebody this beer kind of smells like Ted. <laughs> this beer, I mean, you always get the sour beer guy that just loves sour beer, and I always like to hear from the other side. Like, here, honey, try this. Yeah, yeah. Well, we why'd you make me drink? We had this? been drinking um, my uh, ass funk bunket all day. The uh, the uh, Berliner Weiss experiment that turned wrong, uh-huh. but it was so good. It actually turned out nice. And uh, we'd been drinking uh, Berliner Weiss all day, and I said, you know what? We got this La Roja. Let's check that out. And uh, it blew our socks off. Do they make, do they make a monkey beer? A monkey beer? Yeah. I think they do. Yeah. Icky, I, Icky, you're killing me. I got to go. Remember when we cut we picked up the I appreciate the call, but and you brained him in the back of the head yeah. and you cooked him and ate him. <laughs> yeah, that's what, what I want to hear out of Icky. Yeah. Remember that time? You know, I'm feeling a little frisky. I'm going to go put on his skin suit if you want. <laughs> Remember that time you boiled your own foot <laughs> and and it tasted kind of like this? Yeah, that's what I want to hear. Remember you, that Icky. time we adopted a little Indonesian girl? <laughs> that's enough. Kind of like All this. Right. Hey, Icky. Keep, uh, keep listening. A little bit later, you'll hear about two of my beers that were complete accidents. Yeah. All right. All right. All right flamethrower. <laughs> flamethrower. On the way to... Uh, uh, are you flying to GBAF or whatever the fuck? The <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah they won't let me I take think the that's, I, I think that's now secured information. No, Actually, I could probably bring it because I'll put it in a, like a are ski you dri- bag. Are you driving to Denver? No, no, I'll put it in a flying. ski bag. It'll be good. Ah, shit. Flamethrower. Flame. Are you, you, dri- are you driving to GBAF? Reno. Who wants to go to Reno? Ah, screw you guys. Icky, Icky's victims. <laughs> yeah, Icky's. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Icky's going to wear Come me. Come to Reno. I, There's a lot of ho- dead hookers in the desert that you, you know, keep. If, you if all of Icky's victims stood up in, in the desert and like raised their hand, <laughs> you couldn't even see Las Vegas. 
<laughs> Justin, even yeah. even I, I sent Justin an email earlier this week and said I was going to send send him some sour stuff, and he hasn't written me back. I don't even <laughs> yeah, know where to send brain. He, he doesn't want fermented dead guy brains. <laughs> yeah, this is this is Icky's conversation with his wife tonight. No, no. And so no. Justin hasn't emailed me back yet. Tell you what, Icky, <laughs> sharpening a knife. <laughs> Icky, just send it to uh, B three. Chaco. Yeah. So just send it to B three in care of uh, the brewing network. Down. Nah, send us the beer. What do you need? An address or something? Just send yeah, it to like no, send it to B three. I am not giving you the address. Send it three six. No, just send it to B three in care of yeah. uh, the Brewing Network, Second Street. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, two blocks. Yeah. All right, Icky. Peace later. Peace. <laughs> Peace. I gotta go fillet some guys back right now. No, no, no. Peace out. JP, I think that's more peace, as in rest in pieces. Exactly. Rest in several pieces. Oh, wow. Risp. And no one will ever find you. All right, what'd you just pour here? Risp. Does Icky have Shut tats? Up with your risp. All right, so hey, uh, the the beer that you guys got in front of us before we got distracted mm. is... It's called a tangent. Yeah, exactly. Hey, it's a digression, just like um, Michael Jackson. Yes. That beer's intense. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. What is that? So It's, it's called beer- hops. Yeah. It's a, it's a beer I call uh, the JJ Remix uh, Rye Double IPA. Okay, that's the Columbus hitting you in the face. Oh yeah, uh, well, it's got that. Go ahead. Well, the the basic story behind this beer is there's a guy down in LA named Josh Jensen uh, with Pacific Gravity Brewing Club, and he had a Rye Double IPA, and I tasted it and I wrote it up. Actually, I wrote a, a side joiner for it in the uh, in a Zymergy article I wrote one time. And he emailed me and said, hey, thanks for mentioning me. Said, no problem. Hey, by the way, can I get the recipe? So mm-hmm. he sent me the recipe. And I just kind of took and did what, you know, people like Jamil hate. Somebody sent me a recipe, and I remixed it to my own thing. Okay. <laughs> so you just you, you, you kind of vamped it up. Yeah, I did. Well, um, I, I revamped it. Let us know about what the IBUs are. If you believe the math. Yeah, I know. I'm believing the math. I'm, uh, you know, I think uh, uh, Shat just passed out. Yeah. If you believe the math, it's 142. Exactly. But on your stove top, it's going to be a little different. Yeah. So in reality, I think yeah, if you listen to somebody like John Mayer, he'll say it's like you know 80. Uh, I was going to say 80. Yeah. So I mean, it's Chinook, Columbus, Horizon, Columbus, Warrior, Cascade, and Amarillo, uh, and Amarillo. Yes, every single one of my hoppy recipes somewhere has Amarillo. (laughs) Okay. No. I can always tell a Columbus beer. Just uh, it's that big piney, like smack you in the you face. Smack thing. me in the face. Yeah. Yep, and that's a good thing. Oh yeah. So, but I mean, this uh, this was a beer that started like around uh, ten eighty five, finished around like a uh, ten twelve. Um, so it comes out at about nine point six nine point seven percent alcohol. Wow. What yeast did you use for that one? Doesn't say. Uh, if I remember correctly, I see you like a uh, Cal two. A lot. Uh, actually, Cal two, uh, Cal two is mostly my brewing partner, but uh, no, I actually generally like Cal one, or in this case, I think this one is actually also fermented with US fifty six. Okay. All right, I got to keep things moving, guys. I, Go. I'm sorry. Um, I'm supposed to ask you about the Falcons birthday cake beer. This came uh, from, that from one. the chat. What's that? Yeah. About? All right. So that was courtesy of uh, Doctor MB Rains. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, she of the yeast article that everybody sees online. Okay. And she took a chocolate cake one year, mm-hmm. 
stripped off all the frosting, boiled the cake, skimmed off all the fat that appeared on the top of the boil, Uh and then tossed the remaining chocolate cake goo plus water into an imperial stout recipe. Interesting. Yeah. I like that. And and that one became known as the imperial stout cake wiser. Was it awful or was it good? I had a version when it was five years old, I think. Uh Uh-huh. It was no younger than five years old when I had it. Wow! It was really, really good. Really, the the that thing sounds about, good. Well, no, I mean the thing the thing about MB is, is she doesn't brew as much as she used to. Uh huh. But she is so very precise and careful about what she brews. I've never had a bad beer from her, uh, but at the same time, she's also the person who taught me the biggest lesson about brewing that I can count on is if the beer that you're brewing doesn't do exactly what it is that you want it to do. Yeah. Twist it. So one time she brought, uh, MB is responsible for Hollywood Blonde, uh, from the Great Beer Company. And you'll see that around uh, here. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and so it's, uh, it's a Kolsch that she does that she considers to be very rigorously Kolsch like. Okay. Um, and you sound like a lot of people. You sound like you don't consider it to be. No, I know there are some people out there who don't. I know there's there's a lot of cultures out there that say they're Kolsch. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there there are people out there who say, "Oh, that's not Kolsch like," and I'm like, "Going, it's more Kolsch like than anything I've had." So, uh, I I, I think they're referencing off all the other cultures that are out there that aren't Kolsch. Yeah. So I mean, MD MD is very very precise about. But one time she brought home a keg from whatever brewery was handling the brewing at that time, and the keg had gone off. And she'd pop the damn thing open and, like, poured in raspberries or something. I see. And turn around it and suddenly became this great raspberry blonde ale with a slight tinge of sourness to it. Okay. And I was like, and she's like, oh, no, that was infected beer. And I just turned it around and tossed in fruit and done. Just a, yeah. Like, <laughs> great. It's infected, so let's, let's work with that. Yeah, yes. just work with it. Don't throw it out. So uh, for everybody out there in listener land, if you have an infected beer, if you have something that's not quite where you want, yeah. work with it. Yeah, work with. It. You know, we got to have a fix your beer show. And actually, don't be, throw it out. It'll yeah. be my favorite show <laughs> we've ever well, done. And and that was one of my columns for uh, for beer advocate rescue that beer. Ah, okay. So um, right, we're gonna have to do that. Yeah, how do you how do you do something with a beer that's not done what you expected? All right, another question here. All right, we're answers from now on are short and sweet, and then I have time for two more beers, and we're getting out of here. Coming up Uh-oh. on uh, 9 o'clock, everybody. Uh, here's a question from the chat. How do you describe the spiciness? I like this question, by the way. How do you describe the spiciness of rye malt relative to a saison? The reason I like this question is, so this rye mm-hmm. IPA revamp we're drinking mm-hmm. um Rye does have that spice, well, it's a, it's but so let- do the hops that you've put in this. So I'm trying to figure out what am I? What am I? Th- when I say this is spicy, am I talking about the rye or am I talking about the hops? But anyway, uh, so a question from here is: uh, mm-hmm. How do you describe the spiciness of rye malt relative to a saison? Well, the rye in this one is 11.4 percent, so it's got quite the, a bit the rye spiciness, and then you got this this hop bill that is just incredible. I mean, it's one, two, three. Well, it just calls it excessive. It's what it there's is. There's like, there's ten hop editions. Is there? Yes. Yeah. It's so, amazing. And to my mind, uh, one of the differences that you'll get is rye will give you a very kind of dry, uh, spicy character that's more uh, reminiscent of kind of a, something similar to cinnamon, but not quite. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, the Saison yeast will push that cinnamon character to kind of the higher notes of the cinnamon. Like, 
Cinnamon to me, you get you get both a high tone and you get a low tone. The low tone is very earthy. Yeah. High tone is very kind of bright cinnamon, right? Yeah, like what we think of like Christmas cookies or some, something like that. Cinnamon sugar on top of your yogurt or whatever. Yeah. So with the rye malt, I think you get a very kind of low, very earthy, kind of, you know, very drying, but also still very slick. A nice base, spice, yeah. basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you get that kind of, it feels like it's weighing a lot on your tongue. Yeah. With the Saison yeast, because of the phenols and the esters that they produce, you almost kind of shift more towards the higher end, the kind of the more eugenol type uh, uh, type of uh, spice aromas. Yeah. Eugenol is clove. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, clove. Some uh, there's a whole bunch of, like clove, nutmeg, mace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole there's a whole category of spices that uh, the share pumpkin pie. Yeah. Era, but eugenol is clove. Yeah. Okay. Clove oil actually. Yeah. And yeah, of course you would know that dentist yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we used it a lot. Drew, you're good at describing, uh, uh, making good descriptions for the flavors. Uh, that's a hard thing to do. It's one of the hardest things I have to do. Uh, that's why I love hanging out with Jamil, because I can always try to tell him what I'm tasting, and he's got a, a good way to uh, help me describe it. You're good at the, are, Do you do BJCP uh, classes and stuff at all? Yeah, actually, I've got to teach a class in, I think, like three weeks. You do. Mm. That's good. I think, th- don't you agree, Doc? He's, uh, oh, yeah, it's awesome. Like, just uh, because the... It, Sometimes the hardest part isn't tasting something; it's pinpointing what Let's it is that you're words. tasting. Yeah, it's and, talking about what you feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's this, and then it it imbibes a, a feeling, and you pull it up. That's good. Really well, good. Well, and I'll tell you right now, anybody who's wondering, no, I actually don't do this with every beer. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Most of the time when I'm having a beer, it's it, it that's goes good. Back, that's bad. It, it, it goes back. Yeah, it goes right back along those lines of the Belgian scale. Sure, that's a good one. Yeah, moving on. A, I don't like that one. It's a good one, but I don't like that one. All, All right. right. Uh, okay. I, I really want to taste the, the Everclear beer. How, uh, can, we, uh, can we do the Gonzo first? No, the, Ever, the, Gonzo. the Everclear one more. Is that going to ruin our palate? Is that what I, I think the Everclear about? beer will... That that needs to be a finisher. Okay. Give me Gonzo then, because right. we're finishing in 10 minutes. Like, that's it. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so he says. Let's go Gonzo, and then we're Audi. I got to go. Audi 9000. Here's the gonzo. I got I got the recipe actually for the gonzo. Okay. Oh, the, the, oh. what kind of beer is this supposed to be? Uh, uh, twisted American barley wine. Okay. So uh, hey, this by the uh, way, all the beers that Drew brought up here are that uh, plastic bottle method yeah. with the uh, air seal. And Doc does this too when he brings beer. So uh, as long as they're clear, so as long as you keep mm-hmm. them from getting light struck, I just want you to know that all these beers are tasting great. This plastic bottle method is not a bad way to transport uh, I some don't, beer. I don't really care about oxidation. I, I'm a big stickler for oxidation, yeah. mostly in brewing and kegging and all that. But if I'm going to bring it somewhere, I don't care about so much about sanitation. Yeah. I don't care so much about oxidation or any of that stuff because it's going to be consumed really quick. Yeah. So don't, don't worry about purging it. Don't worry about... Yeah. Uh, Clean it out a little bit, but yeah, no, uh, I, I sanitize these bottles and all that sort of yeah, stuff. But you sanitize these. It. Were, these were all filled last night. Yeah, uh, and but what are these tops called that you use so that you can actually? Uh, these uh, these are called carbonator caps. Uh, you'll you'll find some uh, homebrewed recipes for how to make your own at home. Okay. Look, look at the top of that. What does that look like? It lo- looks like it looks the top like of a corny cake. cake. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you can and and by the way, this is actually these are produced in my hometown of Orlando, Florida. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so. Buy them if you would. I'd like to support your local <laughs> business. Support you here. It's not local for you anymore. Right, so we're, we're no. drinking the Gonzo. The man, Gonzo hip poppy, poppy spirit poppy wine. Spirit wine. It, it, yeah. The OG is about ten ninety one. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual OG was a uh, eleven oh four. Yeah. And it finished out at uh, ten twelve. 
<laughs> That's significant. And this is the one with just all those different, you know, poppy and and hemp and what else? Um, there? Uh, and uh, shiitake mushrooms soaked in homemade. Uh. Uh, actually, the one place that I didn't talk about before that is significant about this one. Uh, the bourbon in this was provided by two members of the Falcons. Uh, one of whom they does made it themselves. They made it themselves. Mm. Well, but true, that's illegal. I know nothing about that. Um, they, they, they rehydrated the uh, shiitake mushrooms yeah. in. Well, uh, so uh, one. Uh, well, actually, I will say one thing. One of the uh, one of our club members who passed away a couple years ago uh, made some bourbon on on the side, and I never knew about it until it was done. Of course not. But no, and so his bourbon is actually in this beer. I see. And so what we do is we we pour a pint glass of half tequila, half bourbon for like a barrel batch. And then we soak a handful of shiitake mushrooms in that bourbon tequila. And before it goes in at the very end of the boil, we squeeze the shiitake mushrooms out of everything. So, you know, wow. like they, they go completely dry. All the mushroomy essence goes into the bourbon tequila, which then goes into the boil. It smells a little cheesy. Not a, not exactly the most pleasant beer I've smelled tonight. <laughs> but it actually tastes really nice. Well, well it, uh, it tastes just like a barley wine. Well, and I will say this is also... Uh, a nice this barley brewed Either in July or March of 06. Okay. So. It tastes nice. Jip? Mm-hmm. What do you Very think nice. about that? Have you tried this? Very nice. I don't, though. I, I I disagree about that it tastes just like a barley wine, Doc. It's got so much different stuff happening there. Um, it has the strength of it, and it has the malt body of it. The thing that gets me is it's it, it finished at 10-12. Yeah. It, it tastes like a 10-20 finishing gravity. Yeah, no, it, 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 it definitely dropped. Yeah, that is interesting because there's a lot of residual sweetness, I think, still there. Well, but I remember a lot of that, uh, and those ten, twelves, and those kind of numbers. That's Tastes apparent, like anyway. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, as opposed to the actual. Well, that's what we like, we gear ourselves up yeah. to, also. Why are uh, we pouring full glasses of this stuff? Can <laughs> we have it? I know they're small glasses and all, but good lord, I hope Doc drops an f bomb right, soon. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Speaking of. Why would you? F-bombs. Why would you ask that of me? <laughs> hey, fuck you! Oh. No, that's he's not a half a glass. He's dog. Got a finish. That's a quarter. <laughs> All right. Thank so you, I, Doc. I'm going. I'm going. Hey, you know what? I had to do. Hey, it. Justin, I'm actually going to cheat a little. We went through that one really quick, so I'm going to go on to Happy Accident beer. All right, Happy Accident. Uh, Drew wants to get through all his beers. God. Dang it! Look, he, he I got plenty of time I'm, after the show, you know. Good yeah, Lord, I want, sh- I want a shirt. <laughs> I want a- so, <laughs> <laughs> can we just say uh, turn off now, yeah. if you want, and then uh, we're just going to sit here and drink a bunch of beer. Cut. Whoa, little beauty! I'm going to cut this part of the archive out. Oh, come on! No, you don't cut archives out. It's never right. happened before. So uh, this one actually is what I call the uh, again going in my bad French the saison plein cool. It's a, a winter saison that was uh, done to an original gravity of 1100, dropped down to 1019 for oh, an funny. alcohol percentage of just under 11. And the original batch, and this is the reason why I call it the accident beer, the original batch was supposed to be a 10-gallon batch at about 1080. Okay. Stuck sparge. Ah. Oh. Stuck sparge. Excuse me. Uh, my brewing partner Jim Kapitsky and I, we tried to we tried to do everything in our, in our imagination that we could do, except short of rice hulls because we didn't have any on hand. He ran out. Went you and got underwear lunch. in there. Uh, everything, pantyhose, uh, everything. Yeah. 
And he, uh, so he ran out to go get lunch, and I just kept dealing with this thing. And finally, at one point, I was like, ah, screw it. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. This thing isn't moving anywhere. Yep. And so we sat down. We had lunch. We had a beer or two. And then we said, oh, I guess we got to clean this up. All right. Take care of it. Went out and found that we had five and a half gallons of wort in our in our boil kettle. Like, I guess we got a batch of beer. Just happened. Okay. Yeah, so that, the original batch of this was actually at 1120. Oh, that was my story, too, with uh, yeah. my stuck sparge on this oatmeal stout yeah. I did. I just tried everything. Couldn't get that thing that, that sparge to keep going. I Everything. Yeah. Uh, I said, screw it. I'm going to go have lunch. I'm going to have lunch. I come back. Uh, you know what? i got to get rid of this. So I might as well just open it. Hey, it's And long. it was done. Yeah. So let's make beer. And, and that's the reason why, like, you know, part of the thing, I, uh, one of the aspects I didn't say about my brain is part of it's a- accident. Accident. Good. Then there's hope for me. Oh, yeah. All right. I don't want to listen to miracles and accidents with you two for the next hour. Speaking of accidents, so Chad's so back. This is huh? a great beer, and I, I really, all I want is, I got, I'm sorry, Drew, but I just want this bad boy that you brought to us, and then we're getting out of here. <laughs> Look at you. You got it all taped up. It's like, uh, you should have put the, um, the poisons symbol on the top of that bottle, too, so that, uh, everybody knows don't touch yeah, this. Yeah, skull and crossbones. I, do we need, do we need like uh, buckets for this instead of regular glasses. We need the hazmat team in here. <laughs> Shot glasses. What do we need uh, for this? Depends upon your faith in Mexican Everclear. White white suits and uh, you know. <laughs> JP, words. how's your faith in Mexican Everclear? I refuse to answer that question on the grounds it may incriminate me. <laughs> yeah, I have all the faith in the world of Mexican Everclear. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. My faith in Mexican JP's Everclear got laid, but I don't have so a. Thanks, uh, but I need a. I don't have a. I've got three beers in front of me. I don't have an empty glass. Chet, could you hook a brother up, please? It is Mexican Independence Day today. Usually, um, just drink it, and I don't want to. Just all of these are very nice sippers. Very nice. The way you guys are right. going, I got to do the archive <laughs> tonight. I don't even know. Guys, make sure you pour yourself a. S- Small snort in this one. <laughs> Drew's, yeah, I gotta say, Drew's worried about this one. <laughs> what, what's in this one again there, Drew? Yes, right there. Alright, uh, this one was a sizer, which is a... Are you sick, Doc? You were drinking out of this uh, glass. Uh, a sizer, no, a sizer so is... In there, you're not gonna get anything out of true. that. So sizer is Except a, whatever Mexican Everclear gives you. Yeah. <laughs> this one is the best smelling beer tonight. It smells it's not, really good. Not, it's not so much a beer, but, uh, uh this is, uh, Sizer is apple mead, basically. It smells, uh, it smells like a mead. Yeah, it, it's apple juice mixed with honey, right? So, I do, uh, uh, you know, a friend of mine runs up to Tehachapi, which is the Southern California apple. I know region. Tehachapi. Yeah. I've been through that desert and, town. <laughs> well, Stupid and they make, mountain. Uh, but uh, except for, you know, the thing is, they make great apples there. Really? And so he brings back this juice uh, every year, and sometimes I get some of it, sometimes I don't. And one year I made a Sizer out of this. You know, so I blended a bunch of honey into the apple juice they gave me. That rat bastard wouldn't drop any farther than about ten thirty-seven, ten forty. It didn't matter. I could. I, I threw everything in the universe at it. So, following a friend's advice, a guy by the name of Bruce Brode, who has uh, served on the BJCP, he was one of the guys who was responsible for the style guidelines. Okay. Uh, Southern California Homebrews Festival that. I went and I took and I racked into a three gallon keg and I added a fifth of Mexican Everclear into it. Gorgeous. Yeah. And then aged it for two years. Okay. And that's what you got here in your glass. Well, the important thing is that we're going to finish this bottle tonight. That's the important <laughs> thing here. I've never seen glass melt. 
before. Yeah. <laughs> Chip, it's good, huh? Yeah. Did you make the cider first or just throw the apple juice right in with the Nah, honey? it was apple juice and honey mixed together to do the cider. So, but this comes in, if my calculations are right, it's somewhere between 17 to 18% alcohol. My calculations are right. It's somewhere between zero one one zero zero one one and one one zero zero one one zero 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 one. I'm not exactly sure, but it was right in between zero zero one 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 zero 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 and zero zero one one zero one zero 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 one zero. Oh, that's that's smoking. Can, can you guys do that in hex? That's a really nice beer, man. That, no, I don't know what that, that is. That is something I would really enjoy after some uh, after an Italian meal, some spumoni, mm. and have this. Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like uh, like fifteen bucks for a little bit of cha cha cha. Well, hey, uh, 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 <laughs> you know, about two years back, I I paid about I don't know, one hundred and fifty dollars for a glass of port from the nineteen thirties. Yep, it's really really tasty, but I honestly like this better. So you got to do it, Doc. Tell me again what you think about this beer. I, th- I think it's is is uh, honey. <laughs> and just <laughs> thanks, JP. Thanks, thanks a lot, JP. <laughs> no, you're doing fine, Doc. I just was like, JP, how convincing. could you be so silent over there? Come on, uh, help a brother out. No, my 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 point is, uh, he had cider, or he mm-hmm. or he had uh, apple juice. Did he make cider first? Yeah. Cider. And, and I don't made even honey know. Separately, and then blended them. Yeah. Or did he blend what, it first? What did he do, Doc? You know what he did. Don't make me come over there because I will crawl over this. <laughs> I will kill you. I will slowly crawl over this desk in a very uh, discompopulated fashion you th- and mess you up. You think Icky can cut a face off quick? <laughs> never seen I was going to say, at least one person you know in this building had medical training. Yeah. I'm going to kill you slow. <laughs> is it safe? Uh, Doc is my favorite person. <laughs> is it kind of? <laughs> That's it. We're out of here. We're done. Uh, Drew, this is awesome stuff, man. This is a really fantastic. Every single beer we had tonight was great. Hey, thanks yeah. for effing me up. Yeah. <laughs> All of us. And you know what? The ones that uh, Shap brought from the East Coast, he did a pretty good job selecting they beers. They me up, too. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the real total is, wow, we're effed up. Yeah. You know, I, I say, oh, S, and I'm so effed up. <laughs> You're doing. I'll tell you what. D. You're doing. <laughs> I can't oh. get more. Oh, up. D. <laughs> you are doing a good job with this. See, you got to go to GABF because you're the best in training. So I know. Far. <laughs> we got no B here to be a C. <laughs> I can't do no more. <laughs> that's well, like a. That's an L of S. <laughs> yeah. How come, if I've ever H'd O. How come? It, how come it's also ebonics when you're trying not to curse? <laughs> Hello there. I'll be speaking about a load of ace. <laughs> I'm going to be in the sea. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe I that. just got arrested and did for armed robbery. Maybe Doc's just revealing a secret part of his past. <laughs> I think so. I have a feeling. Yeah, I come from in the OC. Yeah, you did go to school in L.A. I, so, uh, I, I grew up in the OC. Downtown. Is the, So you had pool parties at like Sarah and <laughs> Jessica's house all day? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, I did. Wait, uh, wait Doc, where's Jennifer? So, those little bees. <laughs> I can pull them out. Uh, Drew, thank you very much. It flew yeah, Drew, all the way I, up I, here to I do didn't show. think you were actually going to show, so I wasn't going to pull Jennifer all the way up here for that. <laughs> uh-huh. I really appreciate it, man. Well, uh, I still got questions coming in from the chat room. Well, where are well, they? Yeah, let's, let's uh, I just through. had one. How do I get my beers more maltier? 
Is that how it was written? I swear to Is God. Is it from Icky? No, it's from Tom Farrelly. He's a, he's a first-time live oh. listener, but he's right. always been a podcaster. All right, oh, Tom, okay. if you want your beers maltier and you're doing... More pro- maltier. Or, yeah. yeah, sorry, more maltier. I don't know how malty you are. Yeah. <laughs> First, the Humber secret weapon, Munich. Uh, use Munich. Okay. A little bit of Munich. Why? Yeah. Why? Because you, you also... It won't add a bunch else? Well, yeah, it's well, a caramel flavor, but not uh, like... Adding a whole bunch of crystal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like crystal. If you add a bunch of it, it goes sweet. Yeah. No matter what you do to your final product, it's no good. Munich will always add a background malt character and still ferment out. Okay. So you know, if you if you need more malt, and you don't really trust how you're doing your process, yeah. Add more Munich. A mu- Munich is considered a base malt. Yeah. yeah. Like 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 pale or or pilsner. Okay. Yeah. Like you can do a great Bach beer with just. Munich and a little yeah. bit more, or great. It'll Munich. convert itself and it'll, it'll go on. So, but uh, you want more more maltiness, and people will throw some uh, crystal so that kind of stuff. Stop that! <laughs> Sorry, Doug. <laughs> just looking at it, smiling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, just just throw throw it in. But you can go overboard on that yep. one. Okay. And, and by the way, if if it's not that problem, then look at what you're mashing at. Check your thermometers. Yeah, I cannot tell you the number of people who say, "But I'm matching at 151 or 154." No, I check my check your the thermometer, no, and I guarantee you, check your thermometers about every six months. I'm gonna yeah. go check my thermometer right now. Do it, do it rectally. You know how you know that we have an MIT grad and a doctor on the show tonight? It's the middle of the uh, drunkest part of the show, and we're still handing out tidbits of information. This hey, doesn't JP, happen I, I'm on not every sure that, that this will hold my weight when I throw it and kick your ass. Well, hey, Doc, give me a moment. I'll brace it with a couple of two-by-fours, Good. and I'll get it engineered just right. Yeah, Excellent. Speaking well. of tangents, let me run some math. <laughs> well, no, no, actually, that's not tangents. That's cosines in order to calculate. Oh. Yes. Okay. My brain just leaked out of my ears. <laughs> All right. Binary Drew, thank you for uh, hanging out with us. Uh, I really I can't thank you. It's very cool that you came in. Uh, this would not have been the same show if we had to do it over the phone, so I appreciate you <laughs> no, it and wouldn't hanging have. out. I've been a little less drunk. <laughs> a little bit. Most but of us would have been a little We covered drunk. a lot tonight, and uh, not only do I appreciate that, but I'm sure the listeners will too. So uh, you, sir, are welcome back anytime. Well, thank you. Uh, and, hey, by the way, for any of your listeners, if you actually want to ask me a question, get it in the email real quick. Okay. Uh, Drew at MaltoseFalcons.com. There you go. Easy enough. Drew at MaltoseFalcons.com. Of course, you can go to MaltoseFalcons.com just to yep. check out the club if you're in Southern yep. California. Uh, they have an awesome website. I, I am... Well, it's about I, to be more I'm awesome. jealous of the website. Are you? Yes. You've got website envy? Yes, I do. <laughs> Doc, prepare to hang on to your shorts. It's about to get more awesome. Wow. And, and, and you can hand off your old one, just change the name and give it to Doc for yeah. those. Doc's website. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and, Thanks. And, and hey, by the way, I, I live such a sad and strange little life. I'm on the computer 18 hours a day answering yeah. people's questions. So. Of course you are. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard. Drew I've, at MalthusFalcons.com. Oz asked. Axe. 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 Wait, wait, wait. When did Oz move down south? <laughs> oh, he, um, he's, he's the most south you can get. <laughs> he's the south, he's north. Um, he asked a really weird question of Drew, and he, uh, so it's, it's, uh, what is how I want to drink alcoholic, of course, after the heavy lectures involving quantum mechanics? And he goes, I'm serious, ask him. So I just did. So wait, wait. Is wait, wait, I don't know. This is how it goes. This is how it goes. He goes, what is no. how I want to drink, alcoholic, of course, after the heavy lectures involving quantum mechanics? All of thy geometry, hairplanic, is fairly hard. Well, listen, Oz is a really nice guy. <laughs> He's, He's not the sharpest tool in the shed. I think uh, him and Icky are doing All right. Uh, I'll answer Oz. 
Yes. What is a beer? <laughs> um, for 500. Yeah. I, I email Drew specifically an, and, and get there. He's saying it's an anagram. <laughs> get no. there. Oh, okay, it may be an anagram, but right now I'm not in the mood for anagrams. Can we go? I'm hungry. Yeah. Well, you're the one who's asking more questions. Well, I won't. All right. Stop uh, that. What are hey, we talking about? Thanks. I am not sure. <laughs> thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Drew, thanks a lot, brother. Hey, no problem. Yo. Man, seriously, thank you, man. That's you got to awesome. come back. Hey, Chad, hey, hey, you could bring your girlfriend next time so she doesn't feel like you're just leaving town all the time. <laughs> you know, oh, she loved but, this. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, she would have had a great. Yeah, I, don't, time. I don't think she'd be as uh, as patient as uh, some people. <laughs> yes. Well, listen, come back, do the show again, will you? Oh yeah. I'm kind of. I'm really thinking about this um, Ask Drew segment too, uh, with with just weird stuff. You well, know. he didn't get the Oz question, so, so uh, give him time. Uh, apparently, it's it's a it's a pneumatic sentence to remember pie. You know what? Okay, uh, there's again, no, there's no that. limit here. Again, I need to see that written before I'd get that. Yes, but three three point one four one five nine one six two. That keeps going. I uh, love this show so much. I, I'll be talking to you about that. I think it'd be cool to have an Ask Drew if you're down. Uh, we'll we'll see awesome. what we can come up with. Yeah, no, sure. And, uh, I got an Ask oh, question. Wait, yeah, question. you got a drink. Uh, you just uh, dropped the S-bomb. JP, what is pie? That isn't the uh, that isn't the the Everclear beer you have to chug. No, that's the, uh, the number that is Ratio of the thing. Ratio of uh, the 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 deal with the thing. Yeah, are thing. you not? Are, you the ratio understand. of Doc's hammered. He can't understand me. Yeah, Doc's fine. Leave him alone. He's just a little guy. It's the little guy. <laughs> oh, Jason Jail. Yeah, I had to remind you that a lot. Amen. <laughs> I'm just a little guy. Oh man. But I can still kick your A. I your A H. <laughs> Twenty-two thirds. All right, John Mayer from Rogues on the show next week. You're gonna want to tune in for that. Uh, this is a guy we've been wanting on the show for a while, and uh, he is an amazing brewer. Started out as an amazing home brewer, in the and uh, where, now, where did he, where did he start out? Maltose Falcons. Oh yeah, amen. Uh, so, uh, and he's really kept that philosophy alive with Rogue. Uh, so, get yourself some Rogue beers this week, and join us on Sunday uh, for John Mayer from Rogue. He's gonna be on the phone with us. We're gonna Yo, talk to him about. He all might play stuff. a song or two. Really? Uh, never mind. Sorry. JP. <laughs> hey, Doc. I, I think that's a wise. I think that's a wise. Doc to do a JP impression instead of JP to do a Doc <laughs> impression. <laughs> All Doc has to do is tell a horrible joke. <laughs> yeah. Or a hey, horrible game. Forget the punchline. Hey, minorities. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, what wait, number have wait. I got in my mind? What did the frog say? <laughs> what did he say? What? <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> That's my JP, JP impression. impression. <laughs> Books, podcasts, shirts available through the store. Go to thebrewingnetwork.com slash store. Uh, Get your Jameel book. Buy Brew Your Own Magazine from us. Click that little banner that's on our website. Uh, it's a great magazine, and it helps us, and it helps them, and you get a good mag out of it. So do that for us, would you please? Click those ads that rhyme with frugal. Uh, they help us, too, and it's real cheap for you because it's free. And visit our sponsors because they're the people who really bring you this show. So uh, go check them out. All of them have banners on our website. More to come in the coming weeks. So please visit them, patronize them, and let them know uh, where you found out about them because that helps and it uh, we can keep bringing you the show. Patronize them too. Hey, 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 I knew you'd say something. Shut up. <laughs> I like this. I like when Doc's angry with you. Hey, hey, hey. I knew you'd Wait, say I thought, something. I thought JP wanted to get food. Hey, 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 hey. You talk amongst yourself. Uh, Drew, you the man. Thanks, brother. Hey, thanks for having me. Ciao. All right, everybody. We'll see you in a week. Oh, dude. Ciao, dude. <laughs>